Listening to the flip side with Noah Filipiak, connecting the reality of the gospel to the grit of life. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash Noah Filipiak or at noahfilipiak.com slash give. What up, what up, what up? Flip Eponymi. Welcome to the episode you have all been waiting for. All May and June, you have been getting up every morning. Opening up your smartphone, looking at your podcast feed, saying, when will Christmas arrive? When will my birthday get here? When will the 50th episode of The Flip Side finally drop? Well, my dear flip that day has arrived. That's right. It is the one, the only, 50th episode of the Flipside Podcast. Wow. We have a live studio audience today in the house. They are jacked. They are pumped up. Woo! Wow. This is an incredible day on the Flipside. The Flipside began on February 22nd. 2009. I am recording today on June the 10th, 2021. That is over two years of flip siding. That is two and a third years or so of flip siding. Thank you so much to many of you who have been on the journey this entire time. I know some of you listen to every single episode. Others listen in when it works for you or when there is a topic that you like. And I thank you to all of you. Thank you for the many of you that email in to the show. You can always email podcast at beyondthebattle.net. It is a huge encouragement to me. It has helped keep me going for two and a third years doing the flip side. Thank you to those of you that support the flip side on Patreon. That is a financial way that you can keep the flip side going. There is some overhead for the flip side. And now that I have launched into fundraising for church planting, planting a church in inner city Grand Rapids, the Patreon also goes towards my actual fundraising for my career vocation. So a huge thank you, patreon.com slash Noah Filipiak, if you want to get in on that crew. Now, here's the deal about the 50th episode. It's not the 50th anniversary. I keep wanting to say that. The 50th episode of The Flip Side. Here's the deal. This is epic. This is an epic day. Now, if you have never listened to the flip side before, and this is your first experience, please stop listening now. You do not want to listen any further. Please do not judge the flip side based on what your ears are about to experience. If you are a future guest interview of the flip side, and you're going, huh, I think I'll check out this podcast I'm about to get interviewed on. Please do not listen to this episode. 
Stop listening now. Go back into the archives and, and pick any other episode but this one. If you are a, a mature individual, if you are a well-balanced individual, if you are someone that others would say is a, has a pleasant demeanor, is a pleasant person to be around, if you got good grades in school, all of the above, you do not want to listen to this episode. This is a disclaimer. This is a, this is a warning. This is a red alert. This entire episode is nothing but ridiculousness. That's all it is. We are celebrating 50 episodes of Noah's Rant. <laughs> 50, this is over five hours of Noah's Rant. Over five hours. That is absolutely absurd. It is the only way to celebrate 50 episodes of The Flipside. Shout out to Travis, who edited this episode. Major shout out. Good work, Travis. All right, so here's the deal, and then we're going to jump into it, because there's a lot of Noah's Rant for you to get to. Noah's Rant is presented by Angry Brew. Angry Brew Coffee has double the caffeine. And you can go to angrybrew.com to pick up a bag. Use promo code FLIP, like the flip side. Get it? You'll get 10% off. It is also a way of supporting the flip side. If you don't want to do Patreon, uh, but you want to give some love to the flip side, Angry Brew is a sponsor of the flip side. You can buy some coffee. FiveLakes.com or AngryBrew.com. Use promo code FLIP to pick up a bag of Angry Brew or Chris's Blend and show them that you are listening. They are a great company and super thankful for their support of the flip side and specifically their support of Noah's Rant. Now, this is five hours of Noah's Rant. We could have charged $100 for this in the uh <laughs> no we couldn't have we couldn't have but this is epic this is the lord of the rings of podcasting you know sitting down for nine hours or ten hours to watch all the lord of the rings movies that's what you're about to do with noah's rant here's the here's the challenge here's the here's the contest here's the the carrot at the end of the stick I do not expect rational, logical, sensible people to listen to any of this episode. Nor do I especially expect you to finish this episode. That would be utterly absurd. But if there is a person out there, I am calling out. This is a shout out. This is a call. This is a high bar for one person out there. The first person that emails me, podcast at beyondthebattle.net. Listen closely. If you listen to the, you, you have to, number one, listen to this entire episode, every single minute of it. And, and you need to keep track in your head of all the Noah's rants. I want to hear from you your favorite two Noah's rants. Your favorite two Noah's rants. You can you can uh, you can go to three if you can't boil it down. But your favorite two Noah's rants and some commentary on why they were your favorite. I also want to hear your least 
favorite Noah's rant. Your one or two least favorite Noah's rants. News flash. Not all of the Noah's rants are funny. Maybe none of them are. <laughs> Not all of the ra Noah's rants are good. So I want to hear from you. Your top two, you can go to three. Your least favorite, and you can go to two. And some commentary on both. Email that to me, podcast at beyondthebattle.net, and I will ship to you, yes, I know, a prize of all prizes, a pre-release copy of my book, Beyond the Battle, coming out with Zondervan, new release date, a little bit later than originally planned, August 10th is the release date. So you will get a pre-release copy sent to you. That's right, let me hear it. The best who, I know live studio audience, who wouldn't want that prize sent to them? So, uh, yes, the covers are a little bare over here on the prize cabinet, but that is the challenge. That is the challenge. Who will rise up, who will rise up this day to accept the 50th episode Noah's Rant Challenge sent in uh, to podcast at beyondthebattle.net. Without further ado, I honestly hope for some of those of you out there who who are... <laughs> I don't even know the words how to describe you. You know who you are. I hope this makes you smile. I hope this makes you laugh. We are making podcast history. This is the only place in the world, in the universe, you can find over five hours of Noah's Rant. It is here. It is now presented by Angry Brew Noah's Rants. Noah's Rant. All right. So the other day I'm at a conference which shall remain unnamed at a church which shall remain unnamed. And here's the deal. So I've been to this conference before. This was a like a traveling conference, so to speak. Not really. It's like a leader's thing, and they it's the same content every time. And I will say this. The conference itself is excellent. And I don't not name it because there's anything wrong with it. This is what I discovered. See, back in December... I went to this conference in a certain city, and at that conference, they had great snacks. I'm talking like a spread of snacks. I am a snack eater. If I'm going to a conference, you better have some coffee out. You better have some snacks out. Boom. That's it, right? I mean, lunch, that's expected. But you cannot expect me to show up to a conference at 8 o'clock in the morning and not eat anything until noon. Right now, here's the thing. I have to eat gluten-free. And so usually, you know, I'll bring a little granola bar, gluten-free thing with me, because not everybody has that all the time. So I'm at this conference back in December, the first one, and I was like, man, this is incredible snacks. And mo they're most of them are gluten-free. They're they're totally looking out for me. Got all kinds of fruit. I'm definitely a health guy. So you got the bananas and apples and oranges. There's there's like trail mix in bags, peanuts in bags, there's Granola bars that are kind of like the fruit and nut thing. I can actually eat them, and I'm just going to town, baby. Oh, also, 
this conference costs $95, right? So very happy in December. Got my uh, $95 worth. And actually, I went to that one for free. That's a long story. But the point is, it's expensive to go to, right? Got your money's worth. Very nice snacks at that conference. So prepping for the next conference I'm going to. And the reason I'm going again is because I really liked it. It was great content. And this time I'm bringing a bunch of people. I invited like every pastor that I knew. Hey, go to this. It's going to change your life. You know, you really, and it, and it really is a really, really good thing, like for ministries and whatnot. So I, that's why I'm going again. And so, uh, you know, show up to the conference and I'm thinking, here's, here's where I went wrong. Here was my fatal error. I thought that it was the conference itself, like the organization presenting. I thought they provided the snacks. I thought that was all part of the deal. Like you pay your 95 bucks and you get the lunch and you get the snacks. And as it turns out, it's the host church who provides the snacks. Okay? Because show up, there's some coffee. Okay. It wasn't very good coffee. No, it was not. Uh, But that's... That's a separate rant. We're going to save that one. And I'm looking around for the snacks, and I'm like, okay, they must not have set them out yet because there were snacks last time, and it was $95, and it's $95 this time, and they must not have set the snacks out. And because there was so many snacks last time, I didn't bring snacks with me. And I'm looking around, and the conference is starting, and there's still no snacks. And this is the thing. We are at a mega church that just renovated the building. Unofficially, this is from a friend with insider information who told me it was a $25 million renovation. Unofficially. Allegedly. You are telling me you have $25 million to renovate your building and create this crazy space. They had a, f- a fountain pop machine in, in the space we were meeting in. You had money for all of this stuff, $25 million in your budget, and you did not budget for snacks. Not one thing of apples. Trail mix, too much to ask to bump the budget up to include trail mix though we paid 95 dollars each to be at the conference so we could starve lesson learned first of all if you are a church listening to this podcast and if you ever host a conference provide snacks particularly if this conference is 95 dollars for one day provide snacks. And two, do not ever leave your house without snacks. Do not ever think or assume that there will be snacks. Just because there were snacks last time does not mean there will be snacks again. Just because you are hanging out with loving, hospitable Christians, at least allegedly they are, does not mean that there will be snacks. Now I know for next time. And now you know. And that is the purpose of Noah's rant. It is to make the world a better place. And I have just done that. You will not go snackless next time. And now there will be less churches out there not providing snacks to the world. Noah's rant. 
All right, the rant for episode two. There is a Marathon gas station. It is in Okemos, Michigan, which is like five minutes from where I live. It's one of Lansing's suburbs. And two things about this Marathon gas station. First and foremost, there is a large sign on the side of the building. Fancy sign. With this steaming cup of coffee. And on the sign, three-dimensional sign coming off the building, it says, Folgers Cafe. Now, there are so many things wrong with the words Folgers and Cafe together and being advertised as a good thing. So, first of all, you have a gas <laughs> you have a gas station that is selling dirt mixed with water Folgers calling it coffee, right? That's it's one thing if you sell that and can sleep at night. First of all, or that you can drink that and your body is able to handle that. Okay, that's that is one thing. I will pray for you that the Lord softens and changes your heart. But it is an entirely other level to advertise selling Folgers coffee as if it were something good and desirable that would bring customers into your store. Like, whoa, they sell Folgers at a Folgers Cafe? Are you kidding me? I am there. That is such a feature to this gas station. Something is sick in your head if you think that selling dirt mixed with water is somehow going to attract customers to you that you would advertise this as a selling point of your company. This would be the equivalent of a fast food restaurant creating a custom three-dimensional sign on the side of their building. And what, what they had done is they had found all of the old French fries, like the ones that fell in the bottom of the fryer and had been in there for weeks and months, all the ones that had fallen on the floor and had been swept into the dustpan, and they got them all together, the ones that were on somebody's tray, and you know they threw them into the garbage and they fished those out, and they, they found all those old grungy fries, like the floor fries and the this just rotten, decrepit fries, and they made a sign on the side of their restaurant that said, we have decrepit floor fries fries in a cafe come into our restaurant to eat these things. Now, it would be one thing if you thought it was okay to eat the fry that had been in the fryer for the last five months. I'll pray for you. I'll pray that God changes your heart. I'll, I'll pray that you receive the help you need for the state of mental health that you are in, that you think that would be okay, or to eat a fry that you found underneath the countertop that had been there for three weeks and had things growing on it. And if you were decided to eat that, I would give you a gracious pass. 
But if you go to the point on the side of your building to put up a billboard that actually advertises that you are not only okay with eating those fries, but selling those fries to customers, and not only selling those fries to customers, but highlighting it as a feature of your restaurant. This is a problem. Marathon Station in Okemos. What? I, I don't even... I have no words. Here's the other thing about Marathon. Oh, these are the guys. You've all been there. You're like, oh, gas is whatever, 219. Fantastic. Everywhere else, it's 229. I wonder why it's 219 here. I don't care. I'm going to get gas here. In fact, I'll wait in line because it's cheaper and everybody else wants it. So I'm going to wait in line to get gas here and I'm, it's worth it. It's 10 cents cheaper. And then you get up to the pump and didn't look closely at the sign. Why would you? you you're, norm, you're used to seeing gas prices, 219, price of gas. And you realize that it's only 219 if you also buy a car wash. If you spend $6 on a car wash, you'll get 10 cents off of your tank of gas per gallon if i wanted a car wash i would go to a car wash if i wanted to spend six dollars i would go spend six dollars but i don't want to spend six dollars i actually want to save 10 cents a gallon and you not only lied to me you tricked me you tricked me marathon and let me tell you once you tricked me once, you won't trick me again. I will never go to Marathon again because I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I don't, they made me look like an idiot once. And let me tell you what, I can't remember that was, I don't know if that just got picked up. I'm talking about a rant. That was Amazon's Alexa in my house that my wife bought talking on the podcast. Not invited, not a special guest. I, I want to say, it's so funny, I just want to say shut up, and my kids tell me not to say shut up and stupid, so now literally when I go to say them, I have like a guilty conscience about them. Please stop talking, Alexa, you are not in this conversation. So, I, what I was saying is, I don't even go to, I don't go to mobile gas stations anymore, because I can't remember which gas station it is that tricked me with the car wash thing, if it was Marathon or Mobile, and they both start with M, and they're both red, white, and blue. So I'm going to be double extra safe, and I'm not going to either one. I'm done for life, because the last thing I'm going to do is wait that time, get up in line, and usually here's the thing. You don't want the car wash, so then the price of gas there is more than the speedway across the street and you're like i'm not going to swear <laughs> i don't do that anymore i have to pay somebody a dollar every time i do so it's not worth it because i'm trying to save money right if you do that you might as well just buy the expensive gas in the first place so this has got to stop it's an injustice and that's what Noah's rant is here for. It is to stop the injustices that plague our society. So now you know Marathon and Okemos. You've been put on alert. And now the elite 
podcast audience of the flip side have also been put on alert. Noah's rant. And my sore throat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is hopefully not as bad as that online class I took with the the ra- <laughs> the rattling around. But every time I swallow, it just kills. I can barely swallow. So by the time you listen to this, I'll probably will be better. But I'm not better right now. I'm playing hurt today. I'm doing this for you, listeners. Put it all out in the field, baby. All right. Noah's rant. Today, I was I'm preparing to drive to Florida next week. Wow. That's crazy. Next week, week and a half. Uh, I'm going to Florida. Driving. That's an experience right there. Oh, I hope nobody pukes or... (laughs) Oh, man. Last year, our, our radiator blew about an hour away from home. We, we were in Ann Arbor, and white puffy smoke came out of the hood. That was awesome. So we pulled over, and we're able to pull it into a shop, got a hotel. Yeah, that was awesome. Drive to Florida, you got an hour. Hopefully, we'll get further than an hour this time. But I drove to Ohio not that long ago to visit my brother, and I just was using the Google Maps app. And what I do, so I, I drive old cars. I drive the kind of car that radiator goes out on it when you're you're going to Florida and I don't have the car with the fancy computer screen in it where it automatically detects Bluetooth your phone and starts all this stuff so what I do is I I plug in the auxiliary cable which is the like I don't know it looks like a headphone jack there you go it's the headphone plug it goes in your headphone on your your phone and then that plugs into the little plug on the car and now the right the phone so we you know we listen to music that way and podcasts like this one right i'll I'll probably put the flip side on on the way to florida try to get the downloads up a little bit just put on loop it's gonna be my strategy so that's what i do and then we have the map app going on at the same time so when you know that's you don't want your music on really loud and then your phone to be really quiet telling you where to turn because you'd miss it. So it's all plugged into the same system, works well, except for whatever reason, the geniuses that have made the iPhone and or the geniuses that made the Maps app, I guess it's not Google Maps, mine is Apple Maps or whatever the, the native app is on an iPhone, you'll be listening to music that's, you know, a normal listening sound and then or a podcast where someone's just talking, 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 and then all of a sudden the map app comes on and it says turn here. And sorry that I did that to you. Now you're gonna hate me the way I hate my map app. And it yells at you like ten decibel, ten uh, clicks on the decibel meter louder than the music app. Because I think in 2019, could we not create? these things to be the same volume (laughs) like whatever volume my phone is at is the volume that i want my map app to talk to me versus my phone app so that's one thing about the map app and then you know you pull in to the gas station and you want the map app to keep going because it's annoying if you have to turn it off and then turn it back on sometimes you can't get a signal again and so then it doesn't tell you where you're going so you got to unplug the phone don't want to leave it in the car put it in your pocket, pump the gas, go inside. 
And, you know, you might be walking down the aisle looking for some Doritos, right? Second episode in a row that I've mentioned Doritos. You notice that I love them. Or worse, you're, you know, standing in the bathroom next to the urinal. You're, you're, you're not next to the urinal. Hopefully you're, you're on the urinal and there's a urinal next to you and some random person's there and all of a sudden, you know, your, your pocket starts going, proceed to the root, proceed to the root. And you're just looking over smiling. Hey there, guy, going pee next to me. I'm just, you know, my, my, uh, phone's just talking to me right now out, out of my pants while I'm peeing next to you. So also pretty terrible that needs to be ranted about. And last but not least, on the rant as far as the map is when you're on the road and you're driving straight you're on like i-75 like the biggest road ever and all of a sudden the loud voice comes on and you're startling like, okay must be important what is it and it's like keep going on the road you're on it's like you you had to tell me to keep going like is that is this supposed to be like like just in case you thought you know, you were in Florida already, even though you're in Kentucky. Keep going on the road you're on. So that ends Noah's rant. Noah's rant is here to make the world a better place. See, I know that the developers of the iPhone and the map app listen uh, religiously to this podcast. And, and what they just heard now, they're going to go back to their, their strategy teams, their developers, and they're going to fix the map app, so the world, and the, and the volume level on these phones, so the world will be a better place. And here's the thing, they've probably already fixed it on the new phones that I'm way too cheap to buy. So now they're going to go back and fix it on the old phones, people that, like me, buy off of the, the refurbished websites. That's a whole nother rant. I'm going to save that one because <laughs> you get what you pay for when you buy those refurbished phones off these sketchy websites. That's what I do. I, I admit it. You have to exchange them three times before you get one that actually works. But now the world is a better place because they've heard my rant and I feel better and you feel better. Noah's rant. All right. So speaking of my beyond the battle groups, I do this icebreaker, the online groups, and I always ask guys in the first week, we kind of introduce ourselves, you know, where you're from. And then I ask them, what's your, who's your favorite superhero? And look, every time somebody's favorite superhero is Superman. Let me tell you one thing. Superman is the lamest superhero in existence. Okay. So let's think about this for a second. He has every single power you can think of. Like he has super strength. He can fly. He's super fast. Oh, and did I mention he's invincible? Nothing can hurt him. We'll come back to that in a second. He even has dumb powers. Like, like it wasn't enough to give him every possible superpower that actually matters. Superman has x-ray vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay, great. And also <laughs> icy breath. Like, he blows on things and they freeze. <laughs> and why not add in lasers from his eyes? You just got to think as you're building the superhero, 
It's like, how many more lame things can we add to him? Did they forget, you know, maybe snot rockets from his nostrils or, you know, like, who knows what? It's just these ridiculous powers added on and added on and added on. Let alone that, you know, so Superman is a DC hero and DC comics are super lame. Uh, Maybe this will fit into this rant or its own rant. Marvel Comics, man, born and raised on Marvel comic cards and comic books so much better than DC. And... Batman, the Batman movies are the only respectable thing. The new Batman movies, the um, Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan, those are the only respectable things, and and only those three, by the way, not the Ben Affleck Batman movies. Uh, only those three Batman movies, the only respectable things DC Comics has ever done. So uh, DC Comics has a superhero called the Flash. Why would you create the Flash? He is like the broken thing at a garage sale version of Superman. Like Superman does all these amazing 100 billion things in the Flash, he's really fast. Like Superman's really fast, just as fast as the Flash, but does 100 other things. Can you imagine if you were like, you're in one of these DC cities like Metropolis and you're like, oh, I need help, someone save me. And the Flash shows up and you're like, you? Like, I don't, I don't want you, you're just fast. I want the guy that can uh, le- leap, I don't know, is that Superman? I leap buildings in a single bound. I hope that's not him, that he can, he can fly. I want the guy that can fly. I, I want the guy that can shoot lasers out of his eyes and he's, he's invincible. So, dude has one weakness, kryptonite. Oh, okay, wow. What, what a twist. There's so much suspense and tension now when I hear a Superman story. You know, I wonder if somewhere in this story, someone's gonna bring kryptonite in because, there's something bad happening, and Superman shows up. I wonder what'll happen next. I wonder if Superman, who's stronger than anything and more powerful than anything and invincible, will save the day. Oh, look, he does it again and again and again and again. But, oh no, what's this green thing? Kryptonite? I, I never saw it coming. Like, the suspense is killing me. You, you totally got that one by me this time. I mean, I know in the last... 1,000 Superman comics I read, there was kryptonite that came in and Superman got really weak and then they had to figure out a way past the kryptonite, but I didn't see it coming again, the fact that he has only one weakness. And again, here it comes. That's my man, that's Superman. Just love that. I I could just listen to that story all day, every day. No, actually I couldn't. I heard it once, thought it was pretty lame, heard it again, I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh, and by the way, Clark Kent wears glasses as his disguise. <laughs> I mean, I know it's comic books, but come on. Glasses? Like like Lois Lane? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, you have glasses on. You can't be Superman, even though everything else. Like, we all, I wear glasses. I wear contact lenses. But at night, when I put my glasses on, my wife is not like, who are you? Strange man in my home and in my bed. <laughs> Where is my husband? <laughs> lame. DC Comics, you can do better. So lame. Superman is the lamest superhero. Noah's rant is here to make the world a better place. If Superman was your favorite comic book hero, now that you've heard this, he is not anymore. So, That is awesome. Your life is now better. 
and the world is a better place. I have done my job. Noah's rant. All right. So, you are on hold. Raise your hand if you like being on hold. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nobody raised their hand. Nobody likes being on hold. Now, being on hold is a part of life. Get over it, right? You got to be on hold sometimes. I don't mind being on hold. It's fine to be on hold, especially if it's for a short period of time. I also don't mind hold music. That's fine. Hold music's fine. No problem. And I don't even mind when you're on hold and all you hear is talking like advertisement loop and it's just bam, 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 bam. And it's someone talking like words, 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 words. Don't mind that either. It's a little annoying, but not rant worthy. Of course not. No. Here is the problem. See, when I'm on hold, I do one of two things. I will either put in my headphones, you know, into my my phone and walk around the house doing dishes, walking, doing whatever. I, I'm not just going to sit there on hold or I'll have the phone on speakerphone doing something similar. I'm going to go hit the laundry or the dishes or whatever it might be. And many people for their hold, it's something like this. They have the music and it's, you know, hold music, and and you end up kind of spacing out, right? That's cool. And you're, you're focused on your dishes, you're focused on your laundry, and then the music stops. And you hear a voice. What happens when you hear a voice after you've been on hold for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes? <laughs> When you hear a voice after you've been on hold, your heart gets excited. Your eyes brighten. Hope escalates. You say, oh, victory. The finish line is here. My time being on hold is over because I've been listening to this music and now the music has stopped and I hear a human voice ready to help me. Let alone, usually when you're on hold, it's with someone you don't really want to be talking to, like the cable company or utility company or whatever it might be, right? And the voice says, oh, we are so thankful to have you as our customer. We really value your business. Please continue to hold, and the next available representative will be with you as soon as possible. Are you serious? You came on with a human voice to get me excited, to fool me, to lie to me, to trick all of my deep emotions within me that are throwing a party inside that I finally will get to talk to a person because I hear the voice of a person and why would I not think that when I hear the voice of a person, I finally will get to talk to a person only for you to tell me in a recorded message that absolutely nothing has changed. 
Of course I'm going to continue to hold. Your recorded message gives me no further confidence that I am going to be on hold any less time than if you had just continued to play the music. And then, of course, the sucker that I am... Five minutes later, a human voice comes back on as the music stops. We really value your business. You are a very important customer to us. Please continue to hold and the next available representative will be with you as soon as possible. That is my rant. Businesses of the world, please stop interrupting your whole music with a human voice that gets us so excited only to shatter our dreams. When you are ready to talk to us, we will be there on the other line. The music is enough. Or your recorded ad is enough. But do not mix music with the human voice unless it is an actual human voice coming to help with our problem. That is the end of Noah's rant. The world is a better place because of Noah's rant. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. You're welcome, businesses. People won't be angry at you anymore. And you're welcome, customers. Your life has just significantly improved because of the businesses that heard Noah's rant and will then therefore go and change their hold music as a result. Noah's rant! So, how are you doing? How's it going? How'd you answer those questions? <laughs> Have you noticed that how are you doing? It doesn't mean how are you doing? It literally in our language, you know how words switch meanings over time? How are you doing has completely switched meanings from how are you doing? What how are you doing means now or how's it going means now really just means hello. In fact, you'll have people now, especially if you're like walking down the sidewalk. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? That's the answer. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, no, no, I, I asked you the question. You answer it. Don't ask me the question back. I think of those Bud Light commercials from back when I was growing up. The uh, what's up commercials. <laughs> I think that's what did it to us. Where it was like, I'm going to answer your what's up question with my what's up question. Now, what's up is a way better conversation starter than how you doing or how's it going. Here's why. All right. How you doing? And this is really true in the church as well. How you doing? The answer is always good 
It's always good, or maybe maybe fine. And here's what here's what <laughs> here's what happens. Someone will say, and here's the other thing about me. If you haven't picked up on this already, I am plagued with the curse of honesty. <laughs> I am just a really honest person. I'm a really real person. I live in, and to the point that I would lean towards pessimism a little bit because <laughs> I think I'm trying to overcompensate for all of this like kind of ridiculous, um, not optimism. Optimism is the wrong word. I'm trying to think of the word. It's um, just fakeness that's out there. I think I think that's what it is. I'm trying to make up for all of this fakeness that's out there. So someone says, how you doing? And, and you say, I'm good. Okay, what good means, here's the translation for you. What good means is I'm doing fine or I just don't want to tell you, right? That's what good means. I'm doing fine or I don't want to tell you. If somebody's actually doing good, they won't say I'm doing good. They'll say something like, I'm doing amazing. And then they'll tell you about how they're doing. If someone says, how you doing? And the answer is fine. Ooh, that's a, that is a red light, right? I have had people, oh man, there's this guy and I saw him regularly. He used to go to my church and I, he said, how you doing? And I'm really like an honest person. And if I'm not doing good, I don't really want to say that I'm doing good. And here's another thing. Like I struggle with depression and there's just frankly, a lot of days I'm, I'm not doing good. It doesn't feel like I'm doing good. So I don't want to lie to you. I guess I just follow the 10 commandments, right? Like do not lie. So I would say I'm fine. And he would go, every time I said that, he'd go, just fine? Like with this concern in, in his voice, just fine? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just fine. Here's the thing about it. If I'm, <laughs> I typically just don't want to talk about it. Like just, he'd be like, just fine. He would actually say, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'm just trying to walk from like this end of the room over to where the garbage can is. And I don't really want to sit here and talk to you about my depression for the next 40 minutes. I'd kind of like to just get to the garbage can, throw my garbage away, and then move on to what I have to do next. It's particularly, you know, if you're at church and you got like five minutes and you're running around here and you're running around there. Hey, how, how you doing? And then you have the person who says, and I'm going to offend some of you on this. Oh, man, those amazing Christians who say, oh, man, I, I'm blessed. And I get it. I get what you're trying to say. If you, That just feels so cheesy to me. Like, man, I am blessed. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. That's just me. You could look, pray for me, right? Pray, pray for me. Pray for me that I that that's that's how I think. But the the rant really should go like this. We need to stop ask. We need to stop saying how are you doing because and, and the answer isn't shouldn't. It's not. Hey, don't don't ask somebody how they're doing unless you really care. Unless you really are going to sit there and listen. No, like who's to say that when you're drinking coffee in the atrium that it's it's the 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 time that 
Like you're going to sit there and you have two minutes and, and someone's going to tell you about, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, I watched Game of Thrones this week because um, the our, you know, these ministry leaders at our church are watching it and they said it was a great story and I'm a recovering porn addict. And man, these scenes, man, they've, I've been masturbating like ever since I watched them. And, and uh, you know, they asked me about it and I, and, I'll, and I just said, oh, man, it's cool that like... I can watch this in community and I can just see temptation and, and move past it because I'm so full of shame of what those images really do, you know, in my mind. And I've been depressed and I've been, I just feel like crap before God because I've been like so free from porn and now I'm back into it again because all these porn scenes in Game of Thrones, they just stick in my mind. And it's just, it's like I have all these porn images just accessible now from Game of Thrones. And man, that's how I'm doing, man. Yeah. And and um and this coffee man is is good too like right are we getting Starbucks now like this is fantastic man and are you gonna watch the Lions game today how are you doing like like that's just not how these like conversations happen in that two minute period of time I would say look you can do <laughs> I love Noah's rant because for one let me tell you this before I get, I got this guy. And he goes to the church I worked at when I was a youth pastor, when I was 21, 22, 23. And he, he's an older guy, 70s or 80s, I think 80s. I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> Super wise, uh, just really wise man. And he'll ask me, hey, how are you doing? And I'll, I'll say to him, good or fine, because I'm going to tell you, I'm so conditioned, just like you are, to say good or fine, usually because I just don't want to have this big drawn-out conversation with someone that I don't even know that well. That's the other thing. I don't even know you. I don't even know you that well. So I don't want to tell you how, all this stuff about what I'm struggling with. And so I'll say good or fine, and he'll say, are you really? And he's so sincere, like, are you really? He'll just stop and be like, Hey, how are you doing? I said, I'm good. Are you really doing good? And I have to really pause and say, sometimes I can say, yeah, I am. I'm doing, I'm doing good. And other times I'm like, man, no, I'm not. And you can pray for me, you know, like, because I know him and I trust him. And he, I don't know if he does that to everybody or if he just does that to me, but I kind of love it. I think it's fantastic. So there you go. Stop using how are you doing as a greeting. It's not a greeting. Just say hello. I think what's up, I think is great. You know, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? That's great because you can just like, ah, oh, this is what's going on. I'm just not much. I'm hanging out. You know, I mean, I get it. It's just an icebreaker. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just having fun with this, right? You can say that. It's fine. You can say it to me. It's fine. I'll just say good or fine because that's what we do. It's part of our language now. Our language has morphed. But man, just start paying attention to that. And uh, I, I, sometime what you should do is, oh, let me tell you this and then I'll stop. So I was having breakfast with a friend and <laughs> this is during this year of transition for me. It's been this crazy year. Like I left the church that I planted after 13 years. I'm unemployed. In fact, at that moment, I was literally unemployed Right now I'm in this interim job and it's just a lot of uncertainty going on. So I'm at breakfast and a pastor friend of mine was at the same restaurant and he came over to our table and was like, hey, and, I, and it's, you know, decent friend of mine. Hey, you know, and he said, 
how are you doing? And I said, oh, bad. <laughs> and he looked at me like, he, he looked at me like he just like sucked on a lemon or something, right? Or and he was like, what? Like, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm doing bad. I go, I'm, I'm unemployed and I'm really struggling with insomnia right now. And he had no words. And I, I just joked with him because he's a pretty decent friend where I can like be sarcastic and stuff. And I go, I go, what's wrong? Can't you handle a little Christian, um, you know, authenticity and vulnerability? And, and he laughed and he was like, oh man, I'm just, I'm just not used to people actually being honest with me. So all that to say, I do think there's a major like fake problem in the church where we're just man, we just fake it and we don't we don't tell the truth and we put on this front. And some of that Game of Thrones stuff, I'll I'll throw that crap right in there. Like these guys who are like, yeah, that doesn't I can handle this and blah blah blah. Like we just fake it. We're not we're not real. We're not honest. And so the Noah's rant. This is just meant to be funny, but I I do think it 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 does shadow onto a bigger problem that like. Yeah, we don't, we just, we're always good and fine. And that's, that is fine. You, I don't really, like, I'm going to tell you I'm good and fine because I don't want to explain it all to you, but we do need people to be, that we can be real with, right? Like we need friends, we need a spouse, we need close people in our lives and more than just your spouse, people outside of your spouse. We need close friends. Uh, whether it's a pastor or just someone you can really confide in, that you can truly tell them, how are you doing? And those people are very rare. And so I hope that you have those people in your life. And that is the end of Noah's rant. The world is a better place now. People will stop saying, how's it going? And how are you doing? That's it. Noah's rant. Okay, so it's time for Noah's rant. I don't know what this is like for women. Not usually a good way to start a segment. But bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. I don't know what it's like for women because I don't. I don't go to women's restrooms. But for men, there are a whole lot of men who do not wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Now, you might be thinking if you're a guy, I don't know, I don't know what you're thinking if you're a guy, okay? But you need to listen. You might be thinking, well, we'll just call it number one and number two. This is a family-friendly show. Sometimes we push the envelope a little bit. Well, a lot, a lot of it. You probably should not let your, your children listen to Noah's rant. Well, the whole all of the flip side podcast, but uh, we'll call it number one and number two, right? Just, just in case, just in case we want to keep it clean. Some of you are thinking, well, if I just go number one, I don't have to, I don't have to wash my hands. Yes, you do. First of all, let's just get that out of the way. Yes, you do. Now, now as I'm, as I'm ranting, it's hard for me in this delusional rant stage I'm in with the adrenaline pumping uh, and, 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 and the energy and passion flowing to know what I should or shouldn't say. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it like this. You know 
that there's sweat down there and it does not smell good, okay? And number one is number one and you need to wash your hands after you go number one every single time. Every single time. But this rant is not reserved for you disgusting individuals that don't wash your hands after going number one. I am talking about the men who go into the stall, who tear it up, who have destroyed that stall, who have destroyed the entire vicinity of the bathroom, ground zero. They walk out of the stall with no shame. I'm at the sink washing my hands, as if to demonstrate to them, hey, fella, did you know that this sink was here? To put your hands under the flowing water and put it under the sudsy soap and rub it together and you could even sing the ABC song in your head while you're doing it and then when you're done, dry your hands off and depart. That that's what this sink is here for. It is not just a place to put the box of tissues. And that fellow walks right out, doesn't even look in my direction, puts his number two stained hand right on the doorknob or handle, opens the door, and proceeds to go out into the real world. The real world that you and I occupy. Yeah. The real world that you and I push the same buttons on the ATM that that fella pushes. The real world where you and I push the same screens at the gas station that that fella pushes. The real world where we touch the same tongs at the buffet and salad bar that that number two stained-handed fella touched. Disgusting. You are disgusting, fella. You are disgusting. You need to wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Do you really think that little tiny piece of half of a millimeter thick toilet paper is going to protect your hand from your number two? Let alone the fact that you are then putting food into that hand and putting it into your mouth. Do you know that that is like licking your own number two? I must stop now. Noah's rant is an important, essential part of our society. Now that we've been over this, now men will wash their hands. Now, you can use the ATM and not have to bathe afterwards because of Noah's rant. The world is a better place. You are welcome. Noah's rant! Oh, will you stop, Tarzan? You get to scream one time, not twice. I'm going to fire my producer. Fired. Gone. Producer is today is a little stuffed. I think it's a penguin. A little pink penguin sitting here at my table. I just fired. 
Lots of lots of pink things around my house with three daughters. So here's the deal. Noah's rant today. We're talking about fitted sheets. A fitted sheet is the bottom sheet that goes around the mattress. Like, what a great idea. It just fits right around the mattress. Or just put some elastic in the corners and, and bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. You got this thing. So when you're sleeping at night, the fitted sheet, it stays on your bed. Well, first part of those ran is my fitted sheets don't stay on my bed. No, they don't. The corner comes up and then my nasty, stinky, sweaty body is on, is on the mattress itself. And it's just gross and I'm, I'm like a hot sleeper I sweat and you don't want to know that it's, but that's the truth man it's community we're family you need to know these things and, and 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 you know my wife's got five blankets on her and I'm sitting there with like no blankets and a fan on me and I'm dying and the fitted sheet rolls up on me and I don't I'm sleeping and so I'm sweating all over my mattress that's gross man don't be talking about your, your sweat like that international huge worldwide tiny audience does not want to hear that. So that's a part of fitted sheets. They don't even stay on the bed. And you know you can't fold them. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's not really what the rant's about because, I mean, everybody knows that. It's like you're born, you breathe air, you you learn. You can't fold fitted sheets. It's ridiculous to try. Don't even try. Just throw them in a pile. But here's the thing. None of that stuff is what the rant is about today. The rant is about this. I have some fitted sheets, and, and they're amazing. You normally don't hear about amazing things in Noah's rant. Here's what's amazing. They have labels on them of the top and the bottom and the sides. Because you know, oh my goodness, how many times? It's worse than flipping a coin. It's like the odds are against me where I do the fitted sheet. It is not easy to install a fitted sheet. You gotta, you, you put a corner on and, and then you go across your bed and do the other corner and it's too tight and so it flips up and it doesn't stay. You gotta go do it again and you gotta like use your knees and your elbows and you're like pushing it as far down as you can because if you don't push it far enough, it flips right back up on you while you're sleeping. And then you get all that work done. You get one side done and another side done. You're halfway done or three quarters away done. And you know what you realize? You did it backwards. You put the side at the top and the top at the side. And this has just been the scourge of my life. I mean, I just thought this is a part of the fallen world. Like this is Genesis 3. There's toil when you work the ground and pain and childbirth. And there's fitted sheets and you never know which side is which. And so good luck. You're going to fail and be frustrated. And you better hope you're high in the fruits of the spirit that day. Until this one individual fitted sheet we have. It has these labels, top, bottom, left, right. And I'm thinking, this is absolutely incredible. Like I've gone through my whole life and I just found this. And so you you read that it doesn't matter, right? Top and bottom doesn't matter. Left and right doesn't matter. But it tells you if it's a top, bottom side or if it's a left, right side. If it's a side or if it's one of the top bottoms, the header, footer kind of thing. So you know where to put the sheet from the beginning. And then, great, what's this guy's problem? Why is he ranting about this? Problem solved. Here's the thing. Not all of my fitted sheets have those labels. So you're telling me that you can add labels that spare me from a lifetime of despair and frustration and ridiculousness of trying to put the fitted sheet on. You could save me from that. It's been invented of these little tags that are added on to save me from that. And yet your company decides not to use those tags. 
And you have to wonder who are these worst human beings on the planet that would actually do this to me and to you. Who are these sick monsters to have in their hand the ability to bring life and hope and freedom and joy and yet to willingly deprive that? I don't understand how you can sleep at night. I don't understand how you can get up in the morning and come into work and know the pain that you are delivering on a daily basis. Can I get an amen? Thank you. That's Noah's rant. I mean, this is serious stuff. This ought to really bother you. This is, this is, this is earth-shaking stuff. Man. So, like always, Noah's rant has made the world a better place. Those companies are listening. The top CEOs of the fitted sheet companies that, that don't put tags on their fitted sheets, they've heard. They've heard what they're doing to you and to me. And they're going to change now. Thank goodness for Noah's rant. The, the world is a better place. This problem has been solved. You now, when you go buy fitted sheets and you apply them onto your, onto your bed, from here going forward, it's, it's been marked in the sand like Neil Armstrong standing on the moon. The Flipside Podcast has put this out there. And it is rectified. How could you hear this and not rectify the problem? Obviously not. In the meantime, I'd recommend just, you know, getting it right once and then using a Sharpie and just writing on the side of your sheet, you know, top, bottom, left, right. Man, that works really well too. Um, I'm going to go do that right now. Don't tell my wife. Let's just keep it be our secret. She doesn't listen to the podcast. I know that. So just don't tell her and she'll never find out. It'll be awesome. So boom, baby, that's it. That's the end of Noah's rant. Noah's rant. All right, it's going to be a little shorter of a rant today because this whole episode's getting a little bit long. Today's rant, it's about when you set up a password on the internet, the interwebs, the World Wide Web. You set up a password to access, it could be anything. I mean, everything nowadays requires a username and password. Your, your email, you have a, a membership at some place, your library website, whatever it might be. And I don't know about you, and because the experts tell you, you know, don't use the same password for everything and have a notebook, or maybe, the, maybe you're not supposed to have a notebook. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> But you're supposed to somehow, they want you to have a different password for everything and, and, and a whole, be a very hard password, right? So a lot of these places now, they'll give you a strength meter, like weak, good, strong, very strong, whatever. And, and, and right, they have to grade you and you have to have a certain strength of password before they'll, they'll let you use it as your password and all these sorts of things. And one thing I know, I'm not an expert on these things, but I know one thing, that your password gets stronger when you add special characters to it, asterisks and, uh, you know, ampersands and the at sign and, you know, all that dollar signs and all that crazy kind of stuff and punctuation marks. In fact, there are websites that require you to have those things. Like if you just are like, yeah, my password is, uh, 
Noah rocks. Click. You know, that's it. They won't let you. They say, no, we require that you have at least one special character. And, you know, that's not what my rant's about. I appreciate those people. They're trying to keep things secure. They're trying to give you a strong password. They don't want anyone hacking into your accounts. And then there's those websites, those companies, those people that are out there. And they do not allow for special characters and punctuation. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can I get a witness today? What I'm telling you is this. I may or may not use the same password for everything, okay? I may or may not do that. But if I did, it would have special characters in it, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of places require that, and, and you know, hey, let's be extra safe, extra secure, all about it, right? So if I were to do that, I would have one password that I know and remember and use. And then these websites tell me you can't use an asterisk or punctuation or an ampersand or a dollar sign. You can't do that. It's you, We won't let you. So my question is, first of all, why? Do you want me to get hacked? Like you're setting me up. <laughs> With all my personal information here, you want me to get hacked by... Because I know this is a weaker password. On that other site, this would be like uh, a, a weak, you know, wimpy password. They wouldn't even accept it. But here, you won't accept anything. And, and then you wonder, what kind of computer system are you using? Like, you have a computer system, some technology system that you... you <laughs> it doesn't even... It doesn't, like, have what room for punctuation marks? Like, it, that, like, somehow blows its its fuses? Like, oh, no, he used a question mark in his password. We The, the, the whole server crashed. Don't let him do that. I, I, I don't understand that part of it. But here's the thing that gets me. And, oh, man, does it get me. And this is, there's a lot of places that do this. I can tell off the top of my head. My MLB TV account that I watch the Reds games on, that's one of them. My uh, library account, that's one of them. And hey, for as much as I love Covenant Eyes, and I'm always plugging them, and hey, here we go, 60 days of Covenant Eyes free. You can use my promo code BEYOND, and you'll get your free 60 days. Covenant Eyes does it, they, they do the same thing. So they, it, and I'm sure there, there's many more. They don't let you use the asterisk, the ampersand, the question mark, any of these things. And so this is what I do when I go to log into these sites. And again, mind you, uh, I typically let my computer save my passwords for me. I know now all of you are like, the dark web. We're going to hunt down Noah. We're going to take over his computer and log into all of his stuff. Well, you know, have fun with that. I let my browser save a lot of my passwords. I do. So it just keeps me logged in. It's all good, right? Well, what happens when, oh, I don't know, you have a new, you put a new operating system on your computer or you clear out all your cache or, or this week, for example, I'm using my wife's laptop because mine is in the shop. So every one of these websites, I have to re-log in. There's nothing worse than re-logging in if you can't remember all your passwords. And I never remember, even though I just rattled them off to you, I did that because I got frustrated with every single one of those websites this week. I, I don't typically remember which of the websites are stupid and don't let you use special characters when you set up your password. 
I just assume they all have brains and they all let you use special characters. So I go to log in. I'm like, okay, here's my password. Da 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 da. Click. Uh, invalid. Username credentials invalid. It's like, oh, are you kidding me? Okay, let me try another one that I sometimes use. Da 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 da. Click. Doesn't work. Da 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 da. Click. Doesn't work. And some of them, they're going to lock you out after four attempts fail or whatever. And you're like, okay, what am I going to do now? Of course, yes, you can. You, you, you then click forgot password. Okay, click forgot password. They send you the link. Sign up for a new password. And like, I'm going to sign up for a new password. I'm going to put in my password that I may or may not use all the time. And I punch it in there. And it tells me then we don't allow passwords with special characters in them. And I say, that's why I couldn't log in. It was, wasn't my fault. It's your own website's fault. And sometimes I can't remember the password that I used because why would I? And other times I say, well, now I remember what it was. I don't need to reset my password anymore. And I'm going to go back and use this password now that I have. I have one set aside now that doesn't have special characters in it. And then I finally can log in. And you, you look at this and say, what is the purpose of Noah's Rant? The purpose of Noah's Rant is to make the world a better place. And, and, and we have done that today because these, these companies, I'm, I'm saying Covenant Eyes, Major League Baseball, who is the other one? Uh, the library, come on. And I don't remember if it was my Michigan e-library account or my local library account, it doesn't matter. It, you, you all should just be, first of all, just fix yourselves. You, you get, get better. I mean, you keep us secure. We, 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 we don't want these weak passwords. You need... Now that they've all heard my podcast, because they all listen, I know that. I know the commissioner of baseball and the person that runs their website is an avid follower of the podcast. Now that they've heard this, they will change their websites. And now every website on the planet going forward will allow you to use special characters as they should. That's the way God intended it to be when God invented the Internet. He intended there to be special characters and passwords, and everyone else is a result of a fallen world. But we are bringing redemption here on the flip side with Noah's rant. Redemption has been brought today. Noah's rant. All right. How many times have you pulled into a gas station and there's cars everywhere and you wonder if there's one open and you're in a hurry and you find the open pump and pull up and what is clipped over the gas pump it's uh usually red or like a yellowish orange thick plastic bag that is fastened around the pump and it says out of order or if you if you live in the hood as kevin talks about it's just a grocery bag right <laughs> but it says out of order and i bet you that every listener here has had that experience and more than once multiple times and my question is this why are gas pumps always breaking so it's the year 2019 gas stations have been around for a long time i don't know the the all the complete history of gas stations but we are a highly advanced technical society. We have artificial intelligence. We have Alexa. We have Siri. 
We have cars that can drive themselves and, and park themselves. We have satellite this and GPS systems and, and all of these amazing technologies. But we can't make a gas pump that works. It just, it just makes me wonder, like, who is it? Who's designing? Who's making gas pumps? Because, you know, my question is, are they making these in middle school shop class? Because... For most things that are made nowadays, they work relatively well. And, and everybody needs gas pumps. And so this is, should be a pretty lucrative in-demand business. And yet for some reason, they haven't gotten it right. When I was in middle school shop class, we used to make things like napkin holders. Like it's no big deal if you mess up a napkin holder. That was in eighth grade. And uh, we, we made this, we took a, a long piece of wood and we, we shaped it into a dog, like a wiener dog, and we, it was used to pull the oven tray out of the oven. I still have mine. I emblazoned my dog's name, Buster, on this wiener dog. And uh, this is the things that we made in middle school shop class. It didn't matter if it messed up, but whoever's making gas pumps, let me just say they're not making them right. <laughs> They, they break all the time. And so you're, you're, you're up in and you pull up into that, into that spot to get your gas. And then you're like, oh, if you're like me and you are like Kevin and you <laughs> struggle with anger issues and you're an eight and you want to go conquer the world and get things done. And, and now all of a sudden you missed, you could have been second in line and been next at the pump uh, that, that had the line in it. But now that you went to the broken pump, and saw the bag. Now you're third or fourth in line because that line is even longer because you hadn't wait had to wait in line for the pump. But this is the thing I really wonder. These things break all the time. I'd hate to be the guy it breaks on. Like, does it just happen in the middle of pumping and you go <laughs> to shut it off and it just doesn't shut off and just starts spraying everywhere and you're like, someone make it stop. I don't know what's happening. I, I've never seen that happen in person. There was a time when early on when I was driving and I couldn't figure out that, um, you know, that there's that little trigger thing and you you flick it open and it clicks and it, that's an amazing invention, right? It can it can sense when the pump, your, your tank is full and then it clicks itself off. Well, my little clicker didn't click it. It wasn't, it wasn't paying any attention and... I wasn't paying much attention either. Thankfully, I was paying just enough attention to realize that this baby wasn't stopping and the gas was starting to come out and quickly had to, with cat-like reflexes, fumble around and figure out how to get that trigger flipped to, to switch off. Uh, it made a small mess, but it could have been you know, much worse and, and have, have had that terrifying experience at the gas pump. So Noah's rant today is simply a message, because I know they're listening, the companies that make gas pumps to just make them better. Can you do that for the world? Can you just make them better so that they work so that one, I guarantee today as you're driving around, uh, the next gas uh, station you pull into, one of the pumps won't work. And what you need to do is go inside you need to talk to the manager, uh, give them a copy of this episode, go ahead and download it, put it on a thumb drive, hand it to them and say, you need to listen to this and send this in to 
the uh, the manufacturer of those gas pumps. If we do that together as a community, uh, it'll make the world a better place, and and all gas pumps will work. And and that is the purpose of Noah's rants to make the world a better place. So we've accomplished our mission. Noah's rant. Okay, springtime's here. <laughs> I live in a hundred-year-old house. We don't have central air, so in the springtime, we we keep the windows open at night. And, you know, maybe a fan on or something, but keep the windows open at night. Michigan has really great spring. And five o'clock in the morning, guess what I hear? That's right, the robin singing, if you want to call it that, really loud and waking me up at five o'clock. It's, it's reminding me of when I was in Haiti. There's literally roosters around and the whole like cock-a-doodle-doo thing and, and the sun comes up. That's real, like that really happens. And these robins... At five in the morning, do you know what I want to do to these robins? I want a BB gun. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would never do that. I don't own a BB gun, so don't worry about it. I keep myself away from temptation. It's like the covenant eyes of robin killing. I just make sure I don't have any BB guns in my house. I was camping with my kids in the backyard. It's a favorite pastime of theirs. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning out in the backyard. There's no fan to block the sound. Here I am awake at 5. Thanks, Robin. Because I, I had nothing better to do at 5 a.m. It wasn't like I was interested in sleeping at all. Not that sleep is an important part of the human life process so that you don't go crazy and filled with... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Literally, it was 4 a.m. one time. That's the record. Waking up at 4 o'clock to the sound of the robin. So here's the thing. I, I do genuinely want all robins to go extinct. I mean, we'd be fine without them. There's plenty of other birds. There's sparrows, cardinals, whatever. I mean, I, who? there's not even any, like, sports teams named after robins. It's just, you got Batman and Robin. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could carry on the name. That's fine. He, he, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't, he doesn't sing like this. But, what, by the way, what an awful, like, you're a superhero. Yes, I made it. I'm a superhero. We got these cool, like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Batman. What's your name? Uh, I'm I'm Robin. Yeah, um, because Butterfly Man was taken, so they gave me Robin. <laughs> um, Robins. I do want them extinct. Yeah, but um, that's. Probably not going to happen. But I do know. I mean, I do pray for that. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, my. I do pray for that. Pray for that. Pray for that. <laughs> I do pray for that. But I don't think God's going to answer that prayer. I don't. Um, even if I have a lot of faith, 
I don't think he's going to answer that prayer. Um, back to the uh, prosperity gospel message. Um, but I do know Robins listen to the podcast, and they, they specifically listen to Noah's rant. I, they, did a, they did a survey of Robins, and Noah's rant is uh, very popular. It's like top three amongst Robins. So listen, Robins, just stop. <laughs> Just, like, let me sleep. You can start singing at, like, 7 or 8 a.m. That's fine. But I don't need you singing at 5 o'clock. It's not even singing. It's like this whistling. Stop it. Because I want to be able to sleep. So leave me alone. And I'll leave you alone. We could be friends. We could, But you need to stop. It's gone on long enough. So this is it. I know they're listening. I know we just solved the problem. That's it. So there's... There's no more Robin singing at four or five in the morning. The world is a better place. You're welcome. If you have dealt with the urban rooster as I have, you won't have to worry about it anymore because Noah's rant has taken care of business as it always does, never fails. Noah's rant. Okay, Chevrolet. Look, let me just tell you this. Everybody hates these commercials. Real people, not actors. Everybody hates them. Everybody I talk to hates these commercials. Yet, people still drive Chevys. It's your fault. If you drive a Chevy, it is your fault that the real people, not actors commercials, are still being played. Make them stop. Boycott Chevrolet. These have been going on for years and years. The first one I saw, I saw dumbest commercial ever. I hate it. Everyone in the world will hate it. So they'll they'll never make one again. And they've just, they've continued to make them. You've, you've all seen them. I don't have to tell you what they are. It's the guy with the beard and the, the slick back hair. And, and <laughs> hey, uh, what do you think of this? What, what do you, <laughs> what, I can't. <laughs> What do you think of this red this red car? You think it's pretty? Oh, that car's so pretty. Oh, I love it. It looks like a cherry piece of candy. I just want to lick it. I want to give it to all my friends. I want to give it out for trick or treat. <laughs> oh, and this and then the guy comes back in. Oh yeah, this uh, this this car won a thousand awards, uh, JW Power Awards, and we all are like, these are the worst commercials ever. Like these. No offense if you drive a Chevy. I'm not saying they're the worst cars on the road. They used to be. <laughs> if you read Consumer Reports, I think they're a little bit better now. I think they're, they've caught up a little bit. But these, these <laughs> this isn't about Chevy bashing. This is about the commercial bashing. So what Aaron wrote in, and this will give you a taste of the actual commercials that will remind you of what they do on these commercials uh, Aaron wrote to the mailbag with a link to real people commercials. If if real people commercials were real life, I'm sorry. That's that's the the type of, of video this is on YouTube, and I've seen these before. And it's this guy named Mock, M A H K. He's from Boston, so instead of his name being Mark, his name is Mock. And there's a whole bunch of these, and they're really funny but they're laced with profanity. And the Flipside podcast is a family-friendly podcast. And so I couldn't I couldn't play it. I told Aaron I can't play one of these. The good news, Aaron, I found one that I can play that doesn't have any profanity in it. 
It's actually really, really funny. So it starts out with these, if you want, and if, look, if you want the profanity ones, it's a free country. You can find those on YouTube as well. But these commercials, they take, I'm sorry, the real people commercials, they take the actual Chevy commercial of the guy with the slick back hair and they edit in mock right into the, and it's really well done. It makes it look like he's just, was a part of the original uh, commercial. So sit back. I'm not sure if I'll play the whole thing or not. We'll see. We'll see how funny it is. Uh, I think it's funny. We'll see if it's funny watching it a second time or not. So it starts out with the actual commercial. You'll hear the guy talking, the narrator, and then you'll hear some of the other sort of real people. And then you'll hear a lot of mock. Chevy is the most awarded car company three years in a row. Liar. Let's see how quickly you that can read smart. through all their awards. 2017 Motor Trend Car of the Year. Our highest quality ranking. Wow. 10 best, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Only about 90 more to go. You know what? Let me give it a shot here. You ready? Go. 2017 Motor Trend Assault Our Intelligence Award, 2016 J.D. Powerbottom Stupid Idiot Looking Host Award, Kelly Blue Book 2017 Couldn't Afford the Car You Actually Wanted Award, 2015 Least Likely to Win a Race Award, 2016 Award for Most Recalls of a Car, 2015 Biggest Doors Award, Least Likely to Be a Stolen Award, Not Because It's Secure But Because It's Ugly, 2015 Most Likely to Leave You Stranded on the Side of the Road Award, 2015 Award for the Most Fatalities Due to Faulty Ignition Switches, 2008 America Should Have Never Bailed You Out Award, 2009 Award for most bankruptcies and layoffs in a single year. At least it rolls downhill in neutral award. 2015 Tom Brady wouldn't even take your stupid free truck award. 2016 award for the most made up awards. 2015 award for the most made up awards. 2014 award for the most made up awards. Worst fake award. The award for the worst award. It's amazing your marketing team hasn't been fired yet award. 2016 JD Power Rod Award for the least creative, least imaginative, dull, stale, tedious, shallow, empty, boring, condescending, patronizing, unfunny, arrogant, boastful braggadocious, asinine, brainwashing, out-of-touch, worst commercial, brain-dead marketing campaign I have ever seen. They show the host. President of the High Speed Reading Club. Bet you weren't counting on that, huh? JD. Oh, somehow they managed to do that without profanity. It's pretty impressive. So, the award, the award for the most made-up awards. <laughs> That's the best one. 2014 award for the most made-up awards. 2013 award for the most made up awards. <laughs> Those are so funny. Actually, it, it almost redeems it. it. That's what we're about. We're on the flip side. We're really about redemption. We are about redemption here. And that commercial with Mock, it really almost almost redeems the fact that the real people, not actors, commercials exist. That they that they still exist. So I will put a link to this. It's avclub.com don't know what that is but they they were able to interview one of the real people so that you have a non-disclosure thing you're not supposed to talk about what happened but he did anonymously and there's it's long and i can't really even quote it because it's just there's so much there but it's pretty great if you hate those commercials i hate them and i read this and i kept reading stuff to my wife and she doesn't Really don't really bother her that much. She was really getting annoyed with me. Like, oh, look what he said next. Look what he said next. So you'll get a kick out of it. It's I'll link to it in the show notes to the podcast. I'll just read one paragraph. He says, then the best part happened, which is that the spokesman went, what have I told you last year? We won more awards than the other car brands. When that wall opened, 
So he's in one of these commercials where these walls at this convention center, they keep opening and opening and opening. And he's talking about, is that like the LA convention center? There's like a porn convention going on like right next door. And he thought that's where he was going when they were like, like recruiting him to do this commercial or whatever. Anyway, it's really, okay. So he's, he didn't know it was for Chevy. He's like cars and porn. I'm confused. And then, so, okay. Back to the, back to his quote. Uh, when that wall opened, it was the loudest, most awkward and slow moving thing I've ever experienced in my life. It just sounded like loud mechanical noise. You could hear the camera panning slowly in front of us or behind us. And this guy, the host, just stood there through the awkward silence and smiled at us completely unfazed. It just goes on and on. It's pretty great. So I hope you enjoy that. I hope you enjoyed Noah's Rip. Noah's rant. All right. So, you know, when someone is giving you directions on how to go somewhere and all you can think about in your mind is stop giving me directions. All I'm going to do is put it into my GPS. It usually starts something like this. So do you know how to get to our place? whatever the place is. And I want to say, yes, I do. Just give me the address and I know how to get there. But it would be more honest to say, no, I don't know how to get there. Because I don't. I don't know, just off the top of my head, how to get there. So then they decide to tell me how to get there. Well, you... This is how you get here. You're going to take a left on this street and a right on that street, which is like the third street on the street you're on. Count three. And it's just past the gas station, the one with the red sign. And then there's a tree that kind of overhangs in the road a little bit. And there's usually some kids out there playing. So just kind of that's what that's kind of the thing you want to look for. And then you take a left and then it's five more streets after that. And you're going to take a left and a right. And then there's a hill. Uh, and once you go past the hill, we're we're right there on the left. It's actually it's great. It's really easy to find. And as they're as they're going through all this, I, and it's it's oh I'm gonna offend somebody here, but it's it's almost always somebody, and uh, I don't know what age, and an older generation age. And the whole time I'm trying to be polite, and I'm nodding through every left and every right and every it's it's past the McDonald's and it's under the overpass. It's like, oh, good, yeah, uh-huh. I'm getting it all down in my mind. This is all so helpful to me. I'm, on, on my face, that is the facade that I'm putting on. And inside, I just want to shout, I stop. I'm, I'm going to put it in my GPS Stop giving me these directions. So, I hope you've been there before. I hope you can relate. I hope you can feel my pain when it when it comes to this. And so, the reason we do Noah's rant is like, as you know, to make the world a better place. So, if you are continuing to give people directions as if GPS doesn't exist, as if GPS isn't like the weirdest, craziest, coolest how do they do it technology in the world that can tell you how to get anywhere as <laughs> as if gps doesn't exist and you're giving these directions please stop because there's people in the world like me who 
after my interview with Jason, I have to be careful with how I describe myself. There's people in the world like me who who need who need to be more mature. <laughs> there's there's people in the world that need to be more sanctified when it comes to uh, their their their. They don't want to hear you giving them directions of how to get to your place when they're only going to GPS it. Actually, to be perfectly honest with you, since Jason got me being really honest and vulnerable, it really doesn't, it does bother me. It doesn't bother me at a rant level. So don't, I don't want you to, to judge me. See, now I'm feeling very self-conscious, which is the opposite of vulnerability. But I do just think it's funny. I think it's funny and just mildly annoying, but, but funny uh, that that people still do this. So I hope next time somebody does it to me, that on the outside, as you're nodding your head and you're saying, uh-huh, 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 thank you, uh-huh, inside, instead of being annoyed, you can just laugh and you can think about Noah's rant and say, more people need to hear Noah's rant. We must get the word out there. Just give them this, uh, just say thanks. Oh, and Thanks for inviting me over or to my doctor's appointment or whatever. And here's a podcast you should listen to and give them the flip side. I'm telling you, you'll you'll change the world. Let's let's change the world together, shall we? Noah's rant. All right, I'm going to just warn you ahead of time. I'm going to disappoint some of you. This is not going to be a traditional rant. It'll still It'll be good. Hang in there. Don't click off the episode so quickly. Give me a second. The reason it can't be a traditional rant is because I'm guilty of this one as well, which is actually the reason that I'm talking about it on the flip side. And I wasn't going to talk about it as a Noah's rant. And then the more I thought about it, I thought, no, that really does have rant-like quality to it. So, yeah, I know you thought there was nothing that I did ever that was rant worthy where I would be the one ranted on. But in, in you know, I just did sort of a rant a few minutes ago on how pastors need to share and be vulnerable about their own issues. And so, I want to be consistent with that. I want to practice what I preach and share something that I too struggle with. I too have struggles. It is true. Even the venerable reverend Noah Philippiak struggles. And here's what it is. Okay, so we were on, so my, my team at my job, as far as my small group pastor team, many of us are around the same age. I think, I think there's six of us, seven of us, something like that. Most of us, I would say, are mid-30s. A couple, I think, are early 30s. And there's one guy, my buddy Mike, he wouldn't care if I mention his name on the podcast. Mike, I think, is 44, he told us. So he is the old man of the group. He is the old man. And we were on a small group pastor retreat. This was in early September, so a couple months ago. And Mike made a comment about how often we, the small group pastor team, Say the word like, like, like. And then he made another comment that that was a very millennial thing to do. 
that that is the the millennial word. The millennial word is like. And I had a few thoughts. Initially, my response was, I am not a millennial, first and foremost. Because millennials are those people that people always do blog articles about that are entitled and, and don't have work ethic and all these sorts of things. And then I did a handy Google search. I always thought I was Gen X. Gen X sounds cool. I was, that's just what I always thought I was. It was, so I, I looked into a Google search and millennials are born 1981 through 1996. So currently as of this recording would be 22 to 37 years old. Like what the heck? See, I was born in January of 1983. So my 37th birthday is coming up January 8th. Coming up in about a month, feel free to shower me with gifts. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And I here I am. I, I fall in the in the millennial category. So, wow. I mean, that in and of itself is... I still am not sure I've recovered from that. But Mike's comment, it made me start to listen. My first thought was, Mike, shut up. <laughs> and if he heard that, he would laugh. Like shut up. Get off get, get off our case. Who are you're you're imagining that. You're imagining that. And here's the thing, Mike, you've changed my life and not for the better. And that's that's what I'm planning to do here to all of the flipside listeners. I'm changing your life right now. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is not going to be for the better. Now don't get me wrong. The purpose of Noah's rant is to make the world a better place. And this rant about saying like and millennials saying like, it will make the world a better place, but it will not make your life better. See, to make the world a better place, to improve the world, we have got to go to some deep, painful places. And that's where we got to go today. So we're going to bring some pain. And here's what I want you to do. You, you have an assignment. You have an assignment. First of all, let me say this. Stop for a second. This again, I started saying I do this too. So listen, if you're under the age of 40, well, Mike was 44. I, I, as I've, I've been observing in the last two months, really in the last few weeks, more, more focused observation. Oh, I'll tell you why. Here's why. In the last two weeks, it's been more focused observation. And here's why. I do. I confess. Hey, I'm no shame here. We, we tell it like it is. Lead by example. I listen. I listen to my own podcast. I do. Yeah. Got to get those uh, downloads up, you know? I, li I like my podcast. I listen to it. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I do. I'm a, I'm a flippo as well. So I was listening to my interview with Jason, uh, episode 20. And I think for the most part, I did a pretty good job of not saying the word like. Because here's the thing. In, let's use the word broadcasting loosely here. In broadcasting, you don't want to be saying like and um and uh all the time. That's not professional. That's that's that's, that's poor broadcasting. And so I, sometimes when I listen, I try to, it's like game film, you know? The, the tape doesn't lie. So I listen to the, I listen to the podcast and I kind of, okay, I need to tighten it up here or I want to I want to do better I want to I want to improve and so there was a section in the interview towards the end 
And I start saying like, I don't remember exactly now what it was, but I was trying to think of something like, like this and like this, like, 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 and I thought, I do it too. Mike was right. I, I am guilty of this. And so for the, my, my, my vow was never say the word like again on your podcast. And then I thought, the only way I could possibly do that is if I eliminate the word like from my vocabulary altogether and I never say it again. And then it hit me how often I say the word like and never even think about it. And then I started observing and here again, let me pause before I talk about observing how often you all say the word like. You are my friend. I love you. This will not change our friendship. I'm simply pointing out what is. This is not, I'm not ranting at you. I'm not ranting at you using the word like in the same way people don't wash their hands after they leave the bathroom, which was a previous rant of mine and is typically what I rant about. That is not this rant. You use the word like a lot. So do I. Or so did I, at least. We'll see how I do going forward. What I want you to do is simply this. Start listening when you talk to people and when you talk and see how often people say the word like. And there is a correlation. I'm one of the older millennials. Listen to my generation, my millennial generation, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. But particularly, maybe even some of the younger, more middle, middle-aged millennials. See, I'm an older millennial, the middle millennials. <laughs> I've heard it as much as every other word. Think about how strange that would be. If you were, if you were writing out the script of a play or you were drawing a comic, a comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes or Spider-Man and... You are writing the dialogue, and in the dialogue, every other word you wrote the word like. How terrible that would sound or look or flow in that comic strip. So that's all I want you to do. I, I'm going to just leave you with that. I'm planting that seed. It's a virus. It will spread. You cannot remove it from your brain now that I've put it there. You're welcome. Mike did it to me. Now I did it to you. Here's the thing. And look, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. I can talk about her on here. <laughs> One of these days, you guys are going to find her. You're going to start ratting me out. I know you will. I know you'll do that. It's okay. That's why, that's why I say these things. She says like a lot. And so I said to her, because I want to challenge myself. I want to get better. I said, hey, let's do this thing. Because I did this with swearing. And that's a whole nother thing. I've talked about it before, though, where I give a guy a dollar every time I swear. And I don't swear anymore. And it worked. It's beautiful. I said to my wife, hey, every time we say like, let's uh, do, so let's give each other a dollar, the other person a dollar, or let's have a, you know, a massage fund or just something like that, right? And she immediately said, no, I am not going to obsess about saying the word like, you know, not going to... Not going to put myself under that microscope. And I don't know what it was. I've been married 15 years and I've never noticed. And now, whoo, 
Oh man. So Mike, you've you've ruined my life is what you've done. <laughs> and now I'm ruining yours. I'm ruining the millions of listeners that listen to the flip side. Give or take. Give or take a million. Give or take a few million. Give or take a few million. Um the millions of listeners that listen to the flip side. I'm now passing it on and ruining your life. So that's my rant. So it's a little, little different than normal. But I want you to think about it. Tell me. And I, I even thought, I'm telling you, I legitimately don't want to say the word like anymore. And I thought about it. Could I pr- present some kind of contest to listeners? My wife won't do the contest with me. But if you hear me say the word like on the podcast, if you catch it and you email me, I have to send you a dollar. You know, so, so I, something like that. And that now you might laugh. You just said the word like. There's a few times you can say the word like. If I were to say, I like candy, okay, you can say the word like there. So let's be honest. Let's just go over this together. That's an appropriate w- use of the word like. If I said, what did I just say? Something like that. The, a game where if you hear me say the word like on the podcast, I have to send you a dollar. I, I would do that. I'm game. I'm game for that. At least for the first person that notices it. Not for the millions of listeners. I don't have enough Patreon support for that. But if you're the first person who catches me saying the word like in an inappropriate way and you 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 put down the timestamp and you you email podcast at beyondthebattle.net and you tell me the timestamp and I go listen to it in there, boom, I'm sending you a dollar. Bam! Just like that. And then I said something like that. If you have another idea of something like that, that is an appropriate use of the word like. It is okay to do that. In a well-used simile, remember what a simile is growing up in school? It is comparing something using the words like or as. It's a metaphor, but you've used the word like or as. That is also appropriate, if it is appropriate. The hearse. Her eyes shone like the stars in the sky. That would be an appropriate use of the word like. What we've done is we've taken that and then we've added that in. I can't even describe to you the ways we use the word like, but it's any other way. Let's use the word like, and I'm telling you, just start listening for it. It's it's the epidemic of our world. So we're, we're here to make the world a better place. I'm in. I'm in. I will spearhead this this cha- this revival. This is a revival of the English language. It's a revival of, of how to speak and how to talk. I will not judge you. If you say the word like around me, I won't bat an eye. It, I will hear it, just like my friend Mike hears it. I will hear it. But it's I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Podcasting, sermons, no more use of the word like. Can I get a hallelujah? I can. Thank you. I'm trying to think of a way to use it. So you... Like... If. You know, that would be a way. You just throw it in there. When you, It's when you can't think of what to say, you say the word like. Noah's rant! Alright guys, so for real. For real... For real, how many times have you been on the phone, on hold, all the time, and you hear this message? Please listen carefully, for our options have recently changed. Please listen carefully to the following options. 
for our options have recently changed or some derivative of that message. Let me ask you this. <laughs> how many? How, that is not true, okay? <laughs> how many? There's no way that 80% of the businesses I call... And, and these are these are huge businesses with it could be that could be the the city you know you're calling the city you live in and you're get you're getting the num the, the 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 options they have you're calling your cable company these are these are not mom and pop shops who are always changing things like a church plant would and and fixing things these are these are massive corporations with massive infrastructure and people's full-time jobs are to be or those places are not always fixing their op please listen carefully for our our options have changed please listen to all nine of our options because they they change we change them every week we get bored around here so it's so we have nothing better to do so what we do is we change our options it's fun we have a wheel like you'd have on the the prices right or, and we we just spin it and, and whatever whatever option comes up hey which option will talking to a uh, a salesperson be let's just spin the wheel oh number four today bam punch that in as number four which which option will tech support be let's spin the wheel oh option nine today boom and you call back tomorrow and you're like hey hey listen up everybody it's it's game show time our options have changed because we love changing our options around listen very carefully what <laughs> actually I love here's what I love often they will say this beware <laughs> please beware our options have changed like really beware I have to be beware is like I'm going into a haunted house I need to beware beware is I'm walking down a dark alley in the middle of the inner city then I need to beware I don't think I need to beware that your options have changed when I'm calling to get my cell phone plan fixed or whatever the option may be. I hope that gets you fired up the way it gets me fired up. <laughs> no, I hope it doesn't. You have issues if that if that bothers you like it bothers me because I have issues. But look, Noah's Rant exists to make the world a better place, people. And that is what Noah's Rant is doing. We are making the world a better place. For all of you companies listening, and I know you are, I know you're listening to the episode today, please stop doing that. We don't need to hear you waste three, the seven, nine, seven, eight seconds of our time telling us the options have changed. And, and you're lying. Jesus is listening. You're lying. You did not just change the options. You're just saying that to try to get our attention and try to get us to pay, and it doesn't work. It just makes me mad. I don't want to pay attention. So stop. Make the world a better place. Stop annoying everybody. Stop saying you're changing your option because you're not. So there, don't lie. We need to rid the world of sin. That's what we're doing. Noah's rant. All right. Noah's rant today. It's going to be short and sweet. How many of you raise your hand? If do you how many of you love the the greet your neighbor time on Sunday morning? <laughs> now, if you go to like a really big church, I don't think big churches do the greet your neighbor time. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do. Tell me. Uh but you've all been there. Maybe it's a church you grew up in, maybe the church you go to. 
It is greet your neighbor time. Greet those around you. And, and they take some time to shake hands, maybe give some awkward hugs. What on earth do you say during that time? Hi, good morning. Do you feel really warm and welcomed when everyone was just commanded from the stage to shake hands and say welcome? Does that, when someone does that to you and for you, do you say, wow, you love me with the love of Christ? You just shook my hand so firmly and, and vigorously and the way you said welcome it I could just tell it came from your heart what came over you that you would you would step into my personal bubble and and you would tell me that I that I'm welcome here at this church and and you're glad I'm here and you're shaking my hand that you would just spontaneously want to tell me that is is so loving I'm feeling the love of Christ in the community of church all over me that you just did that automatically out of the goodness of your heart that nobody told you to do that for the next minute while the piano awkwardly plays in the background. Wow, this was an authentic moment of connection for me. Anyone ever had that experience? No, I don't I don't think you have. I I, I think, oh yeah, this is great. You're saying hi to me because you were they just told you to do that. That's that's real swell. And frankly, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now because I'm just kind of here to check things out and and you're weird, and I don't have anything to say to you, and so it really would be great if we could get back to those songs we were singing or back to that guy up there talking and doing the servant thing. <laughs> so that's how I feel during the Greet Your Neighbor time. I I think almost everyone does except for just people and, and bless their heart. God bless you if this is your gift. People that just love that. They're just like Jason Ridaudi, right, that I interviewed. He is a puppy. I told him that in the interview a couple episodes ago. Man, I bet Jason loves Greet Your Neighbor Time on a Sunday. He loves that. And uh, that, that is fantastic if that's you. That's not most people. So, pastors, stop doing Greet Your Neighbor Time. Uh, Teach. Teach your church to greet people for real, like before church and after church, and get to know people, not do the awkward mechanical greet your neighbor time on Sunday morning. Because if I was checking your church out and I wasn't a Christian and I was just scoping things out and you to greet your neighbor time, I think I would run for the hills during greet your neighbor time and I would never come back. So Noah's rant is here to make the world a better place. Some of you are thinking, wow. Noah has some real issues. I mean, he's not even a friendly guy. And that's true. I do have real issues. Nobody likes the greet your neighbor time, except for Jason and probably my brother Pete. That's it. So those two, you know what? Just put them some, give them a room somewhere. They can just shake hands and hug and greet the, greet each other for as long as they want. It'd be beautiful. Just say, hey, if you're if you're an, uh, a puppy extrovert, greet your neighbor person, you can just get up right now from your seat. They don't mind getting up. They 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 like that. Uh, go into that that back area. You guys can just talk and and hug. And- be friendly, be greeting, talk it up, chat it up about your week. The the rest of us are going to sit here and be antisocial and sing songs and listen to a sermon and we're going to like it. And the world is a better place now because of that. Noah's rant. As Tyler mentioned, it is January 17th and I have a question for you. Are your Christmas lights still up mine are outside at least they're up you know why they're still up because it's a lot of work to take them down and you know what i don't like doing work 
I like working on my job and the things that I that I do for my job and that I'm called to do. But you know what, what I don't do on a regular basis? When I have, let's say, an hour of free time or maybe an evening, I don't sit there and say, man, I would love for some extra work to do right now. I'm talking about chores. You know, I just I just did the dishes and I folded three four loads of laundry. I just cleaned the bathroom, but that that really wasn't enough for me. I I'm you know, for, for me to feel really satisfied with my day, to to really feel like I'm getting the most out of life, I think I want to schedule in two more hours of chores to do today. And in those 2 hours, I'm going to go down and I'm going to take down my Christmas lights or, or or my Christmas decorations. This is when this rant hit me. Uh, the rest of our Christmas decorations are gone. Uh, I am married. I do love my wife as Christ loves the church. And so we do put up Christmas decorations. And we're putting them up in whenever that was, late December, mid-December. We were pretty late this year because we just moved into our house and life is crazy. And I'm thinking, man, this is a lot of work. I could totally be relaxing right now. But instead, I'm putting up all these decorations all over my house. And it, it would be okay if we were going to leave these up, if we were going to decorate the house. But literally in, in three weeks, we're going to take them back down. Can you imagine redecorating your house every three weeks? Hey, it's three weeks. It's, uh, we're we're bored. We need some more chores to do. So we're going to pull up another tub out of the basement. We're going to decorate everything blue this time. And three weeks later, you take everything down. And now we're going to decorate everything yellow. And then you're going to take and, and just doing that throughout your life because you needed something to do with your time. That is what Christmas decorations feel like to me. It's it's not the fact that we have Christmas decorations or are celebrating Christmas. It's that we take them, we put them up, and then we take them right down again. So we've had to take down all the rest. Again, love my wife as Christ loves the church. If was a, a good soldier and and took down all the, the decorations in the house, some <laughs> Somehow, uh, I've, I've been able to get off so far with, with having the lights still outside. We don't turn them on, so they're kind of inconspicuous. But here's my point to my wife, as I'm, and I, I'm, I'm still think I'm right about this. And again, she doesn't listen, so I can, I can, I can share uh, with you and all my vulnerable self here that we should just leave the, the decorations up all year long. You, you might be hearing me rant about Christmas and think, man, that, that Noah, he's a Grinch. He's, he's not even a Christian. He doesn't love Jesus and celebrate Christmas and celebrate Jesus. Au contraire, it is the opposite. I love Jesus and Christmas so much, and I want to. I, I think we should celebrate Jesus every day. I think we should celebrate his birth every day. And the way to do that is to leave the Christmas decorations up all year round so that when we see the decorations, we stop and pause and say, yes, Jesus came to earth. He was incarnated from heaven to earth to die on the cross to save me. Take a quiet moment of worship. In that moment, I can do that in January. I can do that in May and in July and in October and yes, in December. I don't think we should be uh, one month out of the year Christians that celebrate Jesus' birth. And so therefore... Put the Christmas decorations up. Put the work in. Yes, serve, get the sweat, get the chores done. And then when you're done, they're done forever. You just leave them up. Leave the lights up year-round. Leave the tree up. Leave the decorations up. You know how much time over the course of your life. You can't buy time. Time is the most precious commodity on earth. And if you go to the course of your lifetime, if it takes you 
let's just say three hours every year to put up your decorations and let's say three hours to take them down. That's six hours every single year of your life that you're spending on putting up decorations, taking them down. If you were to live another, let's say 40 years, that's 240 hours of your life. That's 10 whole days of your life that you just got back. You know what you could do with 10 days? What you could do for, for the kingdom of God? What you could do for Jesus? What you could do for missions? All of this could be done if we could just leave our decorations up and not have to do the extra chore every year of taking them down and putting them up. So I told you I was right. My, I, I mean, this is obvious. You've, you, you, you've now come over to my side. And so for those of you, when you're, uh, let's just, let's just try to not get in too much trouble here. When your spouse, we'll just, we'll just talk in general terms here. When your spouse tells you, take down those decorations, you go hit play on episode 24 of the flip side, fast forward to Noah's rant and have your spouse listen to this. And they also will be convinced and we can testify to the world, our love for Jesus by leaving the Christmas decorations up all year round. We have made the world a better place through Noah's rant. Today, Jesus' name has been glorified. We do not have to take down the Christmas decorations anymore. Whew! Man, I tell you, Noah's rant is a powerful moment of transformation in the world. I, I feel so much redemption just from this segment, and I, I know you do too. Thank you for helping make the world a better place as we always do on Noah's Rant. Noah's Rant! I just thought a great rant would be on people that don't think Dumb and Dumber is funny. But that's not going to be the rant today. I kind of want to rant about that. Maybe someday I'll have some clips for you and and and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go back a trip down memory lane. But no, no, no. This rant is much more serious. This is so... Talk about the the fabric of society at stake. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what this rant is about. So, as you know, I live in Middleville, Michigan now. Middleville is a very small town. I don't, I don't actually know how small Middleville is. But we, we have... It's one of these sort of... Uh, let me let me look up the uh, the population of Middleville here. My, I'll get my my what do you call that producer? My producer. Hey producer, look up uh, population of Middleville. Okay, yeah. So it's three thousand four hundred and twenty one people. Uh, that was back in two thousand seventeen. So that's gone up five since we moved here. Uh, three thousand four hundred and twenty six people now living in in Middleville. It uh, is the middle of Nowhereville. And there's one grocery store in Middleville. It's called the Middleville Market. And if you don't want to drive 25 minutes up to Grand Rapids to go to Meyer, uh, or 20 minutes to go to Aldi in Hastings, you go to the Middleville Market. And, and that's what you do, a small town little grocery store. So I'm there and I need to buy some raisins. Why, why are you buying <laughs> raisins? This is a very vulnerable part of the show. I, I feel a little shame. I'm going to buy raisins or you're thinking like you have, uh, you know, digestive issues and you need ra raisins, which, which we're just going to stop there. That's not why I'm buying raisins. So went sugar free for January. How about that? Bam. Went sugar free for January, kind of experimenting with that. 
And so eating a, a lot of sugar-free as far as added sugars and, and desserts, basically no dessert. That's kind of it. No candy, no dessert for January. And so I've been eating a lot of unsweetened applesauce and a lot of raisins mixed in with peanuts and eating oatmeal every morning. And I put cinnamon and, and raisins into the, the oatmeal. Natural peanut butter. Oh, natural peanut butter and oatmeal. You've got to try that. Oh, man. Talk about ranting in the positive. I could do a whole rant about natural peanut butter and oatmeal. It's incredible. So the raisins, though, key, key sweet to kind of hit through those cravings. And I'm out of raisins. So I'm at I'm at Middleville Market. Uh, bless their heart. Bless their heart at Middleville Market. And I, I see a sign. It's a, one of these one of these banners over the over the the, the 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 aisle. And it's got what the aisle has in it. And one of the things on the aisle says, it says dried fruit. Yes, I need some dried fruit. Actually, now that I'm telling the story, uh, I, di I did probably need raisins, but I was actually buying dried cranberries. Same thing for the oatmeal. Dried cranberries, half the sugar uh, type of uh, reduced sugar dried cranberries. <laughs> Like you care. And I'm saying, great, I see dried fruit. And I walk up and down the aisle of dried fruit that says dried fruit right on the title with whatever else was in the aisle and chips and, you know, whatever. Dried fruit. And, I'm, and I don't like to ask for help at grocery stores. I don't know about you, but I'm, it's cause maybe it's because I'm a man and I'm prideful and you need to pray for me. I just want to figure it out for myself. I like at Home Depot, you can pull out their app and you can literally just or their website, and you can just type in what you're looking for, and boom, it tells you the aisle and, and the rack number that it's on. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, Middleville Market, believe it or not, does not have their own app, if you can imagine that, at Middleville Market. And and so I, 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 I can't find the dried cranberries as I'm up and down the aisle, and so I finally muster up the, the courage and, and, and the, the, the boldness, and I go up to a a worker and I, I, you can't always tell who's a worker and who isn't. Have you ever done that before? Where it's like, hey, can, can you help me with this? You're, you're wearing a blue shirt and I'm at Best Buy. It's like, dude, I don't work here. I'm just, just wearing a blue shirt. You feel like a total idiot. So I always stare at the worker. Are they wearing a name tag? Is that apron like a fashion statement? Are there, or are other employees here wearing aprons as well? So I take the risk. It's actually an employee. And the guy says, oh, no, uh, dried fruit is not in aisle number one where the sign is. It's in aisle number three. And he walks me two aisles over and he shows me where the dried fruit is. Now, fabric of our society at stake. What is wrong with this picture? You have a banner up that says dried fruit. You went, you, you took the time to say this is a key attraction we're going to put it up on aisle one next to the word chips and 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 peanuts or whatever else is in that aisle, peanut butter and jelly. And this is how you're going to find this. And you just you just walk me over to another aisle like it's no big deal and say, oh, no, it's in aisle three, not not in aisle one. And 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 you, you don't pull out a ladder to, to climb up the ladder and take dried fruit off of aisle one and, and put it into aisle three. No, of course not. You just go on with your day sorting out, you know, fruit snacks or, or whatever it may be. And what I want to know is how do you live with yourself at night? How do you go home and, and look at yourself in the mirror and say, this world is, 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 is put together by integrity 
and on the, the, the healthy sort of pride of, of putting in a hard day's work. And when somebody walks into our store and, and they, they see a sign that, that says dried fruit, they know they can find dried fruit right there. But no, no, we're just going to continue to mislead you. It has to be like a fun joke. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a video camera and, and you, oh, you want bread? Oh, we're going to say it's in aisle eight. But really, it's going to be in aisle two. And you're an idiot. And we're not going to tell you. And we're just going to watch you amble all over the store. And then uh, next time you come in, we're just going to switch it up on you again. Because we think this is hilarious. Middleville Market. Move. The dried fruit sign from aisle one to aisle three. The fabric of society is at stake here. Make make the world a better place. I know you're listening. I know the employees of Middleville Market listen to this podcast. And so, as always, Noah's Rant has made the world a better place. That is the goal of Noah's Rant. And I believe that that mission was accomplished today. I think that might have been the worst Noah's rant ever. I think ranting on dried fruit not being in the right aisle, it might be the worst. I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you on your favorite Noah's rants and the worst. The ones where you go, really, you just wasted five to eight to ten minutes of my life on that. I, I think I think that's what this one was. I got to tell you, I, I, I don't mind. I, I, you know, all the serious listeners I've already, I've warned you, you should have turned off a long time ago. I loved the Noah's rant on the Christmas lights. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I told my wife to listen to that one. She doesn't listen to the show. I really wanted her to listen to that one. I don't think she did. I don't, I think she blew it off. I loved, I was actually driving in my car, listening to that episode, just dying laughing. <laughs> okay. That's how, that's how sad and uh, pathetic sometimes. Uh, I really am. So uh, this one, not not so sure. Not so sure. But that's how it goes. You know, you, you Michael Jordan, he missed a lot of game-winning shots. He missed uh, Babe Ruth. He struck out a lot, right? You, you got to take the shot. You never make the winning shot if you never take the shot. So we took the shot today, baby. So you get out there today and you take the shot. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you listen to Flipside for. Now you're pumped. You get out there and take the shot. And let the let the chips fall where they may. Let the dried cranberries fall where they may. So, Nick, if you're still listening, uh, you you probably never want to talk to me again. You probably think, how did I ever let myself go on to this podcast? It's okay. It's okay. We do this every episode, and people uh, do come back and listen. And uh, this does not tarnish all of the good stuff that we already already talked about. So. Without further ado, you know what I, you know, I'm going to rant about someday. <laughs> iTunes. Have you ever heard iTunes of could stop switching. I'm telling you right now, if iTunes is going to be the death of the Flipside podcast, they update iTunes and then you, you can't. It's all different colors. You don't know where anything is. You can't read anything. I hate all the new iTunes. I want to go back to the iTunes of 10 years ago where I could search and sort and find where things are. So I love you. And with that. Noah's rant. Okay. It's time. 
Noah's rant. You know what I'm ranting about today? Bees. Yeah. Yeah, you heard me. Bees. Let me tell you something about bees. Yeah, cool, cool, bees. You make honey. Great. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Right? You're a bee, and somehow you make honey. I don't even know what. <laughs> uh, can I use the word orifice on the podcast? I don't know what orifice that honey comes out of, but it's cool. It's amazing. I like to eat it. I like to buy it. So thank you, bees. So you got this You got this trick you do. Great. Good for you. You got this great talent. And, and here's what I do then. Here's what I do, bees. Not, not only do you sting people, we're not even talking about that today. What kind of bee knows it's going to die after it stings you, but it does it anyway? Not very intelligent. You... You really have, you got that kind of anger problem, B? You know that you're going to die after you sting me, but you do it anyway just because you're so upset? That's a whole nother issue. You, you, that's a whole nother podcast episode, B. But listen, the, the, the rant today, the bone I have to pick with you, B, is you make your honey, you put it on the shelf at the store. And when you go to the store, what does the honey look like? It looks like liquid. Isn't that what honey is? You buy the honey. You, it's always liquid at the store. Oh, I'll, I'll spend the money, my hard-earned money on that liquidy honey. It's delicious, and I'll take it home, and and it, you know, for a few days, for 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 maybe maybe a few weeks. I'm gonna squirt that liquid honey out of the little teddy bear, the little hole in the top of the teddy bear's head, and I'm gonna put that honey on on my oatmeal. I'm going to put that honey on my Cheerios. I'm going to put the honey in my tea. I'm going to mix it in there. It's, it's, it's real nice. Real nice. I've heard honey's healthy. Or at least people say it's healthy that want to eat honey. You can make anything sound healthy if you do enough studies on it. But I've heard it's even healthy. So I'll keep using the honey. This is great. It's a great deal. I paid the money. The bee made the honey. And then I open up my cabinet overnight. The honey that is liquid has turned into a solid. It is no longer that golden, liquidy, see-through color. It is now this lightish, kind of looks like boogers, kind of has the consistency of boogers. It, it's like honey jelly or it's honey butter. It, 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 if I wanted honey jelly or honey butter, I would buy honey jelly or honey butter, B. I don't want that. I want honey. So I bought honey. The package says honey, and now I have honey jelly or honey butter after I've already paid for it. Nice trick, B. See, the honey jelly, it doesn't come out of the hole in the top of the bear. And I am cheap. I am, I am not going to buy a new teddy bear of honey. I, I, take, I take the top off of the bear and I stick a butter knife in. You know what happens when you start doing that? You get sticky everywhere. It's like, how did I get sticky on my elbow? How did I get sticky in my hair? Oh, yeah, because I opened up the bear's head to get the honey jelly out because the bee messed up when he made it. And now I'm sticky everywhere. And you can't you can't put honey jelly on Cheerios, B. If I you 
if I wanted a honey sandwich, that'd be cool. I don't want a honey sandwich. I want honey on my Cheerios. So here's the deal, B. Oh, oh, and don't even get... No. I hear what you're saying. You're just, oh, heat it up. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to put a plastic bottle in the microwave to heat up my honey so I can get cancer. Thanks, B. You're really rubbing it in now. Your, your wrath against humanity is coming full circle. Now I, I get where you're coming from. I'm not going to heat up the honey in the microwave in a plastic jar that is not microwavably safe so that I can get cancer and die. No, that plan will not work. Nor will I, will I boil water so I can stick the jar of honey into it because I do not have three hours to prepare my Cheerios. Okay, so back to the rant at hand. B, listen closely. And then we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to be real, real simple, real clear. Stop making honey that turns into honey jelly and honey butter. Nobody wants that. You're, we figured out your plan. We're sick of it. We're sick of you. We want the honey. That's fine. We appreciate that. We are grateful for it. But don't, don't play games with us. Just make the regular honey and have it stay honey. You never... Has anyone at, raise your hand if you've ever seen honey jelly at the store? Nobody has seen at the store before you buy it. It is always beautiful. It is always liquid. It is always golden. That's what you buy. It doesn't turn into honey jelly until after you spend five bucks on it. And honey's expensive. Man, there's like bee shortages and stuff. Whatever that's up, but they're on strike. <sighs> honey can be eight dollars. You spend eight dollars on your honey. You, you never buy honey jelly. The bees, they make it so it's not until you get home. It's not until three weeks later. You can't return honey three weeks later. The receipt is expired. You threw the receipt away. The store's not going to take it back anyway because it's honey jelly now. They don't want that back. So, B, listen up. We've figured out your plan. We're sick of it. We're sick of it. We're sick of you. Make the honey liquid and make it stay liquid stop making it so it turns itself into jelly that's it i know you're listening bees i know that this podcast has a high following among the bee population Uh, this podcast is big among the bees i know that that's why i'm doing the rant i don't just do the rant to talk about this stuff i do it to change the world i do it to change the bees in this case and i know they're listening so you're welcome you're welcome humanity You're welcome, humanity. Your honey will not turn into honey jelly anymore because the bees are listening to this episode and they've they've heard it. They've heard the truth. They've been exposed. They have no choice but to change. Noah's rant. All right. So, you know, I like wearing a watch. I like wearing a watch and... It's nice to know what time it is. You know, it's nice. It's nice to not have to look at the sun and figure out with a sundial where the shadows lie. It's just nice. I like to know what time it is. Don't you like that? That's super cool. And th- here's the thing: watches are they make great gifts. You know, you don't. Have, I don't need a Rolex. I'm good. I'm just. A, I'm like a Timex guy. I'm good. I'm. It's good with me. Go to Meyer, Walmart, pick up a Timex. Bam. It's a good gift to give. Gotten gifts of a watch before. I've always been happy with it. Got a watch once. And uh, I started hearing something. 
Like, why do I? Why do I hear like a ticking sound? All the time. It's like it. It's like it never leaves. It's like it's like I'm trying to sit here quietly and peacefully. Just enjoy Jesus and his great creation. And there's like a ticking I can't hear. It's it's almost like I'm going crazy. It's almost like there's like I'm hearing things. It's almost like my blood pressure is getting so high because there's a ticking sound. Somebody they they took this beautiful watch that that my precious wife she she bought from Meyer and 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 she didn't she didn't she didn't know it she didn't know it had a ticking sound in it because at the store they 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 put somebody put a little piece of cardboard in between the little knob so the watch doesn't actually tick so you can't actually hear the ticking sound until you pay all that money and you get all the way home and you wrap it up like a gift and then you give it to somebody and they open it and they start wearing it and they take the little piece of cardboard out and now. Tick. Tick. You know what? You know what things tick? Bombs tick. Who wants to walk around their day like Kiefer Sutherland in 24? It's just tick, 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 tick. Raise your hand if you want that. I do not want that. So listen to me, watchmakers. Stop torturing the minds of America and of the world with your incessant ticking of the watch time clock. Not every watch ticks. Some of you might say, it ticks because it's a clock. No, I have owned FaceTime clocks with the, the, with the, the, hands on them and the, the little the little numbers not the not the cheater digital kind no the real kind and they don't click and it's beautiful so don't add the ticking time bomb to my watch and here's the thing some of you you buy clocks like these you put them on your walls you sit there in the sanctuary of your inner sanctum of your home, the place of peace and calm and tranquility. Tick! Tick! And then you invite me to your house for dinner. Tick! What is wrong with you? Why would you put a torture device on your wall? Tick. Listen to me. I am all about getting a back massage. I hope that's okay with you. It it causes me no issues. It's is it's a it's one of the most relaxing things in the world. My in-laws are great. Every year for my birthday, they just know what to get me. A group on to a back massage. I kid you not, I have been in multiple. I mean, back massages if you don't get it, what they're supposed to be is the most relaxing place on earth where you all stress goes away. Tick on the wall. I'm not kidding you. Tick. I've been in multiple back massage rooms, massage therapy places, professional, medical, trained, gone to school, got a degree. Did you skip that class on not putting a ticking time bomb on your wall while someone's trying to relax in your room and they paid $60 an hour? Tick! Oh, 
Oh, and I do tell them. I say, please, can you please take the ticking time bomb off the wall for the next hour? Would you still be able to tell the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been meaning to take that down. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm so, I'm, I just keep forgetting. I'm so sorry. Oh, you forget? It ticks every second to remind you. How could you possibly forget? Tick. So we do know his rant. We want the world to be a better place, and we've done that today because I know that the makers of clocks and watches listen. I know I get, I get a lot of fan mail from them. I know they listen, and so so they've heard the message. They're going to stop making the clocks and the watches that tick and just let us have peace. Let us have quiet. Our, our, our anxiety levels will go way down. Our, our quality of life will go way up. You are welcome, world. You are welcome for Noah's rant, making your world a better place. Aren't you glad for Noah's rant? Aren't you glad for the Flipside podcast? I mean, where would we be as a society if it weren't for Noah's rant? <laughs> Noah's rant! All right, so a couple weeks ago, June 19th, was my wife and I's anniversary. Yeah, 16 years. Pretty awesome. Congratulations to us. And we're kind of coming out of a, of a quarantine. We're, we're still in a pandemic. And we have three little kids. And, you know, we haven't gone on even on a normal date in three months or something like that. And so... Uh, my, we, we were able to work it out where where my mother-in-law was able to come over and watch our kids and and we went out to lunch just lunch you know anniversary we had we had an opening for for when we could kind of work all this out and and we went out to lunch and we're new and in, in the area we live in Middleville now as I've talked about and so we found a Mexican restaurant in, a, in the next town over and I, I love Mexican food. And the beginning of this rant is actually a positive. It's an it's an anti rant that will then lead me into my rant. So so we 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 sat down at the Mexican restaurant, and you know what I love about Mexican restaurants? I mean, what what I just absolutely love is you you sit down at the Mexican restaurant, and what happens? They bring you out chips and salsa. You're like, whoa, why? Hold on, hold on. I didn't order this. I didn't, I just got here. That You must be confused. It must be for that table over there. I didn't order this. And they're like, no, no, no. Everybody gets this. Every, everybody gets this. You're like, really? That's cool. But oh, I see what you're doing. Tricky. You, you give it to everybody and then you charge them later for it, right? It's going to be on my bill. No, I'm good. You know, I'm, I like this, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to, tally up my bill i'm kind of you know on a budget and and so they say, oh no 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 it's free it's free chips and salsa like what no are you kidding me there's no such thing as free chips and salsa in the world and they go not even is it free guess what it's unlimited <laughs> yeah no unlimited you're telling me if i eat all these chips and all this salsa, you're just going to bring more chips and salsa out to me. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. You go, did I just die and go to heaven? Like, did Jesus just come back? Is this now 
the kingdom of God at hand. Like it's here and now and, and all of the forces of Satan have been conquered and, and death and Satan have been destroyed in, in the fire of hell. And, and, and now we will live eternally with Jesus on the new earth. Is that w- what I'm experiencing right now? Free chips and salsa and it's unlimited. Are you serious? And they're like, yeah, I'm serious. I don't know about all the other stuff you just said, but I'm telling you right now, the chips and salsa are free and they're unlimited and here's the deal they're homemade like the salsa is delicious it's the best salsa you ever could have and the chips are hot there it's this is like amazing i never ever ever want to leave this place this is the best nose rain ever it's like super happy right so where's the rent where's the rent coming where's the anger coming where's the vitriol coming well here it is here it is how could you possibly with any self-respect be a restaurant in the United States of America knowing that every single Mexican restaurant, it's not just one, it's not just the one down the street from me in the next town over. No, 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 no. Every single Mexican restaurant, when you walk in, they drop some free chips and salsa on your table, and you know that, every single one of them. So how could you possibly be another restaurant in the United States of America, a competing restaurant with these Mexican restaurants, and not serve free chips and salsa? So I I, I walk into any other restaurant in the United States. Name your restaurant. Doesn't matter what it is, Applebee's, Cracker Barrel, whatever. I mean, you sit down and you go, Ah, okay, good. Glad I'm here. And the waitress or waiter comes out and you're like, um, where's the free chips and salsa? And they look at you like, what? What are you talking about? Free? Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just went to a restaurant yesterday and they brought out free chips and salsa. So I just figured that's what restaurants do, right? And they looked at you, are you are you crazy? And actually, we we some restaurants will say this. We we have chips and salsa. Oh, you do? Good. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out from the kitchen. Come on, bring them out. Uh, we have them, but they're they're five dollars. They're on, right there on your menu. They're five dollars for 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 one. What? What? Five dollars? Are you kidding me? The, do you not know the currency of restaurants? The the currency of restaurants is that chips and salsa are free. No, no, no. You don't. Under- and I ask, oh, you're not from around here, are you? You were, Did you just move here? Did, you're not used to how restaurants in the United States give you free chips and salsa when, when, when you sit down. And they're like, no, 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 we, we've never done that here. We've never given, it's always $5. How can you charge me five? It's like, do you charge money for air here? Like, do am I, am I getting charged per breath? Because air is free, too. And uh, that's pretty much a given in the United States as well. Is that also going to be on my bill? Because uh, chips and salsa equally would would be uh, the same, the same, the same freedom, freeness of air. And they and they say no. And then other other restaurants. Here's what they do when you sit down. They uh, you say, "Where's the free chips and salsa?" And they they get they say, "Oh, no, 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 we don't have that here, but we do give you." free bread and water here's your bread here's your water uh, as if as if that gets them off the hook as is that some kind of pass that they don't have free chips and salsa and you're like brett i come to your restaurant to relax and eat and you give me prison food you're like hey welcome welcome to the restaurant here's some here, here's some 
Brandon, here's your water. Welcome to prison. I'm on, I'll be back later. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for my bread and water. Meanwhile, across the street, I can see everyone through the window eating free chips and salsa. They're homemade and it's unlimited, but I'll just kind of gnaw on this bread over here. Thanks. Really good. I'm not, I'll, yeah, I'll be back. No, I won't. I'll never come back here again. So this is pretty much, this is pretty much the conclusion today. I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to any other restaurant in the world. Uh, I should in the United States besides a Mexican restaurant. So if you want to go out to eat with me, uh, we're, that's where we're going. You know, because why would you, why would you go, you go somewhere that's giving you free food. It's unlimited. It's delicious. And, and then you're going to somewhere else and they're going to charge you for it or not even, or not even have it. This doesn't make sense. In fact, there are Mexican restaurants that uh, there, there's one in Lansing and we would go and they'd actually be, they went above and beyond. You think, could life get any better? No. How could life get any better than free chips and salsa, unlimited, homemade, deliciousness they had a bar up like free bean dip that went along with the free chips and salsa free bean dip you'll find mexican restaurants that also it's like giving you free unlimited chips and salsa is not enough free bean dip as well and sometimes if you went at the right time they would have free ground beef out and you're like how in the world could you possibly give free nachos at your bar? This has got to be some kind of front. This can't be a real business. And <laughs> legit, at that restaurant, my wife and I, now this is, I'm cheap, okay? You're going to judge me for this. I'm cheap. Uh, but the, uh, the uh, before we had kids, I think I was even cheaper, right? We, you just, I, but we would go, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make an excuse for how cheap we are, like as if what we did is unethical. We'd order, we or we'd go out to this place and we would order one, uh, one plate of dinner plate of tacos. And another thing about Mexican restaurants is you order like one one dinner plate of tacos, and they literally bring you five plates. <laughs> like what is? There's like, oh, here's your tacos on this plate. This this plate's free rice and beans, or the the rice and beans that come with it. This place is like it's all the lettuce and tomatoes and and guacamole and all this stuff that comes with it and they just here you just bring out all these plates you're like wow so we would split the nacho dinner which had four tacos we'd eat two tacos each and all this other stuff and then there's a free nacho bar the whole time and the whole thing was like eight bucks by the end of it, by the end of it now judge me for being cheap yes all right so to disclaimer uh nose rant i love mexican restaurants i think they're incredible they're awesome. I love them. And legit, my favorite restaurants in the world. Because how how could you not love free chips and salsa? Next time you're at Applebee's, seriously, do this to your, your server. Hey, um, can you bring out those unlimited free chips and salsa? And you're like, yeah, oh, we don't we don't do that. They're they're five dollars here. Or I think they're like <laughs> I was at a, a local place here. The chips and salsa ended up being like eight dollars <laughs> or something like that. I was like, are you kidding me? So just ask him, be like, yeah, but the Mexican restaurant across the street, just name whatever it is. Like, you know, they all have different names. So your local place, they serve chips and salsa. Do you guys do that coupon matching thing where where you match prices and that sort of thing? Because theirs are free over there. And just see what they say. See what your service says. Be like, no, they don't. Just, Could you talk to your manager about that? Could you just see if you can match prices with, <laughs> with them over there? I love it. So my rant today is against all restaurants that don't serve free chips and salsa. You better start. I'm not coming back.
and neither are any of my listeners. Flipside Nation has been has now been informed. We have been told, and the Noah's Rand exists to make the world a better place. And by being a better place, your restaurant now will start serving free chips and salsa, or and or everybody buy stock in whatever your local Mexican restaurant is because that's where everybody's going because everybody listens to the flip side and now realizes that that is the only place you should go to get food. So there you go. That wraps up Noah's rant. I swear. You go like, why? <laughs> You're like, why do you do Noah's rant? Sometimes I think, why do I do this? Like, what other respectable pastor or author would do Noah's rant? It is... It, <laughs> I hope sometimes you think Noah's rant is funny. Sometimes I, I listen to the podcast and think, man, is, that one was really funny. And other times I think, you sound like the biggest idiot. It's not funny at all. So I hope you get some enjoyment. Noah's rant. All right. So, you know, you know, my I kind of have this <laughs> this thing against birds. You might think that. I don't. You might think that. About a year ago, one of my Noah's rants was against robins. I wanted them all to be extinct because they woke me up at 4 in the morning in the springtime when I had my windows open, their stupid song, and I wanted to kill them all. Well, I have central air now, and that's, that's not a problem, so the Lord has worked on my heart. And obviously the rant didn't do any good because there's, there's still robins everywhere. But today we're going to talk about the red-winged blackbird. Okay, the red-wing. There was rant today is about the red-winged blackbird, and uh, the red-winged blackbird. Look, at one point, I thought this is a really pretty bird. This is a really cool bird. I mean, it's a blackbird, but it has this bright fire red ends. The tips of its of its wings, or the or the shoulder, I should say, of the wings is just beautiful and amazing. And I used to think that about red-winged blackbirds until recently. So as you know, I live in Middleville now. I live out in the middle of nowhere. I live out in the country. And I go running. I, li- I-, I like to run and, and, and train. And so I run on this, this, this country road. It's called Finkbiner Road. And as I, as I run, and I one route, I do the same route every time. I run on Finkbiner Road. And, and this rant today, it's, it's not about any red-winged blackbird. Or um, not all, all red-winged blackbirds. This is about one specific red-winged blackbird that is on my my running trail. See, as I run, it's, or not a trail, as I, as I run down Finkbeiner, I, I run over in the shoulder of the road, and, and I pass many of these red-winged blackbirds, and they chirp at me a little bit here and there, but there there is one red-winged blackbird as I'm running innocently, unarmed, running down Finkbeiner Road, this red-winged blackbird decides that he will dive-bomb my head uh, as I run by. <laughs> he, he, he or she, I don't know which is the aggressive one, if something I'm having to do with nesting or whatever, and it, it dive-bombs my head. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not a guy that's, that's scared easily of things. When there's spiders in my house, I kill the spider, not a big deal. But when there is a bird, even a small bird, and it is within a foot of your head, and it is flapping its wings at you, chirping at you, 
uh, it is not relaxing. It is not a pleasant feeling or, or, or pleasant. So, so this is what I started to do. I, I'm not going to take this crap from this red-winged blackbird attacking my head as I, as I run by peacefully. I, I, am, um, I, am, I have no issue with red-winged blackbirds up to this point in my life. Never done anything wrong to them. There's no vengeance he should have against me. So as I run now, what I do is I, I scoop up a, a little small handful in both hands of pebbles. There's lots of pebbles along the shoulder of the road. And when the red-winged blackbird swoops by my head now or gets close, I, I chuck uh, behind me, I chuck this scattered shot of, of pebbles. And, and, and for the bird lovers out there and PETA activists, uh, I have not harmed any red-winged blackbirds in this. The intent is not to harm but it is to intimidate, as is the intent of this Noah's rant. It is to intimidate this one singular red-winged blackbird that keeps diving my head, because I know he or she is listening. I know that. I know that this uh, bird is a subscriber, and the, the flip side... Uh, the Noah's rant on the flip side is meant to make the world a better place. And so to this one, this one red-winged blackbird, stop dive bombing my head. Because here's the thing. We had a little deal. We had a little deal going. I started tossing pebbles behind me when the red-winged blackbird would get near my head. And guess what? It stopped. It actually legitimately stopped for, for several weeks. And uh, during this period of time, I realized this bird is not to be messed around with. Uh, my wife was driving recently, and I was in the passenger seat. We are driving by Thinkbinder Road, and I looked up at the one spot. Again, it's the same bird. It lives in the same spot. It's always in the exact same spot on my run. And I looked up at the tree line high above. I'm not kidding you. There was a red-tailed hawk. We get a lot of those out here. Amazing birds, huge birds, birds of prey. You don't want to mess with a red-tailed hawk. There was a red-tailed hawk up in the air at the tree line of this area, and there were two red-winged blackbirds. I have no doubt it, one of them was the one that attacks me, and they were they were literally attacking the red-tailed hawk in the air, pecking at it, going going at it, and, and I'm telling you, the red-winged blackbirds were winning. Like, if I had to put a bet on a hawk versus two little wimpy red-winged blackbirds, I'd put my money on the hawk, and I would have lost that bet they are pecking at it they're attacking it with their claws this red-tailed hawk can't even fly straight it is it is all jostled all it's trying to get out of there as quickly as possible so this is the type of menace that i am dealing with when i try to go running and so here's the thing little little red-winged blackbird if you continue to incessantly come at my head as if i were some predatory red-tailed hawk which i am not I will continue to shower you with pebbles, which I did just yesterday morning. And one of these days, like David slaying Goliath, I will slay you. I will throw a pebble and it will hit you in the corner of your eyes and you will fall to the ground. And I will take your wing, your beautiful red wing, and I will make a necklace out of it. And I will fasten it around my neck. I will go to a taxidermist in Middleville and I will say, taxidermist, please stuff this wing. Make this wing into a necklace like, like someone would do with shark teeth like someone would do with their their prize kill over the village predator as a sign to the rest of the red tail uh, red tail hawks the rest of the 
red wing blackbirds. I will wear this this emblem, this wing around my neck when I go running down Thinkbiner Road in Middleville. And it will say to the rest of your friends and your family, Red Wing Blackburn, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me as I go running. So I'm just going to leave it there. Red Wing Blackburn. I'm going to say it right here on Noah's rant on the Flipside Podcast, which I know you're listening to. This needs to end. If you continue your bombardment of my head as I run by you, uh, th- this is this is what will happen to you. So, boom, baby, the end of all things. Very. Well, that was a dark Noah's rant. Wow. But I'm telling you, sometimes you got to do that. You, you have. I'm not. Look, look, listeners. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm actually gonna kill the little bird. I. I just have to get him thinking. I'm going to. I'm trying to intimidate him. Trying to get into his little head so that when he comes by, he has second thoughts now about dive bombing my head because he heard this on the podcast. He's like, no, that's the guy with the podcast. That's he's gonna kill me and wear my wing around his neck. So don't. Don't worry. I'm, I'm not actually going to follow through. It's just an empty threat. But we, got, we, we have to utilize Noah's rant. It is a, it is a, it is a weapon, right? The, the pen is mightier than the sword. The podcast is mightier than the sword. The podcast is mightier than the pebble, really. And so I'm utilizing the podcast to bring, to bring justice, really, to bring justice to my head for this blackbird to stop, to stop trying to kill me. So, so there you go. I mean, I want to live. You know, I have got, I've got kids. I've got three kids. They... They depend on me. They they depend on their dad, and so I just want to make sure I'm I'm there for them because this 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 bird's trying to take me out. Noah's rant. So the Noah's rant today goes out to the mm-hmm person on the other end of the phone when you are trying to tell somebody whether it's a customer service rep or some kind of somebody who's writing down some numbers of yours. Usually this would be your credit card information if you're paying for something over the phone. In my case, most recently, I was at the library and because of COVID, where our library does, you know, pull up, pick up to get your books, which is cool. You call the number. They ask you for your library card. It's a super long number. So you tell them your super long library card number, and they write it down as you go. Now, if, <laughs> have you ever been in this situation when the mm-hmm person is on the other end of the line and they ask you for your, you know, your credit card number, your library card number in this case, and you say, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make up some random numbers here. I'm not gonna not gonna give you my credit card information. Sensitive over my library card. Come on, are you kidding me? I don't want you to hack my library card account, my library account. But you're giving them your numbers, you know, four, three, five, and you're talking. And they, you take a little, uh, there's multiple ways this can go. You're given your numbers and you hear them go, mm-hmm, on the other end of the line. You go, whoa, whoa, you just, you just mm-hmm me. 
So uh, oh, credit cards are the worst because you know they're 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 in they're in numbers of four, and I never know ahead of time if this is an mm-hmm person or not an mm-hmm person. So so you're trying to give your credit card numbers, your library card five two four three five, and mm-hmm, you hear the mm-hmm while you're giving the number could be your phone number. That's another one having them write the number and you go. I just gave you my number, but I don't know if you heard the number I gave you because you mm-hmmed me in the middle of me giving you the number. So the 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 point of the mm-hmm, where they're coming from in their heart, is to affirm to you, I heard those numbers, I've got them down. But when you give the mm-hmm, it actually does the exact opposite. When you give the mm-hmm, and you've r- rudely mm-hmm interrupted my string of numbers that I'm giving you, now I don't know if you heard the last number or two I gave you, because how can you hear the numbers I'm giving you if I'm going eight seven five three two two mm-hmm mm-hmm and you're you're mm-hmm-ing and how did you hear me say the number eight in the middle of your mm-hmm experience? And so then I have to pause and go, in the midst of their mm-hmm-ing, did they hear me say the number eight? So then I feel like I need to repeat the number eight because I need to make sure they have it. But now I don't know, did they hear the number eight twice? And this is this is bad if it's a library card phone number, if it's a credit card whatever it may be and so it's it's almost like we need to have this little dance before we do these phone conversations with the potential mm-hmm person and 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 you know hey what's your name so just okay great uh you know where you wh- maybe whatever whatever sort of security question i have to ask you and then and then i need to ask them if they don't reveal already and say okay are you an mm-hmm person if they say okay what's your credit card number and i gotta ask are you gonna mm-hmm me every four digits because i honestly if i if i'm anticipating an mm-hmm-er if i think i think i got a mm-hmm-er on the line i'm just gonna be cautious and every four digits i'm gonna i'm gonna pause i'm gonna i'm just gonna give a little space I want to be hospitable here. I want to give them the opportunity to offer their mm-hmm because I know I know how important that is to this person. So I'll say, you know, eight, two, five, three. Pause. Just chilling. Pause. Waiting for the mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Sometimes the mm-hmm never comes. You think you had an mm-hmm-er, but you don't have an mm-hmm-er. You have a non-mm-hmm-er, and you're trying to be hospitable if they are an mm-hmm-er, and now you look like a complete idiot because they're waiting for you to give the fifth digit, and they, they say, are you still there? Hello? What's the what's the next digit? I asked you to give you your digits, and you're, you're thinking, oh, man, I was just trying to wait to see if you were an mm-hmm-er, and you're obviously not, but it's too late, and the only way to find out was to awkwardly pause for the mm-hmm, because if I didn't pause for the mm-hmm, you probably were an mm-hmm-er, and you'd be mm-hmm-ing me and interrupting all the numbers I gave, and then you wouldn't get the numbers in the first place, and you'd think I was rude for not pausing for you to give your mm-hmm-er. Whew, I'm telling you, this, this world is hard, isn't it? I mean, it is hard. It's not easy when you're on the phone with the potential 
Mm-hmm. So Noah's rant is here. It exists to make the world a better place. And in, a, in, in the hard times we're in, to, to un, really to unite the world. And so, so here's the thing. I'm not one of these judgmental people. I'm not one of these people. We've been talking about politics, polarizing issues. Look, if you're, if, if you're the phone person, I'm not telling you you need to be in mm-hmm-er. No, I'm not going to tell you that. I have, I feel like, a strong, valid case why you should not, mm-hmm. But if you feel led to, mm-hmm, I'm not going to take that away from you, nor uh, will I die on the hill of a crusade of, of, of telling everyone they need to be an mm-hmm-er. You don't need to be an mm-hmm-er or not be or be a non mm-hmm-er. That is completely up to you, the Holy Spirit, your family, your family tradition, the tradition of your elders and your forefathers and foremothers. But this is what you need to do, phone people. You you need to communicate to me when I'm on the phone with you so I know how to prepare if you are an mm-hmm or not. When you say, give me your library card number, you need to say, and pause every four numbers so I can say mm-hmm. Give me your credit card information, pausing every four digits so I can say mm-hmm. Or, hey, give me your credit card information. I will not be pausing to say mm-hmm. I will simply be listening like a normal human being. Not hard to do to write down 16 numbers in a row without having to say mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I'll be doing this time. So just go ahead and say all 16 and I will write them down. That's all I'm asking. That's all the world is asking from you, phone people, is to give us a little advance notice so we don't go into this like a coin flip playing Russian roulette wondering if you are gonna mm-hmm me or not we can just we can just be cool we live at peace which is what we want we all want peace this is Noah's rant is all about peace it's all about calmness tranquility peace harmony that's what we're getting at that's what we're talking about can you feel it mm. feel that I like that that's a good feeling it's a good feeling to end on feels like a nice nice peaceful place don't you agree that noah's rant again has made the world a better place i do i do in the hard times we're in we have noah's rant to carry us through noah's rant all right, so uh, pray for my wife. You know, I just had this great conversation with Todd Wilson about sexuality and marriage, and and marriage is hard and all this. Man, my, my, my poor wife has to be married to me. She's got, can you imagine? That's hard. She's got to put up with me, and yeah, I I I'm a I'm a I'm high maintenance. I'm a, I'm not I'm not a normal individual, and I'm an eight on the Enneagram, so that's not a good combination. All right, so my my wife, like a normal human, uh, she likes. Things that are decorated and nice and pretty and, and have nice design to them. And and and, and for me, <laughs> my poor roommate in college, you know, he he tried to get me to clean my room. My poor mom growing up always tried to get me to clean my room. All of them very unsuccessful. My wife, we've been married 16 years. She has been unsuccessful to get me to be a, a clean, organized, tidy person. So uh, we, I'm also cheap. I, uh, I totally admit that I am cheap. Uh, uh, to my credit, I'm very generous with my money, but I do not like to spend money on myself. And I, I don't like to spend money on what I think are frivolous things, which 99% of you 
who are normal would disagree with and, 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 and you're you're the normal ones and my wife would be with you so here's what I mean we've had the same dressers I th- for like 15 years of our marriage we they were hand-me-down dressers from friends of ours who are moving and, and I the dressers we had before these dressers were hand-me-downs and they were in really bad shape so these hand-me-down dressers weren't as bad as the hand-me-down dressers we we did have so we scooped them up and and my wife is always never like them they're they're this you know they don't match they're dark brown in color and i and i just think why does who why does that matter they they're just they hold your clothes it's not like your clothes are sitting in there going oh i can't i just can't believe that i don't match uh, and this box i'm in doesn't match the box across the uh, across the room so she's she's always wanted to uh, refurbish them, you know, paint them, make them matching. She wants to help out my uh, disability <laughs> of not caring at all about these things by not not having to buy new furniture, which would be quite expensive, but but pretty cool, you know, redeeming these old ones. And there's so so she's finally doing it. It's summer, and we you know we've been in our house since October. So so she's been. She's been moving them down to the to the garage, and uh, we uh, what's it called? Wax painting them, chalk painting them. She's chalk painting them, so painting with these special brushes, and and it looks like kind of chalky paint, and then you put wax on it, and it's it's this whole thing, this this whole thing, and and what this has done is it's it's just dr- it's drudged up a lot of a lot of wounds for me, a lot of a lot of tender subject. Uh, my relationship with dressers, my relationship with dressers. And, and that's what I got to talk about. This rant is not about my wife. It's more about me and my issues, but really it's about dressers. I have an issue with dressers and, and really whoever, whoever decided they were needed and necessary and invented them. Uh, because here's the thing, uh, a dresser, it just makes your life harder. So I don't know about you, but my life is hard enough. I don't know about you, but I have enough things to do in my day. And one thing I hate doing is laundry. So there's a whole other rant there we could talk about. Uh, laundry is important because your clothes should be clean. I'm not that big of a slob. I'm about cleanliness. I don't want things to smell. And so your laundry should be clean, but... First of all, why do we fold laundry again? Who who decided one day they said, I'm going to make every human being miserable for the rest of their lives. I'm going to make it important that clothes aren't wrinkly and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them I'm gonna make people fold their laundry so if you wore wrinkly clothes people would look at you and say oh I can't believe I, I can't believe you wear wrinkly clothes but why is it who cares I mean we we have the stupidest things in fashion anyway you wear a necktie who who came up with that let's put a piece of fabric right in the middle of the shirt like you mean attached to the shirt no like hanging off the shirt you mean kind of like a dog collar yeah exactly it'll be so funny we'll it's like we'll prank everybody and then and then it caught on somehow then now we just wear hey i just need a random piece of fabric i'm gonna tie it around my head and and hang it off kind of like a like a dog leash and i'm gonna walk around but that's that's gonna be for like really special occasions when i really want to get fancy you know i mean we do these fashionable things that make no sense complete let's let's add ruffles rough ruffles like the potato chip yeah yeah let's do let's put ruffles all over like the dress the, the around it. it'll be so great so we do these things that make no sense at all 
We to- what I'm saying is we totally could have gotten by with completely wrinkly clothes, but no, somebody had to say at some point, uh, maybe it was the Pope or something or some king, and, and they made this edict and said clothes must not be wrinkly. So they had to fold them. And so your, your life is bad enough because you got to do the laundry, and, it's, and then now you have to take the next three hours to take fold that giant pile of laundry. If that wasn't bad enough, because that's bad, right? Let's be real. I'm, I'm, I know you're, you're amening right now. I know you're saying, preach it, brother. I know you're feeling my pain right now. I know you are. I can, I can feel that through the podcast microphone. If life wasn't bad enough that we have to fold the clothes, somebody said, oh, no, no, let's make it even worse. Let's really make people miserable. Let's invent dressers. What, oh, what do you mean dressers? We're going to explain. Okay, we're going to invent a box filled with little boxes, okay? And, and not only do the clothes have to get folded, we're going to make them do more work and put the clothes into the boxes and shut the drawers so you can't... Wait, wait, no. You, you can't just leave them on the floor? You can't... Because that's easy, right? Oh, I know. That's so easy. If the clothes could stay on the floor, you could just grab them and go. You wouldn't... There'd be no middle step, no pulling out of drawers and rummaging around for where the shirt or, or whatever it might be is. It'd just be sitting out. It would be on the floor. There'd be not... There'd be no middle step. It would just be, here you are, and here your clothes are, you, you put them on, and you go. But no, we had to create a dresser. We had to create this obnoxious, unnecessary middle step. Could you imagine if we did this with other things, if we were going to go to drink our morning coffee, and the coffee is brewed, and, in, and I just, I'm going to pour in my mug, and I'm going to drink it, because that's what I do. You get it, and you go, no, stop, stop, oh, hold on, we have a coffee dresser. First of all, we have eight <laughs> little drawers, and we're going to pour a little bit of coffee into each drawer, and now you then, uh, but you have to do that before you, can, before you can have your coffee, and then you pull out the drawer you want, and then you can pour that in your mug, and then you can go on your way. No, that, 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 we would never do that. We just give me what I need and go put the clothes on the floor. This is I've been telling this to my wife for 16 years, told it to my roommate in college before that, told it to my mom before that. (laughs) Why is nobody listening to me? It is easier if your clothes are on the floor. You don't need this monstrosity in your bedroom that just gets in the way of you getting to your clothes, putting them on, and moving on with your day. So whoever invented dressers, if I... I know, I know, I know you're. I know you're listening right now. I know you're listening. I know you. Your great grandkids, great great grandkids, are listening to the podcast right now. And the flip side, Noah's rant exists to make the world a better place. And so, what, what I need you to do is make a public repentance, a public confession of your past mistakes for inventing the dresser and and tell people, tell my wife, tell my mom, tell my old roommate, they're not needed. Tell them that the floor is a perfectly acceptable place to keep your clothes. It makes so much more sense. And 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 don't don't give me this nonsense that it looks better. How many people are going in your bedroom? I mean, it's you and your spouse. I mean, my kids aren't even allowed in my bedroom. It's like we create, oh, this is the best room in the house. It's so pretty and so amazing, but nobody's allowed to see it ever.
<laughs> we lock it up. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. At least spend your energy on making things look nice in a part of your house that people will actually see and get to enjoy. And even when you're in your bedroom, 95% of the time you're sleeping. Your eyes are closed. So you're spending all this time and money and energy that you could be you could be telling people about Jesus. You could be doing missions. You could be playing video games on your cell phone. You could be doing all these things. But instead, you've made your bedroom look so pretty and so neat. And then you just sleep in there all the time. At least at least turn your bedroom into the, the main room of the house. Maybe put the kitchen table in there. So at least there's people in your room to enjoy how beautiful uh, your your dressers look. I just uh, don't actually do that with your kitchen table. It is meant to highlight uh, the 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 injustice that is dressers that is uh, ruining the world today. And so I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you that. I believe today that Noah's rant has made the world a better place. If the founding uh, inventor of dressers, great, 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 has never renounced dressers, let me tell you this. Let's start a resistance right now. Let's hashtag it. Uh, no dressers. Freedom from dressers. Dresser injustice. Hashtag. And get rid of your dresser. Just get rid of it. Just put the clothes on the floor. And then next, you know what we're going to do next? We're going to get rid of folding our clothes. We're going to throw out the irons. Throw... Don't even get me going on irons. That's a, that's sort of the next nose rant. I I don't I can't do it. It's just too emotional. The wounds are too deep. Whoever invented ironing clothes, I'm telling you, sick people out there. There's sick people that that they 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 hack companies. They hack your information. They put viruses out there on the internet. Who does stuff like this? It's the people that invented the iron. That invented the dresser. They just want to torment humanity. That is Noah's rant. I, I feel good now. I feel good that we, we have made the world a better place. We have made the world a, a freer, better place. Can you feel it? I, I can feel it. Uh, with that, I hope you enjoy Noah's rant. I do enjoy it. I do, kind of. Then I wonder uh, how many of you think I'm a complete moron. And I'm okay with that because Jesus loves me. So... Noah's rant. All right. So last episode, we talked about dressers and how they're the dumbest things in the world, maybe. And if you missed that, just go back, check out episode 34. I'm not going to rant on that again. But as I as I was ranting on dressers and how they're the dumbest things in the world, it, it brought up another sensitive subject that happens sometimes. It's a trigger sort of thing, like dressers, and I have all these wounds around dressers, and there's all this pain that I carry around. I bury it under the, under the carpet. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk to anybody about it because me and dressers, it's just, just a thing. And as I'm talking about dressers, I start talking about wrinkly clothes, right? Who cares if your clothes are wrinkly? If if you took them out of the dryer, think of all the time you would save if you could just take your clothes out of the dryer in the basket, you dump them on the floor, or if you really wanted to save time, just leave them in the basket. That would be fine. Set them out in your room somewhere, and when you need something, you just dig through the pile and you put it on. What are clothes supposed to do? They're supposed to keep you warm. They're supposed to keep you not naked. That helps. 
you you, do, you don't want to have uh, public and in, public indecency. We we don't we don't need that. Clo- clothes are good. They're helpful. Clothing is is a good thing. If if you're playing sports, you want to wear shorts and a t-shirt. If you're if you're doing something casual, you want to wear jeans. I mean, they're very very versatile. But whoever decided that wrinkles somehow were a bad thing? And in my last rant, I. I mentioned how dumb almost all fashion is. Somebody one day decided that if you if you cut a strip of fabric off and put it down the middle of your shirt, it would be really as a guy, it would be really fancy. It would it would be really cool. We would so, someone was playing a prank in the in the clothing factory and they took us a, a random piece of trash uh, of one of the garments that had been cut and they tied it around their neck and they they let this random piece of trash of it was sort of a few inches wide of string and they let it hang down their neck and they said hey hey george look at this i i'm gonna i'm gonna put this in the final product bin and he's like you that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen you just have a random piece of fabric around your neck you you look like an idiot you look like a dog on a leash and he goes no no george this is called a necktie and i'm just gonna to be the coolest thing ever don't tell the boss because uh, just it's gonna be our little secret and that's how the necktie became a thing and now if you dress up you have like really expensive you pay hundreds of hundreds of dollars or or if you're really uh we i won't fill in an adjective there if you're really adjective then you spend thousands of dollars uh on on your suits and to get really fancy you put a necktie on this isn't even a rant about a necktie the necktie is just leading into the rant about wrinkly clothes so so we decided that neckties somehow were cool and fashionable but wrinkles weren't who Who's the genius that made that decision? It would be so much easier in life if wrinkles were cool and normal. It's completely arbitrary. It would be like if we walked around with four arms, nobody would know. Nobody would go looking at everybody with four arms and go, man, we look weird. Man, I wish we all just had two arms. But if you saw someone walking down the street with four arms, you would do a double take. I think you would do more than a double take. You would go, that person's got four arms. They're only supposed to have two. And that's how we treat people that walk around with wrinkles for no reason. There's no purpose whatsoever that we should think it's weird that they have wrinkles. We just made that decision one day that we would all have no wrinkles. So if somebody did have wrinkles, we could look down on them and go, oh, they're trashy. Oh, I can't believe they have wrinkles. I can't I can't believe they didn't waste 20 minutes of their morning with an iron on this hot scalding piece of metal that has burned millions of children who touch it over the course of its existence and I can't believe they they didn't spend 20 minutes of their precious morning this morning ironing out that wrinkly shirt so that it could be straight and, and, and not wrinkly looking like my shirt and the rest of our shirts because we made a, a wonderful decision to decide that that straight shirts would be good, the kinds that are flat with no wrinkles, but a wrinkly shirt would somehow would somehow be bad. And here's the thing about ironing. You go to iron... The shirt, okay? You say, I'm going to succumb to society. I'm going to conform to the pattern of this world, even though the Bible tells me not to. I'm going to do it. I'm going to conform. I'm going to iron my shirts. They're going to be flat, no creases. Okay, so you put the sleeve out on the ironing board, and what do you do? You iron. Hot steams, like, burning your eyes. You're like, ah! 
self-esteem, but I must, I must conform. I must look like everyone else. And, and you iron out, you go, cool, good. I finally got all the creases out of this, of this side of the sleeve and I better, I better turn it over. I better go to the other side of the sleeve and get, and cause I got to get those creases out. And you look at it and you go, what the, what the blankety blankety blank? When I ironed the other side, all it did is made creases on this side because the it was a little bit bunched up in that hot irony thing. It made it all worse, and so you you got to iron out those creases now, and you're ironing them out, and you 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 flip the sleeve over or the pant leg over, and you go, what the what the blankety blanket did the same thing? I just ironed that side, and because it was a little scrunchy on this side, and I couldn't get those scrunches out. Now it's wrinkled again. And you just go back and forth and back and forth. And meanwhile, somebody that invented uh, that wrinkles were bad is just laughing and laughing. They're looking at you from some secret camera that's in heaven or hell. I, I don't want to judge anybody's soul, but I can't imagine that, you know, they would be in heaven, but they're... They're watching you just in torture, trying to get the wrinkles out. And every time you iron one side, it just creates wrinkles on the other side. It is a brutal, cruel form of torture. And you wrinkle, you, you iron out your pants, and now they have white lines on them. The wrinkles just turned into white lines. And, you're, and you, you walk around, and here's the thing. You spend all that work all that frustration, you waste all that time, you could have been reading your Bible, you could have been praying, you could have been telling people about Jesus. Think of all the people that would know Jesus and be in heaven if we told people about Jesus with all the time we waste ironing our clothes. I mean, why don't we hear this message preached in church more often is what I want to know. But you spend all that time and energy and frustration and you walk around and not a single person looks at you and they say, wow, hey, man, thank you. Th oh, th thanks for what? What did I do? Thank you for spending that extra 20 minutes of frustration this morning so that you would look presentable. I'm so glad you did that. We appreciate you and your investment in the world. Thank you that you you look like a normal person should look. Wow. Thanks for doing that. And, and let me let me buy you let me buy you a coffee. Let me pay for your lunch bill. Man, you're swell. You're a great citizen. Nobody ever says that to you. We don't even care that you ironed, and yet you must iron. Noah's rant exists to make the world a better place. I'm telling you, it's about mustard seeds, brothers and sisters. It's about mustard seeds. It's about grassroots movements of justice. We can make the world a better place. We can cut the cable of the iron. We can cut that wire. Sneak into your closet. Don't tell your spouse. Just cut it. If they ask you, hey, did you cut that wire? Just say, nah, man, nah, I didn't cut the wire. Well, who cut the wire? I don't know who cut the wire. Maybe one of our kids cut the wire. Maybe the dog cut the wire. And your spouse is saying, what are you talking about? Our kid is two years old. They couldn't have cut the wire. The dog can't even figure out how to poop outside. He didn't cut the wire. I think you cut the And you're like, no. And you know it was the Holy Spirit that cut the wire. See? Holy Spirit prompted you to go cut the wire 
to make the world a better place, to bring Jesus' kingdom here to this place. So stay strong. Stay strong. Cut the wire. Noah's rant is here to make the world a better place. Transcribe that rant. This APA. That's right, baby. Woo! Noah's rant. Making the world a better place. One podcast episode at a time. If you listen to all that, and didn't like it, what is wrong with you? I warned you so clearly not to listen. I told you, do not listen to Noah's rant, and yet you did it anyway. Do you do that just to spite me, just to disobey me, just to say, I'll show Noah. He thinks he can tell me what to do. He can't. What now? I listened to your rant, and I didn't like it. Mm. It's all right. I still love you. I love you. Jesus loves you. Noah's rant. Hey, flipsiders! Exclamation point. Hey, how are you? Exclamation point. How how are you? Exclamation point. Good. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Have you ever noticed the amount of exclamation points used in texting nowadays so or email so but particularly texting so you know the english language it it evolves it morphs it transforms it changes and it is changing and what's happening is if you've noticed when people text you they'll say hey noah exclamation point Hi, exclamation point. And in an email, though, oh, thanks is another one. Thanks, exclamation point. Thank you, exclamation point. And, and when I read texts like this, I start to hyperventilate. When you, when you read a conversation with all exclamation points where they don't belong, you, you begin to not be able to breathe. Uh, hey, Nick, exclamation point, this is Noah, exclamation point, I hope you're having a good day, exclamation point, this, aren't you glad the sun is shining, exclamation point, I need, I need to go take a nap, I can't even breathe right now, I need someone to give me CPR, just trying to read this text that you sent me, huh, I can't even do Noah's rant right now, I can't even breathe right now. You can't even breathe listening right now. My anxiety level is is escalating right now because of the the grotesque amount of exclamation points that we use in emails. And it's sort of like this. I feel like a non-Christian now when I don't use all exclamation points. If I just were to say, hi, hi, Nick, period, hi, Nick, comma, I think Nick would go, oh, I wonder what's wrong with Noah. He must not like me. He didn't use an exclamation point. He must be mad at me. He must be depressed. He must be having a bad day. He must not be a Christian. (laughs) And the same goes with saying thanks or thank you to someone in a text or email. If you just say thanks, period, or thank you, period, they go, oh, you're not actually thankful. That was a grumpy thank you. You're not even actually appreciative. In fact, it's getting to the point that one exclamation point isn't even enough to express our thanks. We must write in two or maybe even three exclamation points for someone to really know that we are thankful for the thing that they did to us. It's so bad 
you know how iPhones and I don't Androids probably do this too. They 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 take things you type and wow, this is a whole rant in and of itself. For real, I'm cataloging all the words that my iPhone changes that are real words. But the iPhone, if you type in O M W, which means on my way, and I would prefer to just write O M W. My wife knows what that means. It decides to change it for me to on my way. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is it changes it not to on my way, but changes it to on my way, (laughs) exclamation point. Why, my wife's not having a baby. I mean, why does she need to know on my way when I'm just coming home from work at my normal time? There's nothing alarming. There's nothing exclaiming about me being on my way to visit, to, to come home. Uh, to see my wife, but my iPhone thinks that I must put an exclamation point after the simple phrase on my way. It's not even my choice anymore to it's to write uh, what I want to write for my punctuation. The artificial intelligence that is taking over the world is taking over my ability to use proper grammar and punctuation. The Flipside Podcast exists, as you know to make the world a better place. It's very important that to understand it's to make the world a better place, not to make the world a better place. <laughs> That's not what the Flipside Podcast exists for. I can't even breathe anymore. There would be no Flipside Podcast if I had to use exclamation points at the end of every sentence. I would run out of oxygen. I would pass out. I would be in a coma. There would be no more Flipside Podcast. And the world would fall into utter ruin without the Flipside being the glue that holds the world together. And more specifically, Noah's rant being the glue that holds the flip side, which holds the world together. So now that the world has heard Noah's rant, to stop using so many exclamation points when it is not needed, the world will be a better place. We can go back to breathing, our heart rates can go back to normal, and here's the thing, I'm not, I'm not anti-exclamation point, I'm not bashing the exclamation point, I'm doing this for the exclamation point. Like the boy who cried wolf. If you cry wolf all the time, then when you need to cry wolf, nobody will pay attention to you. The wolf will eat you and you will die because you cried wolf your whole life and when you needed help, help did not come. If you always use exclamation points, when you really are excited, nobody will know. You will be legitimately excited. And you will exclaim with your exclamation point, your legitimate excitement, and nobody will care. And you will wonder, what is wrong with my friends? What is wrong with my family? Nobody cares that I am exclaiming, that I am legitimately excited. They don't care because you used an exclamation point to describe that you had oatmeal for breakfast this morning. Hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Oatmeal! No, no, (laughs) great. I, wow. You must really like oatmeal. No, I'm just, I just put exclamation points about everything. So I'm doing this to redeem the exclamation point. Do you hear my heart? I want the exclamation point to get the exclaiming that it deserves. We, there's a time for mourning, but there's a time for rejoicing. And when it's time to rejoice, we need to rejoice. And when that exclamation point is there, we need to know there is a legitimate reason 
for the exclamation point that we all can celebrate. The world is now a better place. You're welcome. I know. I know. It's it's another day, another flip side, another Noah's rant, another day bringing heaven to earth and making the world a better place just the way Jesus uh, commanded us. Noah's rant! All right, so it's November. I don't know what state you're listening in, but in the great state of Michigan, where I am residing, November definitely means wintertime. November is also that time early in winter where people start busting out. Have you seen these before? These winter jackets, big puffy winter coats that don't have sleeves on them. I have you seen these before? They're just a vest. It's a it's a vest that you put on. It's like, man, it's cold out. I'm so cold. I'm going to go grab my winter jacket that's only a vest with no arms at all. Because you know, I don't really need my arms to be warm. I only need my 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 chest and my back to be warm. My arms, you know, if they get cold, if they freeze off, no big deal. Or or maybe it's how hairy my arms are. They're fine. They I don't I don't really need those sleeves type things for my arms. I only need this 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 inside vest that's super puffy and if I could only keep my chest and belly warm then my whole body would be warm I mean seriously what gives with this what I wonder is is do people know what they're buying when they go to buy one of these winter coats I mean I want to give people a bone I want to give you some grace I understand we do a lot of online shopping nowadays. I've been there too, where I thought I was getting something and it looked like it was maybe two feet long on the website. And when it showed up, it was only six inches. And I thought, man, I, that photo was really deceiving of this item that I just bought. Maybe it was a toy for my kids or a tool or something like that. So I get it. You may have saw that big puffy winter coat online and you just assumed what any red-blooded American would assume. The sleeves must be folded behind the jacket. No big deal. Who on earth would sell or buy a jacket with no sleeves is what you're thinking. It's winter, right? It's not like like the cold front only comes in and says, oh, there's a dude I'm just or, or a lady. I'm just going to go after their torso and I'm going to leave uh, I'm going to leave the arms alone. No, no, nobody, you know, would buy one of these, one of these jackets. So, so you think, why would anyone sell one of these jackets? No, is no, no one's out like, like a practical jokester there. They work at the jacket company like, Hey, 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 Phil, check this out. Here's what we should do. Check it out. It's like April fools or whatever, but it's winter. And it, let's actually, we sell the regular jackets too. Yeah, that's great. But let's actually let's actually not put sleeves on some of them and just see how many people we get. We'll just be like these suckers, you know, and they'll get them. It'd be so funny. We could maybe videotape their reactions and and put them on YouTube and be rich. And they're like, yeah, okay, great. You add them to the inventory. 
And so you got people. I don't. I don't get it though. Then they get them in in the mail. And and why do you why do you still wear that? I did. I mean, maybe they're not refundable. I kind of I kind of get that. Maybe it was a hand me down. And I get it if you're like having a hard time financially and you had to go to Goodwill to buy your winter coat. Totally get it. I don't. I'm not. No judgment there. Your your arms. You just kind of put some extra. Maybe put some pants on your arms that would probably work actually you could you could probably you could probably figure i kind of like that i like that creativity you could get some you could get a, a vest puffy jacket and and then get some winter pants uh snow pants and stick your arms through those and boom like totally get it uh it's ve- very functional i i'm not i'm not judging you if you're in financial restraints and that's what goodwill had i mean you you go to goodwill you can't walk into goodwill saying Hey, I'm I'm here at Goodwill to buy a a, a red uh, winter coat uh, with uh, you know with that with the hood on it and, and give me one of those. It's like no, you you get you get what they have. And if all Goodwill has is a puffy jacket vest with no sleeves, you're like man, I really like some sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my arms are gonna be freezing. I live in Michigan, but. At least I'm smart. I mean, I, I may not have a lot of money, and then th- that's okay. We don't. Money is is you know it's just it's an idol anyway, right? No no judgment. But you 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 do have you do have your your brain, and you go. But I but my arms are going to be freezing, so I will buy those those hand me down uh 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 uh, uh <laughs> pants snow pants, and I'm going to put those uh over over my arm. And here's the thing: if this is like a legit thing, no. It can't be legit because no, you don't do this with any other winter product. Nobody's out there selling gloves that only have the index, or the, or I mean the, the 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 ring finger and the middle finger uh, covered, and they leave your index finger, your thumb, and your pinky exposed. That's not nobody does that. That's not cool. No, that would be. I mean, you you would be a fool. You'd be like, yo. Why are you only keeping your two middle fingers warm and not the fingers on the outside? You wouldn't, nobody does that with stocking hats. You don't just, you know, even if you had, like, think of a mohawk or something, you still have to keep your head warm. The the whole head, uh, the left hemisphere, the right hemisphere, not just uh, the middle hemisphere. Here's the deal. I'm a, I'm a, you know, online shopper. So I'm on Google right now looking at these vests and that, that all you are getting suckered into buying and they're not cheap. You can get a, a, a Canada goose freestyle crew vest for $450, like $450. Now I've never even heard of that company before. Right? So maybe that's just for, I don't know who that's for. There's one on here for $2,200. You could get a North face 1996 retro for $199 of a vest, a puffy vest. And you're going, who is spending $200 for a vest? You you would think if you're only getting half a jacket, that thing should be half off. Like that, that's, you should write to North Face and say, yo, you can't charge me $200. That's what a full jacket cost. This is only half a jacket. You, If I bought a pair of socks from you, for $20, I would expect you to send me two socks, not one. And if you sent me one, you need to charge me half the price because I would need to buy two in order to be fully warm. And the thing about these jackets, if you've noticed how puffy they are, who the reason they're so puffy is because they're trying to keep you double warm. It's, it's an illogical conclusion. They think, yo, 
let's get rid of the arms and let's take all that puff and I think they just actually stuck the sleeves inside the puffy vest part. It's like if it's like a little game, a scavenger hunt. Hey, here's your jacket. It's a can you find the sleeves? They're actually up in there. You have to there may be a little zipper or you can make a little incision and you pull them out, you do a little surgery and then your vest part won't be so puffy. You walk around looking like you got you're the incredible hulk on your torso, but you got these little twiggy toothpick arms. It's because they're, they think you'll, they think it's a matter of just how much puff they give you will keep your whole body warm. But it's not about how much puff there is. We have to distribute the puff around your whole torso in order to keep the whole torso warm. Now, in conclusion, there is definitely a silver lining to this this problem. That I mean, we know the the world is in a rough place right now as we talk about often on the flip side. So, some entrepreneur out there, feel free to do this if you're a listener. Uh, I would like a 10% cut of the company when you do, but some very wise entrepreneur needs to take advantage of these companies North Face and others who are who are crooks and they're they're selling people half jackets and these poor innocent consumers are buying them un like unknowing of what they're getting and, and really wearing them around looking I think quite foolish. And so what we need to do is help people's self-esteem. I, I I'm really tired of people getting mocked and made fun of. Like, yo, it's Michigan, it's winter. You why are you only wearing half a jacket? Can you imagine someone only wearing half of a pair of pants walking around? I don't mean shorts. I mean, <laughs> like only the middle part was covered. It's like a big loincloth, you know, with the the outer, the hips, you know, the, the important stuff's covered, but everything else is bare. No, I mean, that would be horrible. Yet we allow this to happen with jackets. So an entrepreneur needs to see this opportunity and if you can make a buck on it while making the world a better place you you can make you can make people whole you can help them from being made fun of and keep their whole bodies warm here's here's all we need is a company who is committed to selling attachable sleeves you could your 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 tagline i mean easy you could have infomercials did you get duped into buying a sleeveless winter coat and and you know you you could you could file a lawsuit or you could just buy our attachable sleeves. It'd be awesome. You could buy these sleeves. They could be puffy. You could have different designs, different colors. You can mix and match each day. I'm telling you, this is the next Fortune 500 company. Attachable sleeves to the puffy vest. So if, if you go into that, please let me know. You can sponsor the Flipside Podcast. We can work together on making the world a better place, really of bringing God's kingdom as we pray here to this place. Because in God's kingdom, he wants people's arms to be warm as well. So as, as always, the Flipside Podcast exists uh, the Noah's rant, I should say, uh, Noah's rant particularly exists to make the world a better place. And I do believe we have done that today. We've done our part. You can, you can go to bed tonight, put your head on the pillow saying, I have done my part. I listen to Noah's rant. I have applied its principles. I have shared this information with others. And together, exponentially, we will make the world a better place. Noah's rant!
All right, it's Christmas. Holly Jolly Christmas. The best time of the year. I could do a perennial. Does that mean annual? <laughs> That's a flower, right? Perennial? Someone tell me what that means. I could do an annual. I could do a rant every December, first of all, on Santa Claus. We lie to our children. First of all, let me just say, the coolest thing I've ever heard about Santa Claus is what Mike Whitmer said in our interview, <laughs> that the real St. Nicholas walked across the Council of Nicaea, I think it was, and punched Arius in the face. <laughs> That's the only good thing Santa Claus has ever done. We lie to our children that there's such a person as Santa Claus who comes down a chimney that I don't even have and puts a bunch of gifts under the tree that I paid for. And and yeah, I'll confess, my, my wife bought, man, I am a Christmas slacker as a dad. My wife diligently buys all the presents. We pay for them out of our two jobs. And then some made-up joker named Santa Claus gets all the credit. My kids are writing thank you notes to Santa Claus. Here's the thing. I don't lie to my kids about Santa Claus. My wife does. She's a liar. She tells my kids, poor, naive, innocent children... That Santa Claus is real. Why? Because it's fun. She says it's fun. Don't ruin their fun. Yeah, it's fun to lie to kids. Kids are dumb. It's fun to tease them. It's fun to lie to them and trick them. I love that. It's so fun. So here's the thing. I tell my kids there's no Santa Claus. How could that possibly be real? That this one... Uh, what's the right word? Weight-challenged individual who could who couldn't fit into a chimney if he wanted to fly around the whole world i'm trying hard not to use expletives right now particularly particularly even the christian pseudonym expletives because i want to about old santa claus also i forgot to say because I'm not used to having an awesome sponsor. Noah's Rant is brought to you by Angry Brew. How do you think I got this angry? By drinking Angry Brew. <laughs> Where do you think the rant comes from? It comes from Angry Brew. It's beautiful. Use promo code FLIP to get 10% off your order at angrybrew.com. Back to Santa Claus. The dude is, it's its the dumbest idea in the world. It's There's not even a shred of it that's believable. And I like to think my kids, since they're in my gene pool, are somewhat intelligent. But no, they believe in Santa Claus, even though I tell them specifically that he's not real. And that parents just lie to their kids. And you know what they do? They, they don't believe me. They get mad at me. They yell at me. They say, Dad, he is real. He is, he is, he is true. And and honestly, I don't even bring it up anymore. I don't even bring it up because I'm sick of getting yelled at by a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, and now a three-year-old. She just yells because the other ones do. But here's the thing: this nose rant's not even about Santa Claus. That'd be too easy. What an easy target. 
Santa Claus is the dumbest thing in the world. That's like anybody could rant on how dumb Santa Claus is. That is not what this rant is about. Are you kidding me? All that was just warm-up. That was just to get my vocal cords ready. It is about Christmas, though. Did you not listen to my Noah's rant this last January? My wife told me to take the Christmas, uh, what are they called? Decorations down. We put out some lights outside. Not a lot of lights. My neighbors, holy cow, they would put uh, the National Lampoon guy to shame. Or, or Tim Allen from Home Improvement. They, they, they've bought out all of Lowe's, it looks like. I, I can't compete with them. I'm too cheap. But I would put up a few lights, you know, a little Christmas cheer, a little Christmas spirit. So my rant in January was about why do we take these these lights down? Why do we take the tree down? If like it who who sits around going, oh I got a I got a free Sunday afternoon or a free Saturday afternoon. I, I could relax and have some nice Sabbath time. I could I could enjoy this good creation. Or I could do a bunch of work. Or I could spend the next three hours taking down a tree and ornaments and decorations and lights from trees outside that I'm just going to put back up again in 11 months. And, and, and you might be saying, you're a Scrooge, Noah. You're a Scrooge. You don't like Christmas. You don't like Santa Claus. You don't even like Jesus. False. That is a false statement. I, I do like Jesus, and I do like Christmas. I am the opposite of a Scrooge. See, a Scrooge says zero months of Christmas. Zero months of Christmas. What I want is 12 months. That's how much I love Christmas. I love it 12 times more than you do. And even even you weirdos who, who put up your decorations before Halloween, you might love Christmas for two months. Well, I love it six times more than you do. I love it 12 months. That's how much I love Christmas. We should keep our decorations up for 12 months. If we're all about Jesus, we're all about his incarnation, and all about his birth, and all about him coming to earth to save the world, then why not kill two birds with one stone? Why not celebrate Jesus all year long and not waste three hours of a Saturday afternoon putting up decorations that when January comes, we're going to waste another three hours taking them all down again. That, I, see, I, I, if you told me paint this room blue, okay, I would do it once. I would paint this room blue once. But if a month later you gave me a, another can of paint and said paint this room beige, I'd be like, dog, you just, what, a month ago, I just spent my whole Saturday painting it blue. Why do you want it to go back to beige? You sh If you... If you want it beige, leave it beige the whole year. If you want it blue, you leave it blue the whole year. I, I have better things to do with my time. Obviously, some of you don't. Because I, I, I specifically, this is a double rant rant. This is rant squared. This is the second time we've talked about this. I said in January, we should leave the lights up year-round. Leave the decorations up year-round. The whole world heard it. And yet, my wife still made me take the decorations down. And the outdoor lights down last January. So you know what? I'm not putting them back up again. Look up your psychology book. Go to your Google machine. That is called Learned Helplessness. That's right. You got me once. Ain't gonna get me again. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. I, I helped put the tree up, of course. Of course. I, I'm a good American. Good husband. 
good father. I have no choice in the matter. But the outdoor decorations, that's that's my world out there. Nope, didn't do it. Haven't put them up. Not going to put them up. You know why? You're trying, you're trying to suck me in. You're trying to seduce me. You're trying to trick me. You're saying, oh, yeah, no, put them up. Dude, it'll be great. Big, oh, no, no, no. We won't ask you to take them down again in January. We'll let you keep them up all year. Because, yeah, that makes way more sense to keep them up all year. No, no. Yeah, guess what? Not falling for it again. Not buying it. No, because January will come. And I might be able to outlast you until February, but I know there will be a day where I'm forced to take those decorations down. And I'm going, what the friend? What the flip? What the flip side? <laughs> that could be a swag mug. What the flip side? I do not condone that. I also never know what condone means. That is such a complicated word. Just use agree or disagree. I don't know what condone means. I mean, I know what it means because the way you always use it, I can never remember if condone means I I approve of that or I don't approve of that because all I ever hear is we do not condone that behavior. Well, it's a it's a negative then. You either you don't agree with it or you do agree with it. I don't know. Why don't you just say we don't agree with that? We don't approve of that. <laughs> well, I don't approve of you saying what the flip side, okay? Don't do it. It's bad. It's naughty. Santa Claus was real, that would get you in trouble. But he's not real. You're fine. You're saved by grace. So you can do whatever you want. Kidding. Joke. <laughs> Please glean zero theology from Noah's rant. That's what the rest of the podcast is for. Not this. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting the lights up. And we'll see. We'll see if, uh, if next year, next December, if anybody listened to me, in the world. The flip side exists to make the world a better place. It exists to make, as Mike Whitmer would say, heaven come to earth. Heaven is a place on earth. That's one of his books. That's what the flip side exists for, to bring heaven here, to bring to bring God's will here, to, to right the wrongs of this world, to bring justice where there is injustice. And, and I know the whole world listens. I know all of Mike's church is listening. Uh, I... I <laughs> I know that every Christmas decorator is listening. So this time, instead of listening and being like the man that looks at his face in the mirror and leaves and forgets what he looks like, that's a Bible verse, in case you were wondering. Why don't you remember what you look like this time? Why don't you remember and either keep your decorations up for 12 months or don't put them up at all? Boom. Problem solved. The world is a better place. Bam. The flip side. Let me see. Noah's rant did its job again, again and again and again. Noah's rant. Okay, listen up. You know who you are. People that eat with their mouths open. You are disgusting. Disgusting. Does does anybody want to listen to somebody eating? Oh, with their mouth open. I if I was listening to you right now, if I was listening to podcast, I would totally turn this off. By the way, I again apologize. Maybe someday I'll remember to give the disclaimer that you should not listen to Noah's rant if unless <laughs> if you. If you don't want to listen to something ridiculous and stupid, don't listen to Noah's rant. There, there's your warning. If you haven't already figured that out. The the sound of people eating with your mouth open. 
you you sound are are you an animal? Are you if you're past three? I give a three year old a break. My daughter's three. I give her a break. If you're past three years old, if you are a grown man or woman, and you eat with your mouth open, with all love and, and, and respect and grace, you are disgusting. Close your lips. Close them when you chew. When you chew, close. All right, I got to stop. I got to stop. That's enough. I can't do the sound effect anymore. I can't even think. This Noah's rant, it's very simple. It's a very, it's a very simple Noah's rant. Stop chewing with your mouth open. When you put food in your mouth, let me walk you through it. You put it in your mouth. You cover the lips. Don't, don't pull the fork out on your teeth. Don't teeth the fork. Unnecessary. Don't do it. Put your lips over the fork like you're giving a kiss. Squeeze it down. Pull the fork or the spoon out like that. Keep those lips closed like they're stapled, like there's a clothes put on them. Then you begin to chew with your back teeth up and down, up and down. Don't open the mouth. Don't open the mouth. You don't, we don't need to see it. We don't need to hear it. Keep them zipped. Swallow the food. Once all the food is swallowed, then you're allowed to open your mouth again. Go ahead, put the next piece of food in, take a bite of pizza, put the fork in, close the lips. Close your lips around the pizza, close your lips around the fork, pull it out. No teeth on the fork, none of that. Nope, just lips, and then chew again quietly. Don't open the lips. When you're when you're done chewing, swallow. Problem solved. Problem solved. No more. Let's make 2021 the best year ever. No more chewing with our mouths open. If you can commit to that, I will commit to never again playing the chewing with mouth open sound effect ever again on the <laughs> the Flipside podcast. Well, uh, Noah's rant once again has made the world a better place, as it always does. Uh, that is what Noah's rant is for. It is to bring shalom to this world. It it is to bring it is to bring. Uh, the peace, the kingdom of God here to this place. And, and trust me, in the kingdom of God, people do not, do not chew with their mouth open. Noah's rant. All right. So like I said, we're talking about big issues. We're talking about world-changing, cataclysmic crisis going on in our world that's what the noah's rant exists to fix and today we are talking about cloth napkins we are talking about who in the world decided that you should take a cloth napkin and put it on your lap when you are eating. So what a what a what a brilliant idea. Oh, you have a paper napkin, cool. You can use that paper napkin. You can use it to wipe your face. You can you can use it to to fit, get that little bit of sauce off your off your lips so people aren't aren't looking at you with sauce lips. You can use your paper napkin for that. No biggie. Use it all you want. It's right there. It's accessible. It's 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 right it's right by your hands. But but when we put out a cloth napkin, and we're we're talking now we're getting 
fancy now. So we're at a we're at a fancy place, a fancy restaurant. First of all, we're too good for those paper napkins. None of that cheap stuff around here. We're going with a cloth napkin. That's deluxe. Nothing says deluxe like some cloth, like some cloth napkin. But no, here's how deluxe we are. You don't you don't get to actually have the napkin by your hands where you can grab it and wipe your face. You 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 actually got to put it on your lap. You you're going to you put it on your on my lap, but why would I? I don't I don't eat I don't eat like I don't put the food on my lap. I I I put the food in my mouth. I don't I don't actually feed like my knees. My knees don't have a mouth on them. They don't. My knees do not need a napkin. Do you understand? My mouth and my fingers need the napkin. No 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 no. You put that cloth napkin on your lap, and then I want you to do this. I want you to scooch real close under the table. See. See, because that cloth napkin, it's meant to catch the food that falls on your lap. Oh, yeah, because I, <laughs> I need that. I, when I eat, it's crazy. I'm like throwing vegetables all over the place. It's like a, it's like a confetti party of explosion of, of potatoes and gravy and vegetables flying everywhere. I'm so glad you provided me this cloth napkin to catch all the food that falls from my hand to my into my mouth because that is a huge problem. In fact, why stop at a cloth napkin on my lap when you could provide, if you really were deluxe, an entire hazmat suit? How about you just create a, a little opening for my mouth and that way when I'm throwing spaghetti sauce up in the air and trying to catch it in my mouth as if I were catching grapes that I threw in the air. This way, I'll really be covered. I appreciate your concern. Here's the problem. Who cares? Who needs something on their lap to catch food falling from the table? If your food falls from the table when you eat, you you might need to go see the doctor. You might need, to, you might need some medical help because when I eat, here's how I eat. I put the food in my hand, and then I put that food in my hand, and then I, and then I put it in my mouth. And then I chew it up. I, I take a bite, and, and I chew it up, and I swallow it. And the food, it's very seamless. It's very smooth. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful rhythm. It goes from my plate to my hand, all in one motion into my mouth, and I swallow it. But here's the deal. Sometimes that food on my lips, it's... It gets a little bit on my lips, and I don't like that. I don't want you to see, and I don't want to feel some barbecue sauce on my lip while I'm trying to have dinner conversation with you. So I take my napkin, and I wipe that off of my face like a civilized person. But when you have put my cloth napkin on my lap under the table, here's what I have to do. I have a choice to make. I have a few decisions to make. Do I look like a like a buffoon of sorts and pull the napkin up off of my lap to wipe my mouth with it, which nobody else at the table is doing, and then I'm going to actually put it back on my lap. So now it has barbecue sauce on it or peanut butter, and I'm going to put it back on my lap. Out at this nice dinner, I'm wearing my nice pants, and now my pants have a cloth napkin on them that also have peanut butter and barbecue sauce on them. So guess what else my pants have on them now? Peanut butter and barbecue sauce. Thank you, cloth napkin. You successfully moved the peanut butter and barbecue sauce from my lips onto my pants. Exactly where I wanted it. It's brilliant. Seriously. There's... There, 
This is as bad as the necktie. This is as, there's nothing wrong with putting a napkin on the table. Nothing about that says I'm uncivilized. I'm a caveman. I'm a, a, a nothing, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Yet, we've created this rule in high society culture that if you leave your cloth napkin on the table, what's wrong with you? That's supposed to go on your knees because a real eater doesn't need that. Or a real eater needs it to catch their, to catch all the food that falls. You need a bib is what you need. My my when my when my kids, my 3-year-old, she just out of using bibs. I've got some. I'll send them to you. You don't need a cloth napkin on your lap. You need a bib with one of them pouches on it to catch everything. So then you can eat it after after it falls in your bib when you're done, you can you can go home and it's like free leftovers. So here's the thing. Cloth napkins need to end. That's it. There's a simple solution to this. I should say the cloth napkin on the lap needs to end. The simple solution is stand firm. Know your identity is in Christ. Your identity is not in what that that waiter or waitress thinks of you. It is not in what that person across the table thinks of you. When you leave that napkin up on the table where you actually can use it, and they look at you and they go, ew, what's wrong with you disgusting are you an animal that you would you you wouldn't put that napkin on your knees where all civilized people do it? Don't bend. Don't cave to the worldly pressure to put your identity in what the person across the table from you thinks of you of how you use a napkin. You know you're a son or a daughter of God in Christ. Your identity is in him. You keep that napkin on the table and you say, I don't care what you think of me. Jesus loves me, and I am going to wipe my mouth with this napkin when I want to from the table. I'm going to put it back on the table because that's where napkins belong. Boom, baby. That's a mic drop for Noah's rant. We are making the world a better place. We are here to free you uh, from the fallen world and the sin of this world, and 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 now you you are free. You are free. You're free indeed. And and spread the message. So so. We, this podcast is ranked very high amongst five-star restaurants. So there's all these charts on iTunes. We we often are number one. I think right now we're number two, so we can get back up at number one. But we have a lot of lot of listeners who are owners of five-star restaurants. So you're welcome. You're, uh, we're making the world a better place. Now you can wipe the barbecue sauce off your face and not feel shame about it. We've we've kicked shame in the teeth. Uh, where where grace lives vulnerability abounds. No shame here. Noah's rant uh, has made the world a better place. Noah's rant. All right. So today we're talking about, well, before we get to what we're talking about, it's that time of year everybody gets sick. I mean, a little different this year. If you have a little sniffle, Everybody thinks it's COVID and you got to make sure it's not COVID. And I get all that, but it ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this time of year, every year, January, at least around here, everybody gets sick in January. Everyone's got a, got a sore throat, a cough, uh, some sniffles. So this dude the other day, he's got, he's got the sniffles. He's, he's, you know, got to be blowing his nose and he, he pulls out a, a, a cloth handkerchief from his pocket. And he blows his nose in the cloth hanky, the handkerchief. Wet, warm, disgusting snot fills the hanky. 
and then he 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 folds or or wads it back up and and puts it back into his pocket as if nothing happened as if there was nothing wrong with with what he just did now look let me warn you now but we're at we're at level 6 out of 10 right now it's we're going up we're going up i'm telling you get off the highway now <laughs> that middle schooler inside Sometimes he needs he needs some space. He needs to he needs to stretch sometimes and he's he's coming out. He's coming out. It's happening. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. You cannot you cannot judge me. I don't want any I don't want any negative criticism of the immaturity of Noah's rant when I've warned you to stop listening. So so dude blows his nasty snot into his his cloth hanky and puts it back in his pocket. That's and I, I said to him, dude, that's so filthy disgusting. Use a paper tissue and then throw your nasty snot in the garbage where it belongs. And the dude justifies his behavior. He says, oh, no, man, no. The cloth, the cloth is so soft on, on my nose. You know, you know how your nose gets raw after using tissues a bunch? Well, well, my nose never gets raw doing this, using a cloth hanky. And I'm going, dude, I don't really care <laughs> about your nose getting raw. You just filled up snot in a cloth and you put it in your pocket where your hand is going to go, where your keys are. You're going to pull that same nasty cloth out 10 minutes from now. You're going to reapply your nose to the same nasty, wet, sticky snot that's in the cloth. It didn't go anywhere. It's not magical. It's not, it's not like a magic cloth that you can do a little abracadabra on. Poof! And all the snot's gone. And the cloth is the, the cloth is is uh is is clean again for you to use on your nose. No, that snot is still there. You are you are re reuse you're reapplying the snot back to your nose your nose is gonna you're you're just gonna have the snot from your old nose blow onto the news nose blow when you when you stick it onto your nose now there's a reason friend there's a reason that we use paper toilet paper see there's a reason that you use the toilet paper you you use it for its god designed purpose and then you dispose of it you flush that down the drain nobody is is creating cloth toilet paper okay I, I don't care about irritation I don't care about about that little red you get on your nose or elsewhere uh, nobody cares I don't care, frankly, about the environment. I do care about the environment in general. But when it comes to toilet paper, no, I'm not. I am not using a cloth toilet paper to uh, clean up and then stuff that thing back in my pocket. You know why? Because that's, you know what, disgusting. That's really <laughs> disgusting. That is filthy and vile. I wouldn't want that filthy vileness in my pocket to pull back out later and reapply onto my body, let alone where I will be sticking my hand in my pocket or other items in my pocket like my keys or my wallet. 
which is disgusting and is exactly what you are doing <laughs> with your cloth hanky and your nasty snot that you are touching again and reapplying to your face. That is disgusting. All, those Kleenex brands, they all make the kind with the lotion in them. If, you, if you've got a sensitive nose, you know, do that. Do, do what you need to do. I'm not judging you for that. But you got to understand how filthy and vile and disgusting your cloth handkerchief is. It must stop. Noah's Rant is here to make the world a better place. We have got to stop using cloth handkerchiefs. Now, <laughs> look, look, uh, someone emailed me that's probably hopefully still listening about my cloth, uh, what would I, napkins last episode. I don't have a thing against cloth. <laughs> it might feel that way. <laughs> my last two Noah's rants were about cloth napkins and now cloth handkerchiefs. So please don't be distracted. <laughs> this distraction is a tool of the evil one to get you to get off track of what we are talking about here, which is cloth handkerchiefs filled with snot and boogers that do not belong in your pocket or back on your hands or back on your face. I feel so bad for your this dude's wife. She's got to be smooching him on a, a, a smoochy nose and face that's got reused snot on it that is not good for your marriage bro that's not good for your sexual purity i wrote a book on sexual purity i am an expert on this nobody wants that nobody wants a snotty face so that's it it's generational maybe you know what but sometimes we gotta we gotta put the foot down sometimes what's right is more important than what what's culturally appro what's culturally normal for a generation, and so if you grew up in the cloth hanky generation, guess what? I, I'm an eight on the enneagram, and I'm telling you, you're wrong. Throw away your nasty handkerchiefs. Go wash them, and then and then make a quilt out of them if you'd like, and put up a trophy of all the snot that you used to wipe all over your face, and start using cloth tissues like the rest of civilized society. Boom! You heard it here. On the flip side, that was Noah's Rant presented by Angry Brew Coffee. That's right. Angry Brew is actually the official sponsor of Noah's Rant. I have a, a sponsor enabling me to do Noah's Rant now. So that's pretty fantastic. Noah's Rant. And if you were ever wondering about Noah's Rant, is he being sarcastic is he really that angry and upset about cloth handkerchiefs <laughs> or cloth napkins? Is he just messing with me or does he like does he have a problem? Should I be concerned about the way he rants about the things that frustrate him about how Superman is the lamest superhero or about how his wife makes him take down the Christmas lights and not keep them up year round? Well, let me tell you one thing about Noah's rant. We are never sarcastic on Noah's rant. We never say anything with a sarcastic bent to it or dri dripping with sarcasm ever. Oh, no, 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 no. Th when, when we say that Noah's rant brings the kingdom of God to this place, 
which which sometimes I say when I talk about how it makes the world a better place. Trust me that I would never be sarcastic. And by never be sarcastic, what I mean is we would never be sarcastic on Noah's rant. So I hope you hear. I hope you hear, especially today. Because listen, listen to me, listen. Believe it or not, what the, the, the jury is still out on if there is an unlimited amount of topics that I can rant about. Because we've been doing the podcast now. We're on the 43rd episode. If you do the math... That is a lot of topics to be ranting about. Now, there have been a few episodes where we skipped Noah's rant. The, the, the episode topic was, was honestly too deep to do the awkward transition into silliness and sarcasm. Oh, I mean, I mean, no, no, we never do sarcasm. Oh, but there, so there have been episodes we haven't done them, but we've done many. So you, you may wonder... Will Noah ever run out of topics to rant about? I don't know. But so far, we're doing just fine with plenty in the pipeline. But as we go through the list, and yes, there is a list of collected things to rant about from my daily meandering through this world. Uh, that list, it, you know, we are, we, are, we are narrowing it down a little bit. Things are getting a little personal. I know when I rant about cloth handkerchiefs and you use a cloth handkerchief you consider does noah still love me is noah judging me for my cloth handkerchief use that i that that i blow my nose into my cloth handkerchief and then i i put it in my pocket and i and i wipe my face later with the same snot all over all over my face and i think that's just fine does noah still love me should i unsubscribe that may be what you're wrestling with and let me tell you that I always will love you. I will always love you just like Jesus always loves you. That when the Father looks at you, Colossians 1.22, he sees you as holy, without blemish, free from accusation. Even if you use a cloth handkerchief, even if you have snot uh, dried to your face because of the cloth handkerchief you keep reusing in your pocket. I love you in the same way that God does. It's beautiful. But today, we are getting into something even more personal than cloth handkerchiefs. And I have real friends, people that I admire and respect. So let me say this as a preface. If this is you, I want you to know that outside of this one topic, as a whole overall person, I admire you. I respect you. I love you. We can agree to disagree. We can still be brothers Sisters in Christ with a disagreement on this. But today's rant <laughs> is about those in our world that deem it necessary on social media to post selfies of themselves <laughs> with sweaty workout face. Okay, I said it. The cat's out of the bag. There's no going back now. Sweaty workout face. Friend. And I mean friend. Nobody wants to see your sweaty workout face on social media. It's gross. You're all sweaty. 
<laughs> so here's my thing. If you are genuinely doing something good for your body, like that's great. I mean, for real. If you are, if you're losing weight, let's say, let's say you're just, man, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to, I'm going to be healthier. I applaud that. And honestly, I think that is cool to post some of that on social media and get some boost, get some encouragement, get some people saying, you go, you go, friend, you'd get it. You get it. I bless you. I bless you. But sweaty workout face is unnecessary. You, it's just unnecessary. I don't, I don't know a verse in the Bible that 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 you could go to and quote that that commands you to do a sweaty workout face selfie. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're vain and arrogant. I'm genuinely not saying that. I think sometimes. Uh, Dudes, particularly, will kind of put the workout of all their big biceps and muscles, and they're and that like if you're a personal trainer, that's cool. You do that for a living. I get it. People got to see you do your thing, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about dudes who are, you know, I got my shirt off and I'm blah, 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 blah. okay. There's maybe, maybe, maybe you gotta, maybe you should pray about that. That's not what I'm talking about with sweaty workout face. It's just gross. It's it's just if you want to share your workout with us, go for it. Tell us what you did. Tell us how many reps you got. Maybe take a picture of the machine. Maybe even sweaty workout whole body might be better than sweaty workout face. I don't know. I don't know. But some of you need to hear this. I don't know. I don't know who's out there that needs to hear this message today. <laughs> but some of you need to hear sweaty workout face. I love you. I will never write a sarcastic comment on your Facebook page. I would never even <laughs> be because <laughs> Noah's rant. We don't do sarcasm around here, right? We don't. We don't do that around here. But sweaty workout face. Noah's rant. It's got to stop. We got to make the world a better place. Uh, put your put your non-sweaty face on there. I mean, that's your non-sweaty face. Really, is nice. It's a nice face. It's a beautiful face. We'd like to see non-sweaty workout face. All good. Maybe after you shower, take your shower and then take a picture of clean shower face. Fantastic, and just say, "I just showered. I just did a great workout, and then I showered." And we will bless that. We will bless you showering and your clean post-workout, post-shower face. That is what we're talking about here on the Flipside Podcast. On Noah's Rant, we are making the world a better place by cleaning up the filthy social media feeds we have that, that frankly are filled with sweaty workout face. Noah's Rant! All right, so check this out. I was grocery shopping at Aldi. I don't know if Aldi's nationwide or not. This is not an, a rant against Aldi. I could do an anti-rant for Aldi. Aldi is my place. Aldi is my people. I love Aldi. You get great deals at Aldi, but on this one trip to Aldi, I was tricked. I, I was seduced. I was lulled to sleep thinking... Oh, it's Aldi. Everything is cheap here. And so I'm buying apples. We consume mass quantities of apples 
in my house. The apple of choice in my house is the gala apple. Or maybe it's a gala apple. I don't know. I typically go with gala. Uh, So let me know if that's a controversial subject or not. But... Uh, gala apples. That's that's where it's at. At, at Meyer, you can get a bag of at galas for four bucks or so. Uh, Aldi, it's usually around I think three or four, and that's it. They, they, it's it's everything you need in an apple. It's sweet, but not too sweet. It's not sour. They're big. They're juicy. Gala is where it's at. Now there's this thing. If you shop for apples anywhere, I'm talking at the grocery store. I'm talking at an orchard. You go down the different types of apples, and all the apples are the same price. Uh, three bucks a bag, four bucks a bag, you know, somewhere in that ballpark, depending on where you're at. The only, the only apple uh, that you shouldn't buy is a Red Delicious. Let's just get that out there. This is not a rant against Red Delicious, more of a public service announcement. Red Delicious apples are nasty. All other apples, though, they're good, right? Very good. Uh, about the same price. You know, you're checking which apple do I want. And then you, you get to the end of the aisle and you go, what in the world? There, there's a bag of apples. It just looks like all the rest of the bag of apples, but it's eight bucks. The gala apples are four bucks, but what is this? What is this? This magical apple that costs eight dollars? And you, 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 you closer inspect. You're trying to figure out: is it, is it, is it gold plated? Is it diamond encrusted? What on earth could make an apple eight dollars? And 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 you you read the sign. It is a it is a honey crisp apple. It is a honey crisp apple. Honey crisp apples are $8 for a bag of apples, whereas all the rest of the apples are 3 or $4. And you're going, whoa, something. These must be amazing. These must be so much better than all other apples. And you have to know why Oh, this is not what the rant's about. This is a mistake that I, you know, made many, many years ago in my young and foolish years. Wanting to know, wanting to taste the forbidden fruit, the eight-dollar fruit. Who in their like, in their right mind, would buy a bag of apples for eight dollars when there's a bag right next to them for four? But it got you. It catches you, and you go, "Whoa." There must be something amazing about those apples, and so. You reach for the bag of Honeycrisp apples and you notice that your fellow shoppers in the grocery aisle take notice. They go, ho, whoa, look at that guy. Look at that gal. They are reaching for the $8 Honeycrisp apples. That is a person of status. That is a person of high style. That is a person that drives a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. That's what that person is. And you feel good about yourself. You kind of puff up a little as people admire you for reaching for the $8 bag of Honeycrisp apples. And you you put it in your cart and you, you walk a little bit taller as you walk around the grocery store. And you say, yeah, that's right, I buy Honeycrisp apples. You you better believe that that's the type of person I am. That's the type of culture I roll in. That's the type of society that I live in. Honeycrisp, baby, $8 for a bag of apples. That's how I roll. You're cashing out, and the person working the register, they're going, whoa, wow, 
impressive choice. Yeah, I I mean, not everybody buys Honeycrisp. Only only a certain type of, of status person buys you. So you go home and, and now you're in highfalutin society and you're expecting this apple cost two, sometimes three times more than a regular apple. It will be so delicious and you take a bite and it, it tastes just exactly like a gala apple, actually. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't taste any different. And you, you kind of wonder, you look inside and you go, is this, are these gala apples? Like, did somebody at the apple uh, factory, <laughs> I mean, they got to get bagged somewhere, right? The apple warehouse, there we go. Someone at the apple warehouse just go, hey, hey, Bill, check this out. We're going to take gala apples. We're going to, we're going to put them in a bag different. We're going to put this bag is going to be called Honeycrisp apples. We're going to charge three times as much. And people are so dumb. They're going to buy them because that's people people need their apple in order to to in order to tell them the world how you know rich and cool and and high status they are and they're like dude nobody's gonna fall for that no way nobody's gonna they're gonna know that those are just gala apples they're the, they, they taste the same no no check this out all you gotta do is make it three times more expensive and people will drop their jaw when they see it and go i must have that i must i must have that honey crisp apple and let and let the people in the grocery aisle watch me with my Honeycrisp apple in my cart and the cashier person be in awe of me, maybe want to take a selfie with me because I buy Honeycrisp apples. So that's uh, that, that, I think, is how Honeycrisp apples got uh, onto the market. The orchards picked up the same thing. They have rows of the exact same apple, and they just mark them as Honeycrisp, and they, they charge you for, for three times more. So, so back to Aldi. I'm at Aldi, and I never, ever, ever buy Honeycrisp apples because they taste just like Gala apples, and, and they're, they're at least two times more expensive. And I'm a very sensible, well-balanced person. I think we've established that already. And so, no, no I'm not going to buy those. So at Aldi, they, they have one of those, you know, those, those cute little paper bags of apples like you'd get at the orchard and they have them every once in a while at the grocery store they're sometimes brown paper bags with a little handle on them or it's a white paper bag with a little handle and you, and you go wow that is cute i i really want that i need that it feels like i'm at the orchard those must be freshly picked apples those must not be these ones that have been in the warehouse all winter in the deep freeze or, or whatever they do to them to keep them fresh these must be straight from the orchard even though it is uh it was the end of february in michigan while while i'm having this experience there's no price on this little bag of apples oh and i did i mention they're honey crisp apples i told you before right when i started we need vulnerable community reminding us reminding us of the truths of who we are in christ and if we don't have that we go looking for it elsewhere well, as I told Nate and I told you, I'm vulnerable with you. I confess my sin in present tense as a, as a pastor should, as Nate and I talked about. And let me just say this. I haven't had enough people reminding me in my life recently that my identity does not come from eating a Honeycrisp apple, that my identity, my value, my approval does not come from people looking at me in the grocery aisle, holding a Honeycrisp apple up and being in awe of me. And, and it's been a while 
and I've let my guard down, and I'll be honest, I backslid. I'll be honest, I saw the Honeycrisp in the bag, I forgot what they tasted like, and, and it, it all that rush came back to me. All of that anticipation came back to me. There must be something amazing about these apples, and they're at Aldi, therefore, they must be a good deal, even though there's no price on them. Nothing is marked. So I grabbed a little bag of apples, and uh, to, to kind of uh, fill out my cart, I grabbed a couple bags of Gala as well, filled up all, on all the rest of the goods at Aldi, went to the register, checked out, great deal on my groceries. It wasn't until I got home and looked at the receipt, and I'm telling you, I paid $7 for six apples in that little white bag. Did you hear what I just said? $7 that's over a dollar an apple in that little white bag of Honeycrisp apples. When you go to snack on an apple, you don't think I'm throwing a dollar in the garbage can right now. No, you think, oh, apples are a good deal, a good value. They're healthy. I'm just going to eat an apple. I realize that each of these apples is more than a dollar. That's incredible to me. I feel wronged. I feel violated. I feel shame. I feel anger at Aldi, and, 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 I, and I love Aldi. And here I am, because of backsliding into eating Honeycrisp apples, I'm now angry at the grocery store that I love. Relationship shambles we're talking about. So I go, well, I bought them. Might as well eat them, right? Take a bite of that Honeycrisp apple, and guess what? It tastes exactly like a gala apple are you kidding me are you kidding me who 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 do they why do they make honey crisp apples who do they make honey crisp apples for why do they charge three dollars three times more for honey crisp apples than they do regular apples i'm telling you it's an injustice and if you're new to the podcast and somehow you didn't listen to my disclaimer to not listen to noise rant and you're still listening let me tell you, Noah's Rand exists to rid the world of injustice. And, and that is what Noah's Rand is all about. And that's what we did today. That's what we did today. Uh, we, we, we are exposing, we are exposing the atrocity of the injustice that is Honeycrisp apples. And I'm sorry for those of you that buy them, I'm exposing the fraud of the apple that you buy. I'm exposing it, and I want you to come back to your identity being in Jesus. I want you to know that you don't need your friends to think you're so cool because you have a Honeycrisp apple in your hand. You don't need that. You don't need that false sense of approval. You don't need that false sense of, of validation. Jesus loves you just the way you are. You, you can't add to that by holding a Honeycrisp apple, and you can't take it away by eating one of the, the lesser society types of apples. It's, it's unchangeable. So in your freedom in Christ, you no longer need to waste your money on Honeycrisp apples. I mean, this is so, this feels so good. It feels so good to help people uh, in this way. I'm telling you. So, so, uh, so with that, we close up Noah's Rant. Noah's Rant, by the way, is is the official part of the show that is sponsored by Angry Brew. Uh, so so Angry Brew is an angry coffee. It's uh, it's twice the caffeine of normal coffee, and it it fuels it fuels Noah's Rant. Or does Noah's Rant fuel Angry Brew? That that really is the question. That really is the question. I I, I it it may be the other way around. It may be the other way around. <laughs> 
Noah's rant. I am a thirsty guy. I drink a ton of water. I do. I just drank water now. I just literally as that drop was playing that you heard for Noah's rant, I was drinking water. Water is healthy. Your body's made up of a bajillion percent water. I'm a healthy person. I exercise. I drink a ton of water. And in fact, I don't drink soda or pop or Coke, wherever you're from, and you call it all different things. I don't drink that stuff. How about that? I don't drink that stuff. Haven't drank it since my senior year of high school. Running track. I mean, there you go. Bam. Boom. And I'm cheap. I don't even I don't like buying things. And water is free. That's beautiful. I love that. It comes out of the faucet. It's free. It is beautiful. So, I like to drink water. I have two beefs about water. This is not a rant against water. Some of you are going, he's going to rant against water. This is, The Noah's rant is reaching new lows. It's reaching new depths. Or if you're like my friend from new no it's from philly water <laughs> it's water water it's not water it's water i had a uh, this friend that we worked at camp together and he would preach and he would say water We're like what is he talking about <laughs> we asked him and he said it's water no it's water no it's water we would just have him say it over and over. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, say, say water, say water, water. <laughs> he did it. Do it again. Do it again. All right. So I know we have a big reach on the Noah's rant. I know we're big in Philly, and so I just want to throw a shout out to my water drinkers out there. Here's my beef. Here's my beef as it relates to water. I try not to drink a lot of bottled water. I I do I do think we should be environmental. As Christians, God created the world. We're meant to steward the world. There's only one world, and we should recycle, and water's also free. So why would you really need to buy bottled water? Anyway, but let's face it. We all drink bottled water. This isn't a rant. This is not some self-righteous rant how you shouldn't drink bottled water. I think you should drink less, and I think you should recycle all those bottles. And you should use a hard plastic bottle whenever you can and fill it up and carry it around. This is not about that, though. What this is about... I really, so, the, the idea of bottled water to start with is absolutely ridiculous. I Legit. When was it? 25 years ago? This started up on the scene. I, I'm not kidding you. I swear. Two guys are in a room, and, and a dude goes, Dude, Bill. <laughs> Bill was the same guy that... <laughs> Bill was the same guy that worked with this guy that that invented Honeycrisp apples out of his head last episode. So he's the same dude. He's like, Bill, check this out. Check this out. Water is free. It's free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it, Fred. Freddy. Got it, Freddy. Freddy, man. Well, I know water's free. Where are you getting at here, bro? Where are you getting at? Where, what, are you, what are you sniffing here? What are you stepping in? And so Freddy's like, yo, 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 Bill. Bill, water's free. So you know, you know, you know how the best way to make money 
Well, and Bill says, yeah, sell stuff. You sell stuff, right? Yeah, and the problem with selling stuff is you always got to you got to spend a little to make a little. You've heard that you've heard that phrase before. You got to spend a little to make a little. If you're going to sell shoes, for example, you got to yes, spend money. You got to you got to make the shoes. They're made of leather or or canvas or whatever. You got to you got to get the material and you know, sell it. So dude, 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 you know the best way to make money? What? What? Let's let's find something that's free, for real, for just totally totally free. And accessible to almost everybody, and let's sell it. Let's make a ton of money on it. And and Bill goes, Freddie, you're crazy. People aren't that dumb. They're they're always <laughs> gonna buy something that they can just get for free whenever they want it. What what do you even think about selling? And and Freddie goes, I I should just brainstorm because let's, let's make a list. What's free? Like you know, sticks are free. Grass is free. Those and 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 Bill's going. People, you're an idiot, Freddie. Nobody's gonna buy sticks. Nobody's gonna buy grass. You can just go outside and pick up some grass. Nobody's gonna buy that, bro. Yeah, but what? If, what if we put it in a bottle? What if we sold bottled grass or bottled sticks? People like bottles. They just do. It's a thing. And 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 Bill goes, Freddie, you're nuts. Your idea is never gonna work. You're a complete idiot. And then, boom, the light bulb clicks. As 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 Bill takes a, a long drink of water and 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 Freddie goes, Bill, I have got it. Let's sell water in bottles. <laughs> Bill goes, Bro, people aren't gonna buy water just because you put it in a bottle. It's free. They can get it wherever they want. And anyway, they, they, they just make a long story short. They made a they they made a bet and a wager. They bet a hundred bucks on it. And Freddie's like, "Bro, I'm telling you, they'll buy it." And Bill takes him up on his bet. They start bottling water. They just bottle free water. They put it in these these clear bottles, and people start buying the stuff like hotcakes, bottle after bottle. They're selling bottles for a dollar each. People are just throwing their money in the garbage can, and they can't get enough of this bottled water. So of course, you know, Freddie won the bet. Bill's out a hundred bucks, but they're both bajillionaires now, but because they have no overhead, you know, whatsoever. So, so this this rant's not even about that. I mean, we could do a rant on bottled water. It's it's pretty much one of the dumbest ideas ever. Besides bottling sticks and grass, you're selling something that's completely free to everybody. This rant's not even about that. What this rant's about? Because that's bad enough. But I, I I get it. I get it. It's not a self righteous rant. This is all part of our. This is as a, as American as apple pie. It's as American as baseball. Now it's a part. It's, it's like the internet. It's not all great, but it's part of our society. Bottled water. It's everywhere. You go to a conference. You go to a. You go to a. You're in a waiting room, and there's bottled water. So I, I'm 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 in a I'm in a waiting room. I'm like, man, I'm I'm pretty thirsty. You know, I'm pretty thirsty. I drink a lot of water, and and, and I want to stay hydrated. And so I ask if, if they have any uh, bottled water, and 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 she uh, hands me an eight ounce, an eight ounce bottle. Why have you ever seen an eight ounce bottle of water? I mean, what on earth? Who need who who wants an eight ounce bottle of water? I told you. Actually, did you? Know, I said I was thirsty. An eight ounce bottle of water. It's it's about the size of my pinky. An eight, an eight ounce bottle of water. It'd be it'd be like if you were thirsty and and you open up your mouth while it's raining, and, and, and you know a few drops, a few drops fall into your mouth, and you go really are they are they just 
Were they not making enough money on a dollar per bottle of water when it was 12 ounces of water or 16 ounces of water that now they can they can make the bottle even smaller? They can they can actually use even more plastic? Were were we not killing the earth at a fast enough pace? Was the earth going, yo, good try killing me? Yeah, good try, humanity. I'm way ahead of you, though. If you want me to utterly die and cease to exist, you got to accelerate the pace. Let's get even more pollutants out there. And if we go, yo, earth, we're not, we're not going to take that. We're going to take that smack talk from you. You thought that 12-ounce bottles of water were bad. How about 8-ounce bottles of water? You thought 16 ounces were bad. Well, guess what? We, we can take the same amount of water and have double the amount of bottles. Double it, baby. That's right. Double the lids, double the production, double the labels. That's what we're talking about. 8-ounce bottles of water. And you know what? We're, we're eating them up. We're drinking them up. They're cute. <laughs> Someone said to me, no, they're cute. Excuse me? Is that how you base what you eat and drink? It's cute? Do you eat kittens? Do you eat puppies? That cute and and, and ingesting something. Those things don't go hand in hand. I I don't I don't need I don't need a pancake to look cute for me to want to eat it. You don't need to make it into Mickey Mouse for it to be delicious. I don't need my water to be cute. My kids are cute. My wife, she's cute. I don't need my little bottle of water to be cute. I want my bottle of water to actually satisfy my thirst because I'm thirsty. I'm going to want to drink water because I'm thirsty. That's not even the end of it. It gets worse. It gets so much worse. So I told you I don't like to spend money. I don't like to waste money. I should say I like to use money. I like to use money. That's a whole nother. I like to use money. And I'll, I'll, I'll be real here. I'll stand on a soapbox a little bit. I like to use money for the kingdom of God. How about that? Bl- bringing in a little discipleship into Noah's rant. That's right. I like to give my money to missions. I like to give my money to humanitarian aid done through the local church like world relief around the world. I like to give my money to the poor. I like to give my money to restorative justice in the inner cities. That's what I like to do with my money. How about that? A little bit of discipleship into Noah's rant even though I told you you wouldn't get any of that, but you just did. That's what I like to do with my money. I, I don't need to, I don't like to spend money. I don't, I, I'm, I don't even, I, I'd rather eat a meal at home than waste a bunch of money out at a restaurant. So if I'm at a restaurant, you better believe that very much most likely I am ordering a water or a water if I'm in Philly. I'm going to get a water partially because it's healthy. And also partially because it's free. You know what I really hate is when they say, we only have bottled water here. No, you don't, you liar. You have a sink right there. Put a cup under it and give me some free water. That's a whole nother rant in and of itself. This is a multi-layer rant. This is five rants in one. So you're at the restaurant and you go, I'd like a I'd like a water, please. And you do have to specify now. Not the bottled kind. I'd like tap water. And they look at you, oh, you're one of those people. (laughs) Sometimes I say that. I'd like water from the tap. Tap water. I'm one of those, one of those 
dirty, low-class citizens that drinks tap water. Ew, I know. I'd like some tap water. And, you know, they have their cups. So this is if you're at a, I don't eat, I don't eat fast food either. There's, wow, I'm really getting self-righteous in this one. I don't really eat fast food. I don't actually eat fast food at all. But I, I eat at a lot of those kind of in-between places, Panera's, uh, Qdoba, I don't know if these places are worldwide, nationwide. You get the idea, though. You know, burrito bar kind of places. And they're, they're moderately priced and, 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 and whatnot, you know. So you ask for water, and they have all their special cups for their the movie theater. Oh, my goodness, the same way. A, a, a drink at a movie theater is 8 bucks. Are you kidding me? I just literally spent $13 on a movie ticket and you're going to charge me 8 bucks for a pop? Are you kidding me? Are you are we crazy? Are we we're dropping 50 bucks now to go see a to go see a stinking movie? So I do the same thing in the movie. I'd like a water. At the movie theater, they say, oh, you got to go over to the customer service desk over there. That's where those type of people go. We got a sign over there for those type of people that drink tap water. So you go over there, and they give you a shot glass. They give you this tiny little cup. It doesn't look like the rest of the cups. It looks like a sleeve of Dixie cups that they they found in the dumpster. You know, it, 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 the same thing at, you know, Qdoba and those type of places. You don't get a an adult cup. You don't get a big person cup you, because you want tap water and you're a dirty, cheap slime ball that's not willing to, you know, give them more of your money. They say, I'm going to, here's how I'm going to reward you with that. I'm going to give you this little Dixie cup. It's a about a, a big enough to put two animal crackers in. And here's your water cup. And as you, you hold, you better hang your head in shame as you walk around the restaurant with that. So when everybody looks at you, they can whisper and go, he drinks tap water. Look at him and his children too. He must not love his children. He's abusive. We, we need to, we're, I'm not, I won't go in there in that joke. Sorry. He's a terrible parent. He gives his children tap water. Ew. Look at him. They make you hang your head in shame. And so, you have this tiny cup and you go, I'm about to eat a burrito. It's spicy. Do you think that a two ounce cup of water will satisfy my thirst? If this little cup, I legit <laughs> will say to them at these restaurants, uh, could I have a big cup, please? And there have been plenty of times where they say, no, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not allowed to, to give you that. I'm not allowed to give you a big cup. I can, I can only give you this little cup for water. And I say, okay, could I have four of them, please? <laughs> Legit. They do it because they, they're allowed to give me four of these little Dixie cups of water. So that's what I drink from. I'm telling you, something is wrong <laughs> with, with the world when you have to go to this length just to get some water to drink with your meal. I'm telling you, I'm out of gas. That Noah's rant was intense. I need some water. I am dying right now. Whew. I am spent. I left it all on the field, baby. I gave 110%. We gave it our all on Noah's rant today. Whew. Water time, water break. With that, I mean, we have made the world a better place today on the Flipside Podcast on Noah's Rant. 
Noah's rant. All right, so for real, let's get back to Heather's email about about being a nurse, the colostomy bags. For real, for real. Okay, I could never be a nurse. First of all, I could never be a nurse. I the blood. Oh man, for real. I don't like seeing my own blood. I don't like seeing other people's blood. I don't even. I got to be careful with this Noah's rant because Noah's rant does have standards. Noah's rant does have boundaries. I mean, I seriously try. I try to not make you want to vomit from listening to Noah's rant. Yes, I do have a nine, seven, and three-year-old. Yes, we talk a lot about poop and farting and diarrhea at my house. There's many jokes around around these subjects. In fact, speaking of that, did you know if you have an, an, an Alexa, an Echo Dot, if you ask Alexa uh, to make a fart sound, I highly recommend that. I highly recommend you ask Alexa that, especially if you have children. It is it is fantastic. It is so fantastic that somebody programmed in the plethora of fart sounds that are in Alaska, Alexa, Alexa. But I try to keep it a little bit clean on Noah's rant. But today we're talking about nursing. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because here's the deal. And this is not an anti-nurse rant. This is a pro-nurse rant. I I often go through my normal day not appreciating nurses, not appreciating what they do and, and what they do every day, let alone with COVID going on and how hard their jobs are and how thankless their jobs are. So, so Heather wrote in and she's a nurse and she talks about how, how <laughs> I'll just, I'll, please don't go into Noah's rant. They make me feel like there's another person out there who does this when I go over and above about the colostomy bag that just appeared in the supply room. So there's some kind of commentary going on at, at Heather's Hospital about the colostomy bags. They're they're having a, a Heather's rant moment. Maybe maybe there's I don't I don't know. I'm not a nurse. I'm not in on this this inside information about the the color commentary, the play by play of it goes on as various. Uh, colostomy bags enter into the supply room, but let me just say this: uh, I, I, and then look, I'm not, I'm not knocking you if you're ill in a patient and you have a colostomy bag. Uh, please don't cancel me, cancel culture me. Uh, that that I'm talking about colostomy bags. You're blame Heather. Completely her fault. She's my writer, uh, and and. Look, it's just not a part of my normal world. I don't go through my day thinking there's supply rooms in all of these hospitals <laughs> filled with colostomy bags. And and that nurses, hardworking men and women like Heather, have to deal with these things. They I mean, I don't I don't want that job. I'm just telling you right now, I don't want that job. I, I, and, and, and nurses are very, very hardworking people. They're on the front lines. And, and this is what this rant's about. Nurses don't get enough appreciation. Nurses don't get enough thanks for the jobs that they do to keep us all healthy, to take care of us. I don't know how much nurses get paid, but whatever it is, it should be tripled. That's what this rant's about. If nurses get paid 50000 pay them one hundred fifty. If they get paid 150000 pay them 450000 Whatever you make, I want you to go to your, your boss at the hospital, whoever that is, whoever runs the show, 
and uh, have them listen to Noah's rant, of course. They probably already have, but in case they miss this one, uh, have them listen to it and, and just let them know that I declare all nurses should be paid triple. Whatever you're paid, triple it. That is what you deserve that you have to deal. You might have to deal with my colostomy bag someday. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds in my health. And I can't even imagine what that experience would be like for you. And, and whatever, whatever thanks you're getting, whatever appreciation you're getting, whatever, whatever like baked goods people bring to you to tell you thank you, it all should be tripled. You're amazing. You do a wonderful, fantastic job, and and slackers like me go through their whole life without thanking you for the incredible job you do. So next time, nurses, when you're out on the battlefield and you're comparing colostomy bags or you're doing all the crazy, gross, nasty stuff that you have to do, may you think of Noah's rant. May, may your heart be warmed. That, that we are, I am ranting on your behalf, that we are here to make the world a better place to bring Jesus' kingdom here, his, his kingdom come, his will be done uh, in those hospitals and in those supply rooms and, and in your life. So I think we've done that today. I think we have made the world a better place. <laughs> Noah's rant. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So I told you, I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm assistant coaching my my third graders softball team, and and we had our first game. So we practiced for a couple couple months. And look, let, let me tell you right now, this is a little different of a Noah's rant. I'm not ranting against anybody. I'm not, I'm not ranting against anybody. Just, just, I'm not ranting against girls. I'm not ranting against softball. I'm not ranting against third graders. But this is fun. This was funny. This is my, my daughter's never played softball before, and uh, you know we, we we some of these other girls never played softball before. It's great. It's fun. It's fun to teach them. I love coaching. Uh, it's great. I've never coached anything before, and it's fun. And I I, I told my daughter if she played, I would coach because she wasn't gonna play. She was scared. I said if you play, I'll coach. Bam, I'm coaching. All right, so we got our first game. And we drive away. I'm going to leave everybody anonymous here. <laughs> well, I don't want you to know, you know, details about about this this experience. But I'm we're, we're, we go out to our first game, and in our league, we we live kind of out in the in the rural small town area. So so you don't play all your games in the same place, uh, just because there's not enough population. So you you travel to the other little you know kind of rural towns around and. And you play, you play those those you know those teams, towns, cities. Uh, the what is it called? Teams. Those those towns, teams. So 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 here's the deal. I pull up, and I'm first of all, I, I'm what you would call I'm what you would call a hydrated person. So I'm I, I all day long I'm drinking coffee and water. Shout out to Angry Brew. Uh, I, I'm drinking coffee and water pretty much all day. Uh, you know, so so I, I'm a hydrated person. So hydration is healthy. You got to be hydrated. Drink a lot of water. And yet, so so as a result, if you know your biology, if you know your science, if you're a smart individual, you know, uh, you know that that will lead me to the bathroom a lot, all the time. You know, it's just because I'm I'm a very well hydrated, healthy, healthy person. I exercise a lot. You got to drink a lot of water. Boom. So I pull in, and I don't know where the field is because this is an, an away game. Don't know where the field is. There's a field. It's not our field. I don't know where the other field is. So I go to the concession stand. I go, hey, oh, hey, where's our field? You know, field number whatever. And they go, oh, it's way over there. They point way 
way far away. It's it's there's a field behind the field that you can't even see. It's really really far away. And I go, okay, okay, fantastic. Long walk. My first thought is, I gotta pee. I gotta pee right now. Uh, and I ask them at the concession, is there a bathroom over there? Like a porta john, something. Help a brother out, right? No, none. The only one is right there at the concession stand. I'm going, whoo. Okay, okay. Whoever designed uh, this establishment was not a well-hydrated person. That person, uh, they need to drink more water, Gatorade, Angry Brew. Uh, they, they, they need some liquid in their life because because whoever designed that uh, obviously just never has to go to the bathroom. So I'm going, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, I, I, I'm going to coach. I'm going to go to the bathroom before the game, go to the bathroom, and then we, we take the long, the long hike uh, over to the game. Uh, get out, get out into my my coaching spot. First inning, boom! Have to go to the bathroom right away. No, there's no you can't you can't go in the woods when you're you're coaching a third grade softball team. Just not recommended. Uh, the flip side does not recommend that that behavior. So, so okay, no water for me. No water. I'm 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 loud. You know, even even now I was I need to start coughing because because I, I get into it on the on the flip side. Noah's rant. As you know, as you know, I leave it all on the field. So I'm coaching, leaving it all on the field because I'm on the field. And I'm like, okay, no water, no drinking, no nothing. Can't drink anything because, man, I got to go now. And it's it's only it's only inning one. So I'm coaching. And I'm telling you, so this is kid pitch. This is the first, this is the first year that they do kid pitch. In our league, it has all kinds of crazy rules, like fun, different rules because they're trying to teach girls how to play. And... So they change things, and you know you, you you wouldn't normally expect. So so one of the rules is once a pitcher pitches four balls in normal baseball or softball, you would you would walk a ball being not a strike ball, a bad pitch. You get four of those. You you walk to first base. Well, in this league, which is cool, no uh, no no problem with this rule at all. Uh, the coach comes and pitches. After four balls, they don't get a walk because they figure you'd be walking every girl, every batter. And so the coach pitches to that girl, right? Great. So, I'm, so uh, you know, you know how many times, you know how many times uh, the coach came out to pitch every time, <laughs> every time, pretty much. So the girl pitching on the other team would. So our girl pitching. Uh, you know, she wasn't throwing many strikes. That's okay. They're learning. They don't know. But it was up there. It was close. It bounced near the plate, etc. The girl on the other team, I'm telling you. So she's pitching. Our girls are batting. I'm the first base coach. She's literally rolling the ball up there. I mean, she's going through the whole motion. and But she's rolling. I would say three out of four pitches, maybe four out of five pitches, she's rolling the ball up there. And I'm going, yo, Look, I get it. She's learning how to pitch, but she's rolling the ball. The ball's rolling to the plate three out of four pitches, and I'm looking at this other team, this coach, and I'm going, Coach, is that all you got? Because you got you got 10 girls on your team, and are you telling me that you did a pitch-off and this girl who rolls the ball is the best thing you got. You don't have anybody who can who can who can who can <laughs> who can deliver the ball, not like like bowling. This was bowling the the ball up there. Okay, so this is my first experience with it. And then there's this rule that when the coach pitches, so when the kid is pitching, you can strike out. Kid can strike out against a kid pitcher. So if that rolling ball just is really enticing and you want to swing at a ball rolling up to you, you could swing three times and, you know, you could get called out. But when the coach comes in and pitches, uh, there's a rule that you cannot strike out. Like, oh, that's nice. 
it, you know, makes him put the ball in play. Yeah, it's good for for the girls that can hit the ball. There's girls, no offense, no, I mean, no worries. You're 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 beautiful. You're you're loved by God. You're loved by me. You're a beloved individual. But there's girls who can't hit a ball. They just don't know how. They just don't. They just can't hit a ball, which is fine. No problem. I mean, who cares? You're gonna you're not gonna be a professional softball player when you grow up. You're gonna have a career of maybe a family. You know, big deal. Like that's that doesn't matter if you can hit a ball or not. I don't care. But but I do kind of care when I'm when I'm sitting out there, uh, in the in in the in the field and. Uh, when when our girls are on defense, uh, I'm in the field as a coach. The coach can not 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 play the field, but you're out there helping your girls know where to go. So legit, we got girls up there. Uh, ten strikes. You know, I get it. I get it that you don't want their feelings to get hurt. Three strikes and you're out. But could you cap it maybe at maybe at five strikes, eight strikes, ten strikes? There 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 is a point where where we may be there an hour if if. <laughs> If someone, I'm telling you, I'm getting in trouble. I'm feeling it now as I deliver the nose around. I'm going, oh, you shouldn't do it. No, you should. But I have to. I have to for my own, my own. This is a therapy session for me. This is what this is. This. So as as I as I coach, so you can you you, you can you can turn it off. I, I need to keep going. Okay. So so what I love too about the rules, I'm reading the rules because I'm a coach. I got to know the rules, right? And so there's this fantastic rule, my favorite rule, when the coach comes in to pitch. So if a kid gets beaned with a ball, they go to first base. They get hit. Bean. Why do we call it bean? It's just a baseball word. We have funny words for in baseball. If you get hit with a ball as a batter, you go to first base. But there's this rule specifically says in the rules, when a coach comes in to pitch, if a coach hits a, their own batter, you're pitching to your own girls. If a coach hits their own batter with a ball, she does not get to go to first base. I don't know if anybody else thinks that's hilarious that they had to make a rule about that, that that there's a coach out there trying, literally trying to hit their own girls. Man, we really need base runners. We got bases loaded, runner on third. We really need this run. Got it. Get up there, little Susie. Uh, close your eyes and keep, make sure you're wearing a helmet. And they plonk, clonk, plunk, a, plunk their girl in the back. And, every, and they cheer, yes, we scored that winning run that we needed. Get down to first base. I don't care if your back hurts and you can't walk because you're in third grade and I just beamed you with an enormous softball, which isn't soft at all. Whoever named, whoever named softball softball is probably the same person that uh, created those jackets with no sleeves or, or Honeycrisp apples. <laughs> It's not soft. Trying to teach my girls, my daughters, both of them, third and first grade, how to how to catch a softball. Are you kidding me? It's like child abuse. I've beaten them in the face so many times. They hated it. They're, this is the worst game ever. We hate this. It's, you're throwing a rock at my face. They don't know how to catch. There's literally these tiny little girls just getting pummeled with a with a softball. Don't worry. Don't worry, little girl. It's soft. Like a feathery pillow. Yeah, a feathery pillow that'll take your knock your eyeball out it's not soft just for the record okay so got to study the rules and i thought that rule was was hilarious so the 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 first game the, the umpires oh my goodness bless their hearts bless these little umpires hearts the field umpire so there's two teenage boys uh, for our first game 
and uh, you know, anonymous, no, no biggie, nobody know, nobody. It's all good. Oh, it's all good. So this, this, it, you know, they're probably listening. I mean, most of the population listens. So flip side, so cool. If they're listening, they know I'm not outing them. Nobody, knows, but but at least they can listen now to Noah's rant, like Noah's rant does. It makes the world a better place. They'll they'll learn how to be a better umpire now, which is better, better for the world, better for for all the future games. Okay, so I'm the first base, you know, umpire, and the field umpire is right next to me, legit right next to me so we got our first girl on base and we have all these weird rules one of them is you know when the girl can lead off when when can they lead off the base get off the base so the rule i'm pretty sure is the ball has to cross the plate or has to be in the catcher's mitt or something before they can sort of lead off before they can get off the base so i asked the umpire this you know sweet little teenage guy hey man uh my when can she when can she lead off? When is she allowed to come off the base? He just looks at me and goes, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm like, no, no worries, bro. It's a weird rule, right? You don't <laughs> you know, <laughs> all good. So a uh, little bit later in the game, maybe in the next inning, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how many outs there are. I turn to the umpire. Now, umpires, if you've never umpired, you probably haven't. I umpired when I was uh, growing up a little bit. You got a little clicker. It's a little thing in your hand. It's beauty. You can you keep track of balls, strikes, outs. It's got these three little wheels on it. That's that's really your only job, out, especially in the field. Field umpire is so easy compared to the behind the plate. So field umpire, turn to him and go, what's up? What's up, little buddy? Uh, how many outs are there? He goes, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many outs there are. I'm like, are you ki- what? What are you doing? You're coaching a third grade girls, third, third, fourth, and fifth grade girls softball game. You, what are you? What else are you doing? You don't even know how many outs there are. So, fantastic! It was a fantastic umpire. Uh, it was fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, we had our second game. We crushed that first uh, team. By the way, oh man. 10 nothing. We run ruled them. You get up by 10, game over. Uh, or an hour and a half. Bless uh, the hearts of those who made that rule. Bless those hearts. Because let me tell you, whoo, hour and a half of this drama. It's about anyone can, it's about all anybody can handle. So we crush them. 10 nothing. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Mopping the floor with this other team. Look, it's anonymous. Nobody, it's okay. Nobody knows who they are. It's, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, so the next game, total opposite. These girls, these girls are professionals. These girls, uh, their coach. Oh my goodness, she, she's an all star. She got, she got all this fancy softball gear. These fancy, you know, when you go to Dick's Sporting Goods and they have all this apparatus you can buy for training, and it's like five hundred bucks for this funky, you know, elastic bat looking deal with the ball at the end of it and she's got her kids hitting this thing and man they're 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 these kids are these kids are ready for the major leagues they're ready for the olympics uh, yeah i know they took a softball out of the olympics what gives with that that's lame bring it back bring a softball back baby because I'm, I'm getting ready to be an olympic coach that's 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 my I'm, I'm climbing up the ladder climbing the ladder see all right so this this team isn't joking around you can tell they, they came to play they got these super intimidating cheers they're like tick 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 dynamite who's dynamite we're dynamite bang 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 boom 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 cha 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 Susie is dynamite ba bang bang ba bang ba bang it's it's like whoa these girls it's like a cheerleading squad they they're professional cheerleaders every every girl that's up's got her own cheer and and I I'm a little intimidated I'm out here going man these girls these girls are intense 
These girls are serious business about, about softball. And let me tell you, they kicked our butts. It was 9 nothing at one point. I'm thinking, oh, no, we get, we won 10 nothing, and now it's it's poetic justice. Now the the the, the uh, pride comes before a fall, you know? Well, we came back. We came back 9-4. to 9-4 to four we came back. We were on the upswing. Uh, and, but, but then the hour and a half came. The hour and a half uh, uh, tragically, mercifully uh, put the game to an end. So that's been my softball experience for for my my first two games uh, in my career. My what will be a long a long career as an assistant coach of softball. So 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 that that concludes Noah's rant. I, it's a little different of a rant. I'll give that to you. I I promise you, I'm not really ranting. I'm not upset. I'm not sad. Uh, but come on, that stuff, I hope you laughed at some of those things. I didn't do those things justice. Some of it's because today's Friday. The first game was Monday. If I had had time in my week to hop on the podcast during the game, now that would have been legit. Play-by-play at the game podcast with the mic gear out, the the, the live baseball radio announcer, that, that would have been, you. that would have put you there. But Noah's rant did its best. Noah's rant... It's a humble attempt to make the world a better place. Some, some, some episodes are more humble than others. This one, a little humble, a little humble, a little humble, because I know it's a sensitive subject. I know, I know that 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 some of you will never listen again, and and I and I pray that you, for your your forgiveness uh, and your mercy as we make the world a better place together. But there it is. Now, now, now. The, now those umpires know the rules, which is really good. And trust me, I was great. I was not. I didn't go into Noah's rant form. I didn't do a Lou Pinella where I where I where I threw my hat on the ground and kicked dirt on home plate and screamed in the umpire's face, cursing uh, the day they were born. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I just lovingly gave them a Jesus smile, a Jesus chuckle. And uh, you know it's all good. It's all good. The world is good. I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I like. I, I want to be one of those well balanced people that turns the podcast off before getting to Noah's rant. That is my goal in life, and and I believe I took a step closer to that. But those of you still listening, you gotta, you definitely gotta work on that still, because I mean, you listened. So, what does that say? What does that say about you, especially after that warning? Woo! We are back friends we are back that is right let me hear it from our live studio audience you made it through 50 Noah's rants actually I forgot to say there's not actually 50 Noah's rants there's 30 something okay so we don't we don't do a Noah's rant every episode sometimes I'm just exhausted and I don't have it in me to rant into the microphone other episodes, uh, they were just too serious, too too solemn, and we, we didn't do Noah's rant. But we did a bunch of them. I don't even know how many we did, because I, I haven't listened to the episode yet. That's that's how podcasting works. I I have to listen to it later. I'm I may not. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to cr- to cry. I'm not trying to not cry. Even though Noah's rant's very emotional, I'm trying to not belch into the microphone from the delicious angry brew that I'm drinking right now. That uh, you know sometimes that happens here when you're a professional podcaster. You got <laughs> you got to got to keep keep the body under control. So. Uh, just a reminder, so uh, this has been long. Obviously, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, you listened in chunks. Uh, again, the challenge, first person to email me, podcast at 
beyondthebattle.net. Uh, you will uh, commentary on your, your top two Noah's rants. You can go to three if you like, and your least favorite Noah's rant. And you can go to two if you like. Send those to me, podcast at beyondthebattle.net, and I will ship you a free pre-release copy of Beyond the Battle. Only the first person uh, to send in will will claim that wonderful prize. So thank you so much for listening. Honestly, I really, really, really appreciate it. Doing the podcast is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I do hope that the all of the other 49 episodes have helped you grow closer to Jesus, helped you work through some hard issues on the grit of life. And here's to the next 50 episodes of the Flipside Podcast. That's right. I can't wait for episode 100, maybe in a couple more years. Until then, I will see you. The flip side with Noah Flip. On the flip side. Francis Press Production. Copyright Noah Flipiak. www.noahflipiak.com. Theme music by Kyle Lake at K Lake Music. Use with permission. Please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. Yow, yow, dripping in that gall that don't perish. People selling fake, see the green around their belly. Taking refuge in his hand, see his poems, my living quarters. Close them when I'm finished, it's time to bring me closer. There's no purgatory, cause you're in or you're out. When you see him in the clouds, then you know it's going down. Raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's babies so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but short is with your days. Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Then I hope you see him clearly. Raise him, raise him, raise him. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's babies so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but sure it's with your daisy. Yeah.